You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Hi guys, it's Black Gay Comic Geek, and it's Happy Pride Month, hi! That's how Jordan thinks I sound, guys. We were just having a conversation before the podcast started. He Slander! Was, yeah, it's not, is it though? It is. <laughs> or is it live? I get so confused. Called me super gay before we started. Why did I even say that? He was like, wait, what's going on, Michael? You you, you sound really different. You like, nope. sound extra gay today. Is no. it is it because it's Pride Day in New York? I was like, how dare you? <laughs> you're, you're, you're taking, you're like, the, these are the best lies. You take elements of the truth and you mix it together and make some kind of narrative. No, it's all, it's all true. No, you say that people said that they heard you talk and they make you think that you sound like some yes, guy from the And it came from show. your mouth. <laughs> well, you came from my mouth? Because you agreed with it. Oh, well, I did. <laughs> I, now I said that the guy is like your spirit animal because of the exactly. video, that's the video all, you showed all the, me that's all the same thing well the video you showed me was him singing about dick or penis <laughs> so yeah it's you if I, I can see into your mind that's, that's kind of what I envision I don't, I don't sing about penis I dance about penis <laughs> okay <laughs> there's a difference <laughs> there's a difference man we just started we're already off track <laughs> welcome back to the show guys this week we've got a big week we're gonna be talking about dun 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 dun. Wait, you gotta make it darker, cause that is epic. Oh yeah. You think nice feelings? Yeah, they kind of. That's kind of what my issues with this this movie that we've been in. Well, we I've been anticipating since its inception, Jurassic World to the Fallen Kingdom. Like it's just like this movie isn't as magical as the first. You mean like it the first Jordan first, or you mean the really one before sad. this one? Both. Uh, well, of Both. course, nothing's going to be as good as the Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah, but World, the first one, touched it. Like it, 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 didn't, it can't reach that kind of like that grandeur, but it touched like the the him. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it still had like those moments of magic that I felt in the first movie. I don't like, remember it, that much about the Jurassic World, to be honest. Well, obviously, it didn't impact you the way the first one did me. Okay. <laughs> Wow. I think I've gone on record in this podcast saying that like it's been it was one of my most uh, amazing cinema experiences. Like that was one of the first movies that like made me feel all the feels in the theater. Like I, I rate other movies based on how Jurassic World's ending made me feel. Until what was it, Avengers? You said you had the best experience at top Jurassic World. Was it Infinity War? Or it was another movie you said at top Jurassic World in terms of your experience in the theater. I don't know about Topped, but Infinity War... That's what you said. I don't remember what... Did I? I don't remember what movie it was, though. Oh, but... that's bad. We both don't know, though. <laughs> You're supposed to know. It was your experience. <laughs> I don't remember. In the movie, Jacob, you're our historian. Let him know. Send yeah. him a message. Hit me up, bro. Let me yeah, know. Yeah, you said... Uh, you was like, this Infinity movie... War you said this movie... I don't remember if it was Infinity War, but you was like, this no, movie no, no, actually, actually topped my experience 
how the experience level I had it in was, the theater. It was Infinity War because it, I, I think about the ending, but it wasn't Infinity War's ending. It was all the other moments. That's why every time I would turn to you and be like, Michael, ah, uh, things are happening. <laughs> like it, it was that was my experience at the end of Jurassic World, but it happened multiple times in Infinity War. The ending, not so much. Cause the ending was like that. Oh my God. Like that was like a somber moment. I'm like, I don't know more about your life than you, than you do. Because you're obsessed with me, Michael. <laughs> am, am I? <laughs> Obviously, you're my eight number one super fan. <laughs> All right, Jacob, I'm coming for you. Now, he's the plus ultra fan. It's a difference. And we're going to get to iTunes reviews in a second. But yeah, Jurassic World, we're so, going to talk about it. I'm Toga, so I'm going to take your blood and take your place. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> we're friends now, Jordan. <laughs> Don't make that weird Toga face where she's like, suck, suck, suck. <laughs> suck, suck, suck. Well, never mind. <laughs> oh, God. I need an adult. I'm uncomfortable. Anyway. Happy Pride Month. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. But other than Jurassic World, we've also got uh, the new episode of Cloak and Dagger we got to discuss. Um, not as deep as last week's, but still a good episode. Uh, we also got Supergirl, the season finale. Michael's face doesn't look too happy about that. No. <laughs> hey, man. This I'm finale. Not, I'm not going to be as angry as I was last week, but. I'm going to say this right now. I think it was a better finale than Flash. I'll say that. We can talk about it. Oh, we're gonna have a debate. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those episodes. I gotta think. I gotta think about it. I didn't. I didn't think about it. Okay, but, but something we can agree on: My Hero Academia is week is fucking phenomenal. Just like yes, always. yes, yes. Yeah. When isn't it? Yeah, right. <laughs> and this episode that was gonna be slower because it's like you know just table setting for the next arc. But even still, I spoilers. I shed a tear. So there's that. Yeah, so surprised. Spoilers. That's such a big spoiler. That doesn't happen all the time. And when we get Jurassic World, I'm going to show you why. It happens enough. <laughs> yeah, for good things. I'm pretty sure if you don't cry, people are going to co- send you messages concerned. Like, Jordan, you didn't cry this week. Are you, are you all right? <laughs> don't, don't mock me. Uh, we would talk Luke Cage in depth, but Michael hasn't watched a single episode. I haven't watched a single episode. Yeah, so I've seen at least seven. So I'll get my first impressions on it, but I'm not going to go too deep on it. I'm just going to hit some uh, some some interesting bullet points. One of which is a prediction Michael made that pissed me the fuck off when it was revealed in this season. I'm like, no, somebody's listening to our podcast. There's no way. It's literally what he said it was going to be. Uh, yeah, I'm curious of what this is. Yeah, someone hit you about it too, right? Yeah. But um, I think it's two different things, though. Somebody hit me about something else I predicted. I think you're talking about something different. I think it's the same thing. If it's about uh, Judas Bullets, it's the okay, same thing. Okay, okay. Um, and we would talk about Dark Knight's Metal, but uh, somebody didn't finish no, it. No, we, we, I, I told you we could talk about Dark Knight's Metal. I read pretty much all of it. Pretty much is in all of it, Michael. It's, it's still enough where we could talk about it. Well, let's. And you could tell me about the rest. Well, I, I read half. I got up to issue five, so I read half of it. So we could talk about up to issue five, and then you could tell me about the rest. I think the person named Black Gay Comic Geek Excuse me. should be the person that discusses the comic books. It's, a, it's been a very busy week. Okay. I started right. a new job. All these excuses. <laughs> after every, after Your job <laughs> is to be a podcaster. <laughs> First and foremost. Am I going to pay? <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> Maybe someday, but that day is not here. Your payment is love from the fans, Michael. <laughs> Well, I accept the love. But it's not. But it's not. Bills. Can you pay my bills? Can you pay my telephone <laughs> bills? Can you pay my automobile? I right, singing on y'all. <laughs> um, but that being said, I think we should save it because uh, you also didn't watch Death of Superman, which is a new animated movie. Yeah, but I, which I think I, I didn't even know that was that. Well, actually, it's not. Now that I think about it, because I remember Jacob sent me a message. It's not officially out yet. It's it officially out today. It leaked. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But I watched the leak because I'm trash. But 
It was phenomenal. So I, we'll save that for next week. We can talk about all comics. Because I also read Flash War. I was ready. I was like, oh, we got comics to talk I was about. Like, I'm waiting for Flash War to be over before I... You re- can start reading now. Because you said it's only two issues. Because I read the Zero issue, but yeah. then I was like, what happens next? But then I was like, oh, well, shit. The first issue's not even out yet. I'm like, I'm going to just wait for it to be done so I could just binge and I think and we should do the all. comic book episode next week and talk about the animated thing and comics. Because Flash War, even though only the first two are out, I think it's an interesting enough that we actually talk about some of like... The, the themes and the ramifications of what might happen from just what they've said so far. It's not like Death um, Doomsday Clock where it's like, all right, what the fuck is the plot? Like, <laughs> this, this setup, I think, is interesting enough that we can just talk about that. So, next week. And we're going to promise this time, Michael, right? <laughs> well, we'll see. Oh, God! <laughs> Every time you say that, it doesn't happen. All right, well, let's get into this week's episode, but start off with some iTunes reviews. Um, and I've got some. Uh, I've got an important announcement to make. Guess what? Jordan's coming out the closet, guys. What? <laughs> we already had that discussion. A, what, two two podcasts ago. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> George is a beautiful man. Okay, don't judge me. <laughs> oh, okay. But um, guess who I didn't hear back from? Sylvia Costa. Sylvia Costa. She has not gotten in contact with me at all. Uh oh. Not him nor hair. Jacob has killed her. <laughs> well, that's possible. <laughs> But in any case, that means we have the opening. So, Jake, if you're listening, guess what, bro? You're in there. You are the next contestant on Blur Vision. Vision. Come on down. So we're going to have him and DC Comics Nerds on maybe next week. And that's actually a good episode to talk about uh, some stuff with if we have guests on next week. We talk about Death of Superman and all the comics, too. So I think that would be a good week to do it. I'm going to try to stay up and read comics. Oh, my God. Your name is Comic <laughs> Geek. It's in your namesake. Uh, you're, you're acting like I don't read comics. I do, but it's not on a deadline. <laughs> <laughs> it's like three. It's like, like a month. <laughs> you know how long I've had the Harry Potter books and I haven't started them yet? Or how many DVDs I own and I haven't read them and I haven't watched them yet? Like, I was about to say. I feel all this pressure, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, don't put me in your box. Okay. All right. Well, that being said, let's get some Izzy's <laughs> reviews. We'll discuss this next week, hopefully. <laughs> I'm as much as I talk about Buffy, I'm behind on the Buffy comics. The only one I read was season eight. They're on season twelve. Oh shit! Exactly. I know they're ongoing like that. Don't put me in a box. <laughs> I'll read them when I'm fifty. Oh my god. <laughs> He's like, now that I'm on my deathbed, now at I can 50, re- At 50? What? What is that? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. He's, you see this guy? He wants me dead at 50 years old. I can't even collect social security. Like, <laughs> He's at like, 50. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You live to 100. My bad. Be older than Gran Torino. All right, let's get into the iTunes reviews. We're like way off topic. Word. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be an interesting week. All right, let's start with uh, Zangetsu '88. Did, did I read that, it last week? No, I've never heard that name. Okay, Zangetsu is the, must be a new, the sword. Is that a from new Bleach. person? Yeah, it's a new person. Uh, hey, so, we're getting new listeners. We're woo! growing, guys. <laughs> five million strong. <laughs> growing. Uh, five star review. It's a subject is plus ultra. Uh, I love this podcast. It feels I am meeting up with friends every week when I listen to you guys. And you are a friend because you also watch My Hero Academia, obviously. Uh, I find myself agreeing with you guys all the time, especially with how the CWDC TV shows have become trash this past year. Mm-hmm. Uh, agreed. I am a huge My Hero Academia fan and love hearing your thoughts on the show and how the CW should take notes from those writers. Facts. <laughs> this week's episode of My Hero had so many emotions and made me believe All Might is one of the greatest superheroes of all time. Keep up the great work and continue to go beyond Plus Ultra! Awesome. And that was from last week, I guess. So he was talking about the all-for-one fight, which was the fucking 
best episode ever. Yes. Um, our next review comes from Awesome Nick Zero Four, old pal Xander. He's your Shigaraki, and when no, you hear this review, Fla- Flaza dude, he he, he made the don the. Okay, well, if he wants to volunteer Shigaraki, which is not a Shigaraki move, is the volunteer, <laughs> but he's definitely Xander is at least Bakugo. Now listen to this review. It's a five-star review. Oh, uh, he's angry. Oh, <laughs> Xander says war is coming. So that gives you an idea right there. War ready. <laughs> Whoa, don't you fucking I mean, never this, again. No, but the song is still good. <laughs> the song is still good. <laughs> but the, the emotions that went with it were lies. All right. Um, and it actually relates to the Jurassic Park review. Remind me when we get there. Uh, this is how he starts. Hello, a.k.a. the bitch boy. He's referring to A.K.A. the Spider-Man, Jacob. Okay. Yeah, he's drawing a he's line. Like, yeah. He Do you like, not hear Bakugo's voice right now? Deku! You <laughs> You're trash, Deku! Bastard! I, <laughs> uh, I see you are trying to steal Jordan and Michael away from me. Huh? Well, it's on. If I have to kill you, so be it. Yo, it's getting Whoa, fucking... he's getting dumb. Yeah, he's it's like dumb. gang wars. <laughs> I mean, we had a reviewer from a crip. <laughs> oh, yeah, word. <laughs> What's going on? Black blip cookies or whatever. <laughs> um, this is a wholesome podcast, guys. <laughs> it's, it's become a war zone. I, I am the original underage kid from the podcast, and you will not take that title from me. Get ready. There's a war coming, and I will kill anyone who tries to take the title. He's definitely no. He's definitely Baku going die die. <laughs> That doesn't sound very hero-like. What was it, this name? Death Explosion or whatever? Murder, Death Murder, Explosion? Yeah, King Murder Explosion or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you are officially the Baku of the podcast, Sander Jesus. <laughs> do, you, do you take him under your wing or is this... <laughs> I got Flaza, dude. He already, he already called it. Oh, man. So he's really like the, the, the headstrong, like solo dolo Bakugo yeah, right Bakugo. now. Yeah, he's Bakugo. All right. <laughs> so we need a best genus to be his uh, mentor. <laughs> Number three now. Yeah, who's the number fuck? three? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we just had that intro, aka the bitch boy. I know Jacob's in this room. Like, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next review comes from Omari Ablerd. Um, it's a five star review, and Omari says, "Blurred's a symbol." Hey, Jordan Michael, I really love listening to the podcast and looking forward to listening every week. For me as a black person relating to you guys so much is so important to me. But anyways, keep up the good work. Love what you guys are doing. By the way, Jordan, I like you better than Michael. Don't get offended. I see your face. Don't get offended, Michael. Much love to you as well. Anyways, stay nerdy, my blurdies. Ah, I'll take it. (laughs) This podcast is called Blurred Vision. It is Jordan's podcast. But fuck you. (laughs) He started so positive and still ended so mean. I'll take it, my fuck you. <laughs> so did you really take it? I did. I took it oh, okay. with, a, with a pinch, a dash of sugar. A little bit of salt, really. Uh, don't worry. There's, there's some other reason you might like more. All these worry. flavors, and you choose the salt. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, next review comes from Take... Well, thank you, uh, Amari. I appreciate that, even though Michael does it. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. It's <laughs> goddamn... This is Gay Pride Day. <laughs> So? It's homophobic. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, the next review comes from Take Tank Spams. It's a five star review, and the subject is Change My Life for the Better. I actually posted this in my stories because I'm like, oh, that sounds so sweet. Uh, I'm a relatively new listener to the podcast. I always found out about you guys. Uh, I only found out about you guys a few months ago on Instagram, 
But I went back and I listened to a bunch of your old episodes, and I've been able to embrace my nerdy side again. I used to think it was lame for liking anime and comics. Now I know there are guys out there who are just like me, and it's opened me up to embrace the blurred culture. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Uh, it's been so nice to catch up on anime and comics and TV shows, and then hear what you guys have to say about it. Even though I might not always agree with y'all on everything, he's <laughs> like a smiley, sweaty face, BVS was more than passable. <gasps> How dare you? <laughs> Get out of our house. <laughs> uh, I welcomed you in. Yeah, you're not invited to the cookout. <laughs> I complimented you. It's like you, you stabbed me in the back in the last second. But you guys are awesome, and I love listening to this podcast every week. Blurred. And he gives a thumbs up. All right, you want me back, but don't ever do that again. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, I'll trust you. I'll, I'll forgive you, but I'll never forget. Yeah. I feel like he spat in our face. Uh, next review comes from our old pal Flaza Dude. It's a five-star review, and his title... Oh, you're going to like this one. Subject is Prediction God. Crowing. I, <laughs> I feel the power. Oh my I'll do it, Dumbbella. Oh my God, Give so... me the power, I beg of you. <laughs> so vain. Uh, Fazza goes on to say, All for one, in parenthesis, Michael. So you are now the all for one. Really nailed it. all the powers. <laughs> Really nailed it with the future My Hero events and his predictions, but I won't say what, what which. Did I, what did I say? But get ready for a crazy second half. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm predict? like, what did I say? I'm like, you can't do that to us. I'm so scared. What did you say? Yeah, what did I say? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm trying to think back to everything you said. Like, what'd you throw out it's, there crazy? There's so many things. I don't uh, know. Oh. I'm like, is it a good, is it a good crazy? Is it a bad, like, what What did I say? Like, I want to know now. Oh, I'm scared. Send me a DM. <laughs> yeah. Well, he goes on to say, in regards to My Hero Vigilantes, it only has about four chapters and is not directly connected to ac- academia. There is an Eraserhead cameo and events that have MCU to Marvel Netflix level connectivity. Ooh, that sounds interesting, actually. But that hopefully changes. But this second half will definitely blow your balls off, even though I think the all-for-one episode is probably the season best overall. That's true. We're only halfway into the season. Uh-huh. That's Wow. I wonder what's going to happen in the second half. He's saying like whatever you said is going to come true in the second half of this season. What did I say? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm afraid. I, yeah, I'm, I'm like, should I be scared? I am. <laughs> um, blah, 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 blah. Supergirl was definitely not as maybe, bad. Maybe Bakugo and Deku fall in love. Maybe that'll be it. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> That's true. I doubt, but I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> he has calmed down a little. You saw that. You're kind of right there. He seems like he's calmed down a little, anyway. And yeah, what did you say? It's not going to happen. What's that yeah. wishful thinking? I, I'm glad that he's calming down. I mean, we haven't seen how he reacts to Deku yet, but at least, but yeah, he was it was All Might that he was talking to. But you know, we'll see. But even before, like when he was talking to All Might, he was like, "Leave me alone! Like I don't want to talk to you." True. True. He's a little. He's somber now a little bit. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, he goes on to say, Supergirl was definitely not as bad as I thought, and Rain stuff felt like trash, but the character moments were more touching than expected. Other than James' argument for revealing his identity was trash, I couldn't be convinced. I oh, was just going to his, basically his season finale review. Uh, and I couldn't be convinced otherwise, and that Justice League animated reference with John was great. I don't, I didn't catch I don't that. Remember, yeah, I didn't catch that. Ooh. Oh! What was it? I remember now. What was it? Uh, basically, when he when he left the Justice League to go out into the world, that's a reference to the animated series. I guess because he's Martian Manhunter and Martian Manhunter did it. I guess, it, but I thought that was just a comic thing. So I was gonna talk about that, like that something I did like as like a comic reference where he does just do like the wandering around type of thing. 
Maybe right. it's a comic, but the only thing I remember it from is from the Justice League. That's comic. true. Yeah, that's true. Um, wouldn't be would have been better if there was no Barry Allen stakes don't exist moment. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that shit. Uh, sorry for a lengthy review. Love the podcast. And Jordan is Manetta thanks to his perv size showing last podcast. Wait, this guy is perverted every single episode. <laughs> I have one episode where I talk about Mr. Incredible's amazing, incredibly, incredibly amazing ass. Because I, I pervert. We, we started expectations, Jordan. Everybody knows. But now you're just, you're just, you're changing our dynamic. Just like, <laughs> well, just you're like, changing our dynamic. <laughs> you weren't the smartest Avenger last week. <laughs> But I, I, to be fair though, I do admit that I'm very much. I think I've even said that if I was gonna be anybody in the show, I'd be I'd be Manetta. <laughs> he's he's definitely a perv. Go back and listen to our milk. What is it? Milk money. Milk money. Uh, <laughs> milk don't money to episode. Don't listen to that episode. Oh gosh. Uh, Thanks to this perv side showing last podcast. Seems so long ago. <laughs> it was a long time. It was like a year ago. Over a year ago. Almost. Yes. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, because Blurcon's coming. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but maybe one day he can be a hero too. <laughs> Hope you guys left that that one. Oh, I did. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. Thanks, Flaza. Uh, next review comes from M Kevin eighty eight. Uh, it's a five star review, and this one you might like. Our prediction and review powers co. Dot dot dot. I don't know what that was what? to say there, but he says Jordan. I am starting to wonder if your review powers are weakening as your prediction powers are growing. Interesting. Oh. Uh, this podcast has put me on. That? Well, let's find out. Uh, this podcast has put me on to many dope shows slash movies, including My Hero, A Quiet Place, and Agents of Shield. And I've always trusted your opinion, but recently I've noticed it's not as accurate as before. Interesting. Uh, Ready Player One was kind of boring and predictable, but worse, I like season four of The Flash. Get out. <laughs> get out get out <laughs> I, I was thinking i was like how is an opinion accurate well that's, yeah that's why i said accurate that's just a choice of words yeah but well let's let's hear what he has to say even though he already lost me in season four of flash yeah good. that too uh i waited until it was on netflix to watch because you guys panned it so hard and while many of the criticism criticisms were valid i think you guys were too hard on it or too hard on it dimney's character growth was solid tom cavanaugh kills it uh, Barry was actually a good coach to both Iris and Dibney. False. <laughs> Where? <laughs> yeah, word. I feel like Iris was helping Barry more often yeah, than that. Yeah, Barry didn't help nobody. <laughs> yeah, Barry got a long-gated man killed, really. Um, Cisco's relationship, uh, the Killer Frost, Caitlin arc, and all of these were good. I do agree there's not enough Wally, and the Cecile stuff is dumb, though. Still love the podcast. I just might not take your word as gospel anymore, lol. Stay nerdy, guys. Okay, well, one, the fact that you ever thought my word was gospel, thanks. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm the dumbest Avenger, admittedly. So for you to say that my word's ever been gospel, much love, bro. But some of these statements, ah! Yeah, they, they're giving me heartburn right now. <laughs> yeah. like. I don't know if I can co-sign these uh, these opinions, but that's what, you know, everything's subjective. So everyone's got their own opinions, you know. That's, that makes sense. And also, to kind of defend one of the things here, Ready Player One is kind of boring but predictable. I think we kind of said that it, was, it relied on tropes, and it wasn't like... I, I kind of admitted that the reason why I personally really liked Ready Player One was because if you listen to this podcast, and this goes right into our Jurassic World review today, um, I love giant monsters fighting. Earlier, before the podcast started... Michael made the very apt uh, reference that I am like the Hulk in the podcast because the same thing he said Thor Ragnarok oh big monster uh-huh. <laughs> I love big monsters yes, so does. that that Gundam versus Mechagodzilla versus uh, Iron Giant scene 
that gave me so many feels in the theater just because it took me back to my childhood. Also, if I remember correctly, I think we said there was nothing like groundbreaking about the movie, but it just, it was a fun ride. I don't even think we gave it perfect vision. I thought we both gave it more than passable, right? I don't remember. I think we did. But I think I gave it a little bit higher rating than you just because of that final scene for me. So I, I kind of prefaced it with why I personally gave it a, a higher score than you did. But yeah, but overall it was a fun, it was a fun ride. It was nothing like, oh, I can't believe they did that. It was just like, yeah, it was cool. It was like a roller coaster in real life. Or a roller coaster in a movie form. And plus the visuals were great. Yeah. And you need that for this type of movie. I'm sorry, bro. I'm, I'll, I'll defend, for me personally and for my fellow anime heads, I will defend to the day I die when my man Shiro was standing on the edge of that plane and said, I choose the form. Of Gundam, I'm like, oh, I just, I got feels just now. <laughs> oh yes, and you know what? Didn't have a moment like that. I think Cheryl, I think Cheryl died in the book. Fuck that book. <laughs> I actually have it on Audible. I haven't listened to it yet. I listened to some of it. Oh, I'm already mad at the book. Then, god damn it. Yeah, I think he dies in the book. All right, well, uh, our last review comes from <laughs> our Deku of the podcast, aka the Spider Man Jacob. It's a five star review, and the subject is. Appreciation post part three. Oh, he keeps track of the numbers of the times he gives like these little appreciation posts. Um, hey everyone, amazing podcast as usual. This will be another appreciation post rather than a review to lift your spirits and boost your egos. You guys are amazing. I love this kid. <laughs> like, come on, man. He's like the symbol of peace. Yeah, this is a Deku move right here. Like, just giving us encouragement. Uh, you guys are amazing. Some of the best people I have ever met. You have inspired me to change so much of my personal self for the better, and I am entirely grateful. Just hearing you guys call me your super fan means so much. I honestly feel like the Deku to you guys. Michael, I know you don't show uh, I know I don't show you as much love as I do Jordan, and I apologize for that. So hopefully my next few words will make up for it. You are an inspiration to me. I'm getting emotional. Oh my god. <laughs> you made me feel more comfortable in my own skin. So I thank you for that. And last but not least, I vouch for Michael to be a racer head instead of all for one. <laughs> no, he's all for one. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Uh, all Might and Eraserhead still argue, so it fits. We are the world. <laughs> Plus, Mr. Prediction Head, Eraserhead. Wow. That actually makes a lot of sense. And I give head. <laughs> Whoa! You see? And you're all for one. <laughs> you're back to me. You took a thing so sweet, you may prefer it. Did I, though? Yes, you did. <laughs> it fits, lol. That's all for this week. Thanks a bunch, guys. And don't forget to go beyond plus ultra. I want to be enforcer now. <laughs> you mean Endeavor? Whatever. Endeavor's what? name. <laughs> Close enough. It starts with an E. P.S. Oh, he... He calls him out. Oh my god, we have a iTunes review war happening. He says, P.S. Kachan, aka Xander, kind of scares me. If you didn't read his review, so he saw it. Oh, so he saw it. Yeah, read his review. Go look for it. I'm scared, but I'm not afraid to pull United States of Smash on him. (laughs) (laughs) This is amazing. This is a war. This is so good. Where have you started, Jordan? Review this fucking these iTunes reviews are so good. Like there's actually a drama happening. What are you? What did you start? This is your fault. <laughs> As a symbol of peace, I have created the 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 cycle of events to make these things happen. What did, what did the mother say today? Or oh, today, like the episode? Okay, or yesterday episode? It's the teacher's fault. Yeah. <laughs> this is your fault, blurred vision. I, I can't protect them. <laughs> Uh, also, Xander, if you're listening, I have a better title than you. So yeah, that's how he, he, like, he, he didn't Shots say fired. it. Yeah, he didn't say it, but that's like a drop the mic moment. Like, 
Oh shit! <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> what is, is this gonna be like an every week thing now? <laughs> like what's going on? I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> don't be like the internet guys. <laughs> But right, as, as, as so far, at least it's a very friendly... Well, and, yeah, right now it's friendly, yeah, but... Yeah, and it's an in-theme kind of uh, banter they got going. Like, it really feels like Deku talking to uh, Bakugo right don't now. Don't go overboard. Start, well, I'm gonna come for your mother. <laughs> oh, and, shit. And fuck her in the face. And oh, all, like, don't go... Well, <laughs> speaking of, Bakugo's mom could get it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> what is going on with MILFs? This is the Mineta and me coming out now. What is going on with MILFs? And like, I'm telling you, Whoever does My Hero Academia is watching the Western superheroes every week and like, what they got now? Hot MILF mom superhero? Yo, bring in Bakugo's mom. Bring in the mother. <laughs> well, at least we know where he gets it from. Yeah, I mean, she looks a lot like him too, so I was kind of conflicted about that. I'm like, yo, she's fine, but she looks just like Bakugo. So you think Bakugo's fine? Yeah, too. so I was like, hmm. <laughs> Five. You said it. You said it's on a. You said it's on a spectrum. So you want to sleep with Bakugo too? What's that? Uh, that awesome video you sent me about Bakugo? I'm like, so gay. So I can admit when I see a guy who has a handsome face and pretty eyes and a rock hard chest and rippling abs yeah. and the tightest ass and those sculpted calves and those bulging quads and the perfect bod and oh my god, take your pants off. Uh, fuck it. I'm so gay. I'm fucking gay. I'm fucking gay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hmm, makes me question. Anyway, but you know what? On that note, before we get into Jurassic Park, um, let's actually start with My Hero again. Because I, I've been getting a lot more uh, people hit me up in DMs, more reviews, more emails about My Hero Academia. And I really think it's because we've been putting it first. Because we've been talking about it and putting more of like a spotlight on it. And good, because it's still the Great. best goddamn superhero show to date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about My Hero Academia this week. And this week's episode was titled, very emotionally so, End of the Beginning, Beginning, of, beginning of, the end. of the End. Let me fucking finish, bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish, but... <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. My eraser head, or all for one. You you flip flop. <laughs> but 
Is, yeah, you said, I knew you bring something dirty. <laughs> oh, I knew it. <laughs> I didn't say anything. You, was, say you were thinking it. <laughs> I, heard, I heard perversion. You can't read minds, Jordan. That's not part of your quirk. <laughs> it might be. At least it is for you. I'm sorry. I've been around I you too much. I have all the quirks. <laughs> I have all the quirks. All right, but this week's episode, um, people told me this week that Cloak and Dagger was going to make me emotional, but actually... Uh, I did another reaction video, and I can put it up just like people have been saying they want to see more reaction videos from me, but this week's episode of My Hero, even though it was just the table setting for the new arc, it did make me a little emotional. I had a little bit of a tearjerker moment. Um, and once again, it's because of All Might. So our reviewer that said, like, All Might is the best fucking hero on par with Superman or even beyond, I agree a thousand percent. And you didn't watch that to Superman, but again, there's some kind of hidden West versus East competition going on because come on all for one versus all my happens and then the next week just mysteriously death of superman gets leaked was exactly that doomsday fight we talked about and they do things in that fight way better than that first iteration of uh the death of superman uh animated series or animated movie adaptation they did called what was it called uh superman doomsday i don't know but remember you remember the first one right wasn't it called the death of superman no it was called superman doomsday because this one's called death of superman I think it was called Superman slash Doomsday, where only half the movie was really Superman versus Doomsday, and the rest of it was the rebirth of Superman story. Well, Batman v Superman is called Batman v Superman, and it only took place eight minutes in the movie. Well, it's exactly, but that's, like this movie actually, they use that title accurately because it's only about that. And but I'm just saying, like, it's amazing that we compared the all for one battle to the Doomsday fight, and then literally they're like, release that shit early, fuck, fuck them, <laughs> don't let them take our thunder. <laughs> But yeah, when we talk about it, it's fucking great. And ironically, I'm wearing Superman socks. Well, there you go. He's he's judging us right now. Like, how dare you <laughs> yeah. say that? And but he's not even Japanese. Like Endeavor did call him the American. That's confirmed. So All Might is an American superhero, technically. Technically. Yeah. So fuck. If he's not a comparison, to, if he's not an allegory for Superman, I don't know what it is. He's actually more American than Superman. More American than Apple Pie. He's talking about all the states. <laughs> United States of Smash! Even this Oklahoma Smash! Was it Texas? Delaware Smash! Texas Smash! <laughs> yeah. No New I'm, Jersey, though. I'm, yeah, I'm like, where's the New Jersey Smash? I'm like, fuck about New Jersey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this week's episode was a continuation from last week, and it's the aftermath of the world knowing now that's their Superman has been depowered from his last battle with the ultimate villain, All for One. And it's kind of the world trying to figure out, or more so UA, trying to figure out how they're going to prove to the world that their school is still safe in a world where now villains are on the uprise. Um, and what is their solution, Michael? A dorm system. University. Yeah. So now it's going to be a thing where the students actually have to live at the school mm-hmm. rather than ever like, go home. And I think it was cool because in this week's episode, we do get a glimpse into a couple different students' home lives. So we see ear earphone jacks, like mother and father. And of course, they're like they're heavy metal rockers and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that works for her quirk. Exactly. Um, and we also see Bakugo and Deku's families. Um, and like I said, Bakugo's mom is fine as fuck. All right, all right. Calm down. No. <laughs> you always get your time. That's my time, you prefer to, okay? No, it's always my time. <laughs> But I like that dynamic because then you see that he gets all of his like rage from, from his, his mom. Mother, yeah. But but that being said, she's still tempered because she still is very logical and she's like, just like he is. What emotional? Like logical? Yeah. I mean, he could. Be- oh, you mean when he calms down enough to be like a, a like a smart fighter? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, more so like I liked her her rationality about why she 
was totally fine with him enrolling in the dorm system. Because that was kind of the thing. All Might and Eraserhead go door to door to all different students, trying to convince their parents to let them uh, sign up for this dorm system. Um, but I like that it came back, that she saw that um, that uh, that press conference with Eraserhead. With saying, Eraserhead, yeah. Yeah, saying that he was, like, people's questioning of it, like, oh, maybe you're trying to make Bakugo a villain because he seems so hot-headed. But he's like, no, he's a good kid. He just wants to be a hero in his own way. And she kind of saw that and like took that to heart and was like, I think you guys are teaching him the right way. And I really appreciate that. So I, I like that. It also shows the one person he is afraid of is his mother. <laughs> like when she slapped the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like shaking with that <laughs> angry look on his face. But man, as a white family though, I mean, I know they're Asian, but the way he talked to his mom, like, all right, all right. <laughs> Just, I'm like, yeah, you get slapped for real, real. In the I mean, but you could make the same parallels with cloak and dagger some of the ways that tyrone was talking to his parents i was like you slapped the shit out of his ass in this episode yeah but his dad also tries to scare him straight a little bit did he really though not really they just he really. took him to his what we'll he wanted to show them his hood but yeah, yeah we'll talk about it but um i was like the father who was like the meek one that was cute <laughs> yeah he was um but the part of the episode that i think was the most emotional and kind of like the emotional center of it was when they go to Deku's, Deku's place. house. And instead of going with the racer head, All Might goes alone and tries to convince his mom. And going into it, I was like, well, this should be obvious. Like, of course Deku's going to join. But then I forgot that up to this point, Deku's mom has been really concerned with his safety. And this is the point where it finally comes to the head. And you can even hear Deku's narration kind of talking about that. And actually before that, we got to talk about when they met on the beach. All Might and Deku. Oh, that's right. That was before that. Yeah. Um, first of all, when he falls asleep thinking about All Might, a number one super fan, and then he he wakes up to his text messages and immediately runs out the house. I'm like, oh, I love Deku and All Might's relationship. And then like, even when they're running towards each other on the beach, yeah, they make it seem like they're about to hug. Yeah, like, like, a, love, safe. like a love story. Like, oh, and Texas smash, <laughs> he punches the shit out of him, and then the blood comes. Oh, but the moment where he transforms into his like muscle form for a second, I. Yeah, I had this recorded. I'm gonna I'm gonna post it up later. But Deku's expression of like, oh my god, he's he's back to oh god he's not when he like he immediately starts bleeding out of every orifice, like mm-hmm. he can't hold it for more than a second. I was the exact same way. I was like, oh, he's back! Oh no, he's not! <laughs> oh no. So even there, like like that father figure kind of like relationship they have, like it's it's become so strong, like it's so believable now. Like I just I love every interaction they have. And the fact that he both chastised him and encouraged him all in the same breath. Yeah. He was like, you don't listen to me. And I keep telling you to, you know, not injure yourself. And you keep going over and over and over. And it just goes to show, like, I haven't been a, a proper teacher to you. But seeing you at that moment and you were able to rescue Bakugo and not hurt yourself and get the other students away... That made me very proud. Yeah. And it made all my start crying. When he mm-hmm. was like, even though he was joking about it, he was like, didn't I tell you to stop crying? But he himself was crying. <laughs> because they're peers now. And that goes into later in the episode where ultimately All Might bows to Deku and his mother. And like that and then um at the same time Deku has a flashback to when he used to idolize All Might back when he was a kid and watch those YouTube videos over and over and over again. Like that gave me the feels in that moment because Remember, I think I think I mentioned it in the podcast too, but I remember how the I said the intros are like metaphors for how their relationship are evolving. So in the most recent intro to My Heart Academia, 
like I think in one it was the first one was like Deku looking at All Might's back like as before he even like really was acknowledged by him at all before he even had even truly met All Might or got to know him. The next one was him like kind of being sired like under him as like his his protege. But now we got to the point where like the like it's not like anything like action packed. It's just them sitting next to each other on a bench and like they look like just like, on a nice like afternoon day just chilling together. And I, I think that's supposed to be a metaphor for them kind of being peers. Yeah, because in terms of like strength now, he's Deku is now stronger than him. Yeah, since he can't even hold the All Might form anymore, he's yeah. got no power. The embers have all extinguished in me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so now the, the beginning of the episode even almost had me. I'm like, don't start with that crying scene again. I, it's too soon. I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> also, another thing I like is even though he's not really All Might anymore, people don't treat him like that. Like they even still call him All Might. Even the cops, which shadowy cop organization that they never showed before mm. at the beginning, like the Illuminati beginning of this episode. Yeah. Which, yeah, they said they mentioned that they were all cops. So I'm like, oh. I think even what's his name mentioned it? Um, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, Grant Torino, where he says like the symbol of peace may be retired, but almost not dead. And I like that. Because like, it's not, it's not quite death of Superman because in this way, yeah, he can't be the, the hero the world needs when it needs it. But he's still the like he can't be the symbol of peace in terms of like being the one in the field. But what he represents still lives on. And plus, he still has the knowledge. Yeah, he can still teach. That's why I was like, yeah, when they were really questioning teach. like if they're gonna fire him or not from UA because of like the danger of him being around. Kind of like the Goku effect at the end of the Cell Saga, where he was like, "I shouldn't come back to life because every time I do, people come trying to kill me and thus trying to destroy the world." It's the same kind of thing where it was like, you know, maybe you should leave that way. You know, the UA is not, is not like a, a target on his back. But I mean, it makes sense if you think about it because he's not really All Might anymore. So if you're a villain and you realize the, the number one hero, the person that probably put you in jail is now vulnerable, you're mm-hmm. going to want to go after him. But he's still, like you say, he can still be a teacher because he still has so much knowledge and experience that he can give to the kids. You just got to have like a, a, a chaperone at all times. <laughs> Some guy was super, yeah, let, let best genius be his like, <laughs> his chaperone around yeah, the school. I mean, he is number three now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we didn't go into uh, the the small segment we have with Todoroki going home to see Endeavor, like in his reaction to All Might stepping down. But he's like Endeavor is like pissed. Yeah, he's pissed because he wanted to be number one, but like he said in the episode, not like this. Yeah, because you could tell he wanted to surpass All yeah, Might. And it's kind of like what ba- how Bakugo felt when he won the tournament. Mm-hmm. He won by default because Todoroki didn't put his all into it. Exactly. And he's like, I don't want it. Not like this. Yeah. But I like that. Like it just shows a certain level of respect. Yeah, it's it's, it's putting Endeavor on a on a more human level than how how, how they introduced him. Yeah. Because when they first introduced him, they made it seem like he was just a straight up dick. Yeah. You see now you start starting now to they're peel giving back him the layers. Yeah, they're giving him layers. Yeah. Um. And even on the same kind of note, uh, when Bakugo, like you say, he's calming down a little bit. He was talking. To, like he asked All Might, "What's Deku to you?" He had like a flashback to Deku like crying when he said, uh, "You're next." Like right there, it's like, oh, he's putting the pieces together. He's, he's starting to like, are you his love child? Like, is he your love child? Like, what's really going on here? And then he lies. Yeah, and Bakugo all, knows. And he knows he lies. He's like, it, it, funny enough, he didn't even get mad. He was just like, "It's okay, it's fine. You don't have to tell me." Yeah, I'm like, oh, your two sons are competing, but I'm gonna figure it out, bitch. <laughs> just like Jacob and Xander. <laughs> But yeah, so the, the thing that made me emotional in this episode, though, was that conversation with All Might and uh, Deku's mother. So when they go there... Maybe she, that's what he, Flaza dude was talking about. 
What? Something I predicted. Because remember I said that's gonna come that's gonna come back up at some point. That was one of the things I said. The fact that when uh like Bakugo looking at Deku after All Might says you're next, and then also remember going back to the first season where uh Deku says to uh Bakugo that this power is borrowed. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you where it came from. Yeah, I can't tell you where it came from. It's but- like, but you use the term smash every time you attack. <laughs> There's only one guy that does that. Yeah. So I was like, maybe, maybe take a genius. <laughs> I'm like, maybe that's what he was talking about. I don't know, but oh, possibly. But even even uh, uh, Froppy said that she was like, your power is kind of like All Might. Yeah. And he's like, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> it's like, but you you use the word smash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's who like else, the most yeah, who else does that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same power said. Hmm, maybe. No, All Might doesn't get electrified when he powers up. Which I don't know if we actually yeah, can. I don't we, know if, can they I don't see know if that? They actually see that, or is that just something they do for the animation? I don't know. That's I, they haven't really like said that they can see that or not. I feel like it's something like internal. Cause it's supposed to be like the hair, isn't it? Like the electric hair in them. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, but yeah, every attack he says smash. <laughs> so it's like yeah, obviously. <laughs> but the 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 scene where he's trying to convince Deku's mom to let him come to the school, and she's like, I don't want my son to be in that school because he's been getting more and more damaged, and you can't protect him. And she even drops the bomb of like, if you know about his arms, yeah, like his. Which I'm pretty sure he didn't know. No, they never actually talked about it because that, that was literally what happened right before all this crap with all for yeah, one he was in the hospital yeah. and like soon as the, soon as the doctor told him he was like all right it's fine i'm cool bro i'm gonna save yeah save my friends <laughs> his uh, arms were still bandaged i forgot that that wasn't like just a look like he actually had fully bandaged arms because they're still fucking recovering but like that that whole like the moment where all might bows to his mother and it's like if you don't believe in the current state of ua believe in the future ua and trust that I'm gonna try and like I'm gonna stand by Deku and follow him on this path, and I'm gonna teach. Like it just felt such like a father son moment, and I was just like, I want you guys to get together. <laughs> I want to all and for fact, one, all might. The fact that he all mighted himself. That's what got me when he became all might again. Just the bow. I'm like, that's some fucking emotional shit. That's ah oh, so humble. Like the number one hero bowing to this kid and his mother. Mm-hmm. And they were both fangirling or fanboying. Yeah, because when, when he knocked on the door and then he got like both went ghost white, like, yeah. oh my God, All Might is at the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny the way and you then said it. Like this weird animation. <laughs> yeah. The way you reminded me of, um, you see that funny thing where it's like uh, Tom Holland talking about the first time we saw Robert Downey Jr. on set. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's Tony I Stark. I don't think so. Oh, but it's a basic thing where he goes like, Oh, oh my god, it's Robert Downey Jr. Oh my god. <laughs> He's basically fanboying. It's so meta. Like the the w- reason why that relationship works so well on screen is because it's such a meta relationship. Like just like Tony Stark is teaching a is a veteran hero teaching a novice uh young superhero, it's Robert Downey Jr. being a veteran actor teaching a fanboying younger actor like Tom Holland. Like it that's why it clicks so well when they have that chemistry on screen. There's no Barry Allen teaching Wally West. <laughs> Don't give me that look. <laughs> Don't ever bring that or up again. Peter Parker teaching Spy D. Oh, even that works better than fucking Barry Allen and Wally West in that goddamn show. Fuck it. <laughs> but yeah, that's what made me. I, I did cry. Not in Spider-Man 2, though. There is no mentor-mentee relationship. <laughs> but but yeah, that that did, did you get you a little emotional at all, that, that scene? Because then the episode ends. And once again, like I, My Hero Academia is so good, I forget where I'm at in an episode of something. I get lost in the episode. So that that music cues up at the end for the end credits, I'm always like, oh my God, it is there? Come on. That's how I felt too. I was like, where's the rest of it? Yeah. 
That's the sign of good writing. You get so like sucked into the world in the show. Yeah, but it pisses me off. Cause spoiler alert: there's no new episode this week. What? I was gonna wait for the news, but whatever. I was, since we're talking about it, but I guess in that is a good segue because that fucking uh the post credit of this episode, the stinger plus the uh the next time my Academia lobe thing, that get me so hyped. Like I thought it was over. I'm like, ah, that was good. That was a great episode. Woo! But then the stinger of All for One talking about Shigaraki and how he set him up to be like he's the, basically the All Might the all- to him, mm-hmm. and then ending with that fucking phrase, "You're next." You're next. I was like, drop the mic. This episode just went from fucking more than passable. It was already high more than passable, which was making me cry at the end of the day. But that's like, I got so hyped from that. I'm like. Perfect vision. So I don't even think, so, yeah, with that, like I'm like, because I was like, if All for One is still alive, what's to stop him from breaking out? I feel like he's got that, all the powers. Like, why would you not? Ki- ki- I mean, I guess you're a hero. You can't. But like, god damn it, he is too dangerous. Now that All Might doesn't have his powers to be kept alive. I, but I feel like that little stinger at the end just show he probably doesn't want to break out at this point. He did. He accomplished what he needed to accomplish. So he's like, my work is done. I don't need to. I don't need to get out. Yeah, until Shigaraki breaks his ass out, and then what? They're fucked. That's what. <laughs> Pretty much until Deku rises up. Oh my god! But he that's, can't but that's fight gonna, that. I was gonna say that's gonna take years. Yeah, he can't. He's no match for any of this shit. But that 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 next time, like that stinger thing, that got me. I was like, fuck, man. When you end that phrase, you're next. I'm like, yo, they mirror these two characters so perfectly. I mm-hmm. feel it in my bones. I mean, yeah. Even he says the I am here. He said that to Shigaraki. Yeah. It's fucking beautiful. Like they they mirror just like black, uh, cloak and dagger mirrors their shit. Like that's fucking just some a one no, writing. I don't know about that much. <laughs> what do you mean? Because cloak and dagger are more in sync. They're kind of like polar opposites. Well, no, no, no. Well, no. There are some things that they the cloak and dagger is both. Like it's like even the phrase of the show is they attract and they repel. So there's some things that are similar, other things that are opposite. But I just mean like how the writing does a good job of tying those oh, okay, two yeah, themes okay, together. Okay. Yeah. And they do that every week of Cloak and Dagger, so it's like that's some, that's tight writing. So I appreciate that. Yeah, no July seventh, no new episode. Why? So we gotta wait two weeks for a new episode for the new arc. Ah, uh, I'm living in a world without all my. So. Oh shit! Is that was that meta? Was they did it on purpose? <laughs> Probably. Fuck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, would you rate it? Same or would you give it? I'm Perfect Vision, which yeah. I didn't think I was gonna be. Yeah, I'll give it the same. Wow, what a unenthusiastic... <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect vision, I guess. It's, it's all right. Because I had to think about it. I'm like, I don't feel the same way I felt last week, but yeah, it's still, it's still a perfect vision. Well, like I said before, there, there's not... There are tiers to perfect vision because like, perfect is unattainable. So like, if you were to give it like, a score, I'd say like, last week was like 100. <laughs> Maybe 110. It got an A++. And this is like a 90. So it's like it's just, it's just got to a perfect vision level. It skirted by with that ending. I, that, that clincher was what got me. I was like, fuck. This is good. <laughs> Especially for it being a table setting episode, like the beginning of an arc. But I don't like this. There's no new episode next week. What am I supposed to do with my life? <laughs> Can't even watch Supergirl, which is a good thing. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, you say that like that's a bad thing. <laughs> it's like, we're all happy. Can you feel a brand new day? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, we could segue into Supergirl or we could talk about Jurassic Park. What do you want to do? 
Let's do Supergirl. Uh, we're going down. <laughs> we're going down, down, down into the depths. We just talked about polar opposites. Let's talk about something great. Oh, uh, that's good. Okay, I like that. All right, so yeah, let's talk about Supergirl let's this go week. Into the darkness. The season finale, <laughs> and even the title actually kind of works for this whole uh, segue we set up: battles lost and won. <laughs> Watch this earth burn, so that Krypton may rise again. The future needs heroes. I don't kill. Not even her. Sometimes the thing that goes against our very court is the one thing that we must do. You cannot win. Battles won. Beginning of the season. (laughs) Battles lost. The the rest. Okay, but on that note, I will say that I enjoyed the finale. Like we were going like, oh my god, is the finale gonna yeah, be shit? Yeah, I didn't too? hate this. I didn't hate this episode as much as I did last week. I think it was better than the Flash finale. Just if you were just isolate the finale just by itself, I think Flash at least like was more consistent toward the end. Not great, but at least it wasn't like completely terrible for the most part. It was just like kind of. Uh, why am I watching this? But like Supergirl completely face planted and then like picked its head up at the very end with like a bloody face and was like, I'm good. We're good. <laughs> We're stuck just, landing. Just, but just the head. The rest, yeah, of the, just body's, the, head. the rest of the body's still on the ground. Yeah. Like the, the arm like crossed the finish line and that was it. Like, ah, I made it. <laughs> it's like, all right, you barely scratched through, but you scraped to the end, but you made it. Uh, I don't know. And then I was just like, I feel like they completely like ran out of money for this season finale because the CGI was really awful. I was gonna well, I'm not gonna debate that. It was kind of meh. But I w- I thought they actually spent more money on the finale because there's just so much big action. But it looked uh, it all looked terrible. That's what this person <laughs> they can do. CW man, what do you want? You know, there are some moments where it's like, uh, it's there's there it's never looked m- looks movie quality. Yeah. But it this looked like a fucking Laura Croft PlayStation 1 where she didn't have oh, a fucking shit. mouth. Oh shit. It wasn't that bad. titties look like Madonna Rita Repulsa cones. <laughs> oh like, my god. That's how bad the CGI looked in the season finale. Okay well they didn't skip on it because even the intro start with like, a, like I, that was a pretty cool action sequence where like you know mon and Supergirl and Supergirl's mom or you know saving the day rescuing people they're stopping tidal waves with ice breath and Fucking laser vision and all Even that, that bullshit. When she froze the tide away and then it crumbled. I that was like, bad. this looks... That looked terrible. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But at least it was action-packed. You know, they had... Um, and our, one of our reviewers even mentioned this about the whole Jimmy Olsen bullshit about like, I'm an unmask. I'm finally going to show my face. I'm not ashamed to be black and a hero. <laughs> but it was so stupid. It was. <laughs> what Wasn't the episode two weeks ago, didn't he say he didn't want to unmask because people don't know Guardian's black? Mm-hmm. And then he unmasked in front of a white woman. <laughs> it was a little powerful when he was like, "I want the the future is now. I'm gonna take back you know my identity or whatever." But, but I was like, okay. And she and you know it, like he might have thought that, but the world proved him wrong because she accepted him more when he took the mask off. I guess. And I guess whatever. I guess because he's the head of Catco. But at first I was like, "You take your mask. How the fuck does she know who you like? 
you're just some random black guy saying yeah. I'm gonna run into run to save your daughter. Like how does that how does that translate into her know. going, I trust you now, random black guy. That's the superhero trope though. That happens in Spider Man too, didn't it? With the Andrew Garfield we took his mask off for that kid. Like hey But it was a it's, it's a kid. Yeah. And Spider Man mask is scary. Well I guess Guardian in his voice could be scary. But she's a grown ass woman. Like <laughs> come that's on, what I'm saying. it's a kid, not a grown ass woman. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. All right, you're right. Fuck it then. <laughs> I try to be positive, but fuck it. <laughs> I think I did like though in the intro was Dad Hunter dying. That was a little bit emotional, just because I, again, I like those actors. That's the only reason, and him giving him the last vision of the origin of Mars. But he can't. He can't go Martian for him in his last moment. Nope. Can't afford that <laughs> they shit. They can't afford it. <laughs> they could barely afford him going Martian at the end, man. <laughs> just to get smacked away because Martian Hunter is so weak in this universe. So weak. But what I did like was the ending, where ultimately, just we're skipping around, but ultimately he does, you know, do the Martian Manhunter thing, and decide to walk the Earth. And But this is white privilege as fuck. It's, it's like everything I liked had like a negative like counterpoint. So I liked that, but then I didn't like the white privileges, privilegedness of Alex being like, I want a baby, so I'm gonna quit. Actually, you're promoted! <laughs> It's like, well, all right, now you're you're the fucking director of whatever, what's it called? DEO. DEO, yeah. It's like, all right, cool. Now you're the boss, I guess. <laughs> well, she's not in the field as much. But she's got that sweet gun that makes her like almost unbeatable, so... And a force field, apparently, because that was showed up for the first time this episode. Is that what that was? Wait, when? When she uh protect, she jumped on like a car or some shit. Oh, she, right. She generated a force field. I was like, that's new. I guess when gave her that technology or whatever. That spoilers, I guess, was that the little drawing he did that's like a throwaway scene in the other episode. I'm like, for somebody that's not a 12th level into like he's creating these Iron Man like technologies. Just with stick figure drawings. Yeah. <laughs> but guess what? It turns out uh that is actually the key to all technology in the future. So you're actually a real genius, Win. Isn't that great? And the moment Yeah, conveniently, because we're gonna write you off the show. Yo, when Brainiac <laughs> I handed him that slip of paper that had that drawing on it. I was like, that's really the, the producers handing Wynn and Monel a pink slip. Like, you're both fired. <laughs> Get off the show, and now Brainiac is going to take your place. <laughs> and I had to look that up because, uh, spoiler, since you already brought it up. Yeah, so Chris Wood, Monel is not uh, coming back to the show for whatever reason for season four. He's not even going to be a, no, a he's not cameo, a, nothing? Not, that... I mean, he might show up as a cameo, but. Because isn't Win still gonna be on the show, but just not? Alive? Yeah, that's what they say. But as but as far as like the um, uh, Chris Wood thing, they just say he's off the show. So I was like, so did him and Melissa Benoist break, break up? And I looked it up, and they they're still together. So well, so far. Yeah, so far. Give it a couple of weeks, maybe then the news will come out. So I'm like, that's sad. Because I'm like, why do all this grunt work to make them to seem make like they're him gonna be a couple? yeah and make him a better character only to go well, all right, he's out. It, it felt like a heel turn, too, because the whole season has been building. That's why I was like, they had to have broken up, but then I don't see anything. Maybe it's because they haven't released it yet, but... I feel like you would want to hold... If they did break up, you would feel like they would save that until after the finale is aired and like give it some space. Otherwise, that would be the headlines. Monel and Supergirl break up in real life and on the show. You know what I mean? Like You don't want to do that. So it makes sense to kind of you know, hold off on that as long as possible. Because that's the only reason I could think for them to write him off the show, because they broke up in real life. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but if they didn't, if because when could just let, went let's with, say let's say in the, in the case scenario that they didn't break up, I would find this weird. Yeah, because when could have just went with uh, the chick, the tele- telepath chick. I forgot her name. Emra. Emra. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because they do a thing where they basically have her be like, well, again, even in the beginning, she basically gave him, like, the the felicity out of, like, well, I want you to end up with Kara, so I'm going to step, step to the side and no hard feelings. Like, the complete, like, go fuck this chick. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, 100%. And then it's like, nope, you're coming with me again. <laughs> yep. Because Brainiac's evil in the future. I'm like, Krypton? What? What's happening? <laughs> Krypton crossover? Well, it's the future, so. Yeah. But how dope would that be if the crypt, if like it was the actual same like, like actor, actor and like visual effect for the Brainiac and Krypton for the Brainiac in the future? No, they can't afford it. They can't. <laughs> they can't afford it. Those effects at the end of Krypton were better than anything in Supergirl combined. CW period. Yeah, like the end of the, the finale of Krypton made this look like like you said a PS one game. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, and then of course the main part of the episode was finally defeating Rain. After Dead Hunter sacrifices himself to stop the first apocalypse, whatever, um, they do a thing where. And I felt like that ended like so fucking quickly. All right, apocalypse over. There's no more rumble. And then they tangentially mention Superman. Oh, he saved people in Madagascar. Not- I didn't even hear that. Really? I missed that. Yeah, they showed him on the. Uh, right before Jimmy's suit, or he was suited up already. He was saving people out of Catco. And they showed uh, Tyler Hecklin. And like stock footage of Superman. It was like Superman is over in Madagascar saving people. Fuck. And he's like, he's like, way to go, Clark. And then he there's like cut to the next scene. Wow, I missed that completely. Was it stock footage? Yeah, it just looked like stock footage of him. Like That's some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, we got fucking Kara and her mom teaming up to go fight Rain at the end. I'm like, that's so whack. Very whack. Meanwhile, uh, what's her name? The girl Rain's counterpart. I, I remember her name like last week, but now I forgot it. I don't know. The chick that made her. Oh, you meant no, you meant that Rain's actual person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam. Sam. Sam gets stronger from drinking a bunch of mom water <laughs> from she, the other world. She drinks that green light. Fucking the green light. <laughs> and then she's able to basically be a Krypton. Does she still have those powers at the end of this? No, they said. Uh, they said at the end of the episode, you checked your blood and you're completely human. Okay, that's fucking stupid. But whatever. The one thing I liked in this episode really. Was that final battle? Because after they like they they do the thing where like we ha- we may have to kill Rain and we have an exact way to do it, and it's like Supergirl's like no, we can't kill not even her. But it's like bitch, she's an evil like Kryptonian witch god. But not even that. Like, why like, are you having issues? Saying with it? we have a way to kill Rain, how? That that thing that uh, Lena had before. Exactly. How? Wasn't the whole episode, two episodes ago about her adapting because she had Blight's blood, so she's becoming immune to kryptonite? But it was a thing where they could flood her entire like body with it, and that would kill But they her. also said it would get to a point that, that even, even that wouldn't work. That's why Kara needs to hurry up, because she's still evolving. Yeah, but by the end of that whole... The end of the episode, she, she was immune to it. That's how she was able to break free. No, but she was immune to the, the small doses they were doing. She never pressed... Remember that's the whole thing where Lena never pressed the button? Like they had basically literally a kill rain button that they just wouldn't press, and she didn't press it. So you have to assume that whatever level of toxicity she has or immunity to kryptonite she has now, like pressing yeah, that would button ass- would still. Kill I would her. assume by now, because that's been days ago or whatever, that she's continuing to evolve. That that's not, that wouldn't. But there hasn't been more krypton in her system, or kryptonite in her system. That would only apply if they kept doing it without pressing the button. But since there was no new kryptonite put in her system. You have to assume like, it stopped at that point. So they, they, they can still press that button at any time. That's not the issue. The issue <laughs> is fucking Supergirl is dumb. I don't want to kill her. Why? She's pure evil. Like, there's no human humanity in her. Why wouldn't you kill this bitch? 
But then I, I, I was happy they at least like quickly were like, the sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Even her mom was like, kill that bitch. She was like, all right. <laughs> but I guess that was even the wrong choice because when it comes down to it, and they do have rain in the like in like death like in a in a situation where they can kill her. It's not even that she allows it to happen, but she has the the vindication or like she has the intent to kill. So she like when uh, Alex, not Alex, uh, Sam comes up from behind Rain and stabs her through the chest, and Supergirl pushes her into that lava pit or whatever that that cauldron. When Rain starts going fucking ape shit with her laser vision, and we're like, how many times has laser vision hit people and, and not, not killed them? Yeah, and not kill them, but this time it's like, no, this is a real laser vision, and it just immediately pierces through not only uh, Sam but her mother and Monel. I was like, oh, well, this is a way to kill off these characters that were useless. Now, <laughs> I thought it was gonna end there. I was hoping it was. I was like, that actually has some stakes. Mm-hmm. Unexpected twist. Did yeah. not see that coming, but. Nope. Flashpoint. <laughs> Not even Flash. She pulls a, um, a Superman from the original movie. Where it's like, I'm going to go reverse time. I'm flying backwards. Yeah, they have a little bit more, like, you know, they, it's a little bit more believable because they have, so, like, the it, ring. It's also weird how they do her powers. Like, oh, Kara, you can't breathe out in space. It's like, why can't she? I mean, there's, some there's versions never, can't. There's never been an iteration of, like, a Superman-type character. That's where not they true. The they, animated show. He had to wear a, a spacesuit. But I thought it was because he was dealing with that radiation of uh, that kryptonite radiation. He was flying towards that. So Mm-mm. the spacesuit was f- to protect him. Nope. And in the animated series, like in some iterations, he can't. But in the animated, even in Kingdom Come, I don't think he could. I think he had an oxygen mask even when he was sitting out in space in that. But, um, which is weird because he can fly light years, like at light speed. So it's like, how do you do that if you can't breathe in space? But whatever. Um, no, even, like, there, there, I can even cite examples. Like when um, he fought. What was it? Uh, well, like they say... Amazo. Remember when Amazo had like crazy golden like god powers? Mm-hmm. When he goes out into space to fight Amazo in space with all the Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, he's wearing the, the suit too. They just can't breathe in space in that series. For whatever reason. Lame. <laughs> yeah, it is lame. Because <laughs> I'm like, how many times has Superman got punched to the sun if he can't breathe? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, in some comics he can, but in some he can't. But I don't... Whatever. It's, it's such bullshit that she can reverse time anyway. It's so convenient. Mm. And she reverses it, and they, of course, they beat Rain the right way. But it's like, the only good thing you had in this episode, you just like turned it back. Mm-hmm. Just to have Monel leave anyway. Just to have her mother go back to the to the fake Krypton or the fuck. Which, like, what's the point of all they this? They didn't kill her. Like, why is she still? Why is she still a thing? It ruins like her her origin and it ruins like, all of character. it. Yeah. And Clark still doesn't even know. She's around. The word she still didn't talk to him about anything. <laughs> I mean, what would you rate this episode though? Uh, a less than passable, borderline poor vision. Mmm. It's not like I said last week is Mister Magoo, <laughs> but it's not. It's not there. I think you're a bit lower than. I mean, I I can see the less than passable. I want to say like a low passable, like a low, low, like how low can you go passable? Like it's that low because it, it did have some cool moments, like the Martian Hunter not at the end I liked, uh, the fact that we now we have Brainiac as a character I liked, 
some of the develop. Even though I don't like the choice, but they even think about how this this episode ended and the, where they're going for next. That's season. what I was about to get to. Is it Red Son? Yes. But now it's gonna be Red Daughter with Supergirl. Yes. For a whole season. For a whole season. Didn't we already do an evil Again, Supergirl? I can spoil the news section. I'm gonna talk. I was gonna talk about that during news, but uh, like, wasn't isn't this? Because remember, I was like, where would I put the? Where should I put the Supergirl news? Yeah, no, please explain this because I was uh, like, they're on. gonna do Red Sun and Supergirl. Me, here, we, here we go. I'm Russian gonna... Super. I don't understand why. Because she touched that rock with rain and that created a doppelganger. So yeah, this is also in the same news where I was gonna talk about Chris Wood not returning as Monel. But yeah, Supergirl season four will be inspired by. Red Sun. It says, for fans of the comics, I think they might recognize that the story we want to tell is inspired by the Red Sun, DC's Red Sun, which told an uh, alternate origins of, you know, for people that don't know, is about an alternate reality where Superman, instead of being picked up by the Kents, he landed in Russia. Yeah. And became a Soviet uh, Soviet uh, hero. <laughs> in Soviet Russia, Superman is evil. Yeah, so that's basically what they uh, plan on doing for next Next season, Red Son or Red Daughter, but it's not really. It's like an alternate Kara or whatever. I don't. I don't know how they're gonna do it because there's already a Kara. So yeah, I think we already did like Evil Supergirl. We just like, Rain yeah, was they basically did, they, Evil well, Supergirl. Not even too. that, but they had a Brainiac Supergirl. I mean, uh, I mean Bizarro. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bizarro Supergirl. Season one was that season one? No, that was season two. Because remember, two. didn't she fight Clark? She did. I don't remember. <laughs> we don't know things, people. <laughs> but I mean, that seems repetitive just with Rain, because even Rain is technically an evil supergirl. Yeah. So now we're gonna do a literal like we're, we're following and then I'm like, Flash and in the like, way. We already, we already did an evil supergirl on Crisis of Earth X. I don't need another one. Yeah, that too. Like a literal evil supergirl. Yeah. Now instead of Earth X supergirl, Nazis. So it's German. Now Which it's Russian. You, I was gonna say. Same, same diff. Yeah, like, it's just... I don't need to see an evil Supergirl. I feel like we've lost... Like, we've, there's nowhere else to go for Supergirl. Because <laughs> now we're, we're doing uh, season three of Flash. Where it's... And, we, and there's no... There's not even, like, a, a tease to the reveal. You've already revealed it at the end of the season. Like, at least you, you could have kept a mask on her or something. You know what I mean? Like, and had the mask fall off or something. And then I don't even understand. Are they teasing evil Lena again? Like, is it, Lena knows about this or something. Because they have that little moment what, before yeah, that. Yeah, she kept the 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 M Amacrombie, whatever the fuck that shit. Amacrombie and Finch. You know, yeah, whatever <laughs> that shit is called. That's fucking ridiculous. By ma- and making Tessmacher this scientific genius. Stop making her evil, kinda. Like what the fuck, just pick one. <laughs> she still doesn't know who Kara is. I'm gonna stick with the low pass. Now, now she she's met her mother, her actual mother. Yeah. Her sister, her best friend, like that she knows everybody. But yet can't put it together. Can't put it together. Like so I'm gonna give it a low passable, but for this season it's a poor vision. That's fucking it's a damn shame. For how strong it started, for how sad it became. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. End of the beginning, the beginning of the end. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to my hero academia. Uh but let's let's I'm gonna talk about the, the end of the beginning. Or the beginning of the end. It also kind of applies to Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Let's get into our review of that movie now. We resurrect the most lethal predators this planet has ever seen. Am I dead? Not yet, kid! We've taken things way too far. Genetic power has now been unleashed. 
We're not on an island anymore. This has to end. We've entered a new era. Welcome to Jurassic World. You know, we've been talking about all these reviews, but we have not once mentioned our review system here on Blurred Vision. We're giving yeah. out more poor visions and, and perfect visions, but no one knows. What does that mean? Yeah, for all those new listeners out there, if you don't know the Blurred Vision rating system, I'm going to drop it right here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catchpont. <laughs> but, yeah, if you were like, what the fuck is a poor vision? <laughs> that means it's poor. <laughs> yeah, it means it's shit. <laughs> now, Magoo is shit. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's talk about Jurassic World The Fallen Kingdom. Because, like I said, man, I was looking forward to this movie. Just like I was looking forward to Pacific Rim 2. And there's a theme. You should stop looking forward to stuff. Exactly. <laughs> I can't have hope. There can't be any hope in this podcast. Because when I have hope, I'm going to get disappointed. <laughs> There's no symbol of peace in this world. Man. I, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just so sad. because This is a talking podcast. Jordan doesn't have... I don't have words. I don't have any words. And I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to segue back into the Jurassic World. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to first talk about a little bit Incredibles 2. Because last week, we both gave it more than passable. We didn't give it a perfect vision. And I've nailed down why exactly... Well, we kind of talked about it last week too, but I've nailed down specifically why, specific moments why I like the first Incredibles one over Incredibles two. And the internet seems to be like have a kind of consensus that Incredibles two is better. But the same people think Deadpool two is better. And I really think there's like a like a thing where people have like a new toy syndrome, where it's like this shiny new toy you just like more because you have like you don't really remember the first one as well. I think that's what's kind of going on here. Because Incredibles 1 is just a better movie than Incredibles 2, like, like by, bar none. The themes it sets up, some of the family dynamics it plays out, and the, the heavy tones that it has in that first movie. The second movie just doesn't touch it. Like, it loses a lot of the emotion, a lot of the magic it loses in that second movie. The effects look way better. That's another thing, though. The effects are so much... Like, it looks like a PS2 game in that first movie compared to the second one. Like, the particle it's effects... 14 years. Yeah, but Jesus... Like, the way I remember some of those action scenes in the first movie, that was all nostalgia making me think that those scenes were better than they were. Because I'm like, god damn. Like, the characters look fine, but the environments are so fucking bland and, like, textureless. Like, it looks really bad. <laughs> but what the first movie had in spades more than the second movie is, the like, the emotion of the, the family unit. And, like, that, that connection between the mundane family life and the super heroic epicness of the superhero life slash spy life. Um, specifically there's scenes like, uh, but I think we kind of mentioned the plane scene with like, Oh, abort, abort, abort. There are children on this plane. But like when you watch that scene again, the anger, like in the, the rage coming from Bob when he thinks his family's dead to the relief he has when he finds they're alive. Um, even to the point where at the very end, uh, him and his wife have a very like spousal a typical spousal kind of argument before the finale and his breakdown with which is not undercut with any kind of jokes or anything of him being like i don't want to lose you again like that's why i don't want you to fight it's like oh you're gonna make me sit out because i'm a woman and like like no like, we're gonna do this together and he's like no i don't want to lose you again and like it's heavy and it's just there's no joke afterwards there's no like like softening blow that's just a heavy moment that sits there with the audience and it makes you 
That's why I felt like the first movie had more stakes because I felt like the it felt more like a real family being thrust into these crazy events. And the second one's great. Don't get me wrong. It's still fantastic. It's just not incredible. <laughs> but it's because like it just feels more like a typical superhero kind of show or a movie. Like the... the and then have, like, like things with like a syndrome... Like that had a message, that had something to say about fandom and like and uh, nerd culture. And the second movie didn't really have that to say, anything to say. It just had his generic villain. And yeah, it's kind of an illusion of technology being bad, but it really that's not what really matters. What really matters is she's a villain. I said she, so that's kind of spoilers. But <laughs> I mean, we talked spoilers last week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just loses that. That, that certain level of gravitas and magic from the first to the second movie. That's, that's why I realized when I watched it again. And even, remember how we said we didn't see any um, superhero moments? Like, the, the superhero moments didn't feel as epic because it didn't have it, that grounding of, like, emotion behind it. Mm-hmm. Like, when they all stood together at the end, you didn't really feel the, dinner dinner we're a family, as much as you did in the first. Yeah. Like, the, the way they play out that moment in the first movie was, like, artistic. Like, when they're all on the island, Bob finds his family again after thinking they were dead. Um, you see just in, like, the kids fighting for their lives, them coming to terms with their powers. Violet saves Dash. Dash saves Violet. There's actually a strong brother-sister connection that gets formed when there wasn't one, when they were just a normal family that they do establish when they are superheroes. So when they all stand together... As a family, that music plays. Da-da, da-da! You, f- I got singles just now. <laughs> you feel it because it's like you saw their growth as a as a as characters from the beginning of that movie to that moment. And the second movie didn't really have that. It just kind of coasts off that feeling from the first movie. And that's what leads me. It's a long-winded way. I was like, what does this have to do with? <laughs> that was a <laughs> bear with me. <laughs> that was a long-winded way to kind of give you an analogy about how I felt about Jurassic World: The Fallen Kingdom. I felt like this movie was coasting off of the the magic and the emotion and the nostalgia that the first Jurassic World set up. There was a reason why that movie was like so groundbreaking when it when it really should have been a cash in. It's fucking a sequel to a movie how long ago? Like they didn't have any right to be a, a an actually good movie. But and we're gonna give our non sport thoughts first. So this is me getting out my non spoiler thoughts. But I feel like. And I watched Jurassic World, the first one, again, just to, to nail this down. Because I was like, why didn't I... I came out of Jurassic World 2 going like, there wasn't any moment in this that I felt really moved by any of the scenes. Like, there were... The, the roar of the T-Rex at the end of Jurassic World represented so much. So much more than just, like, a T-Rex roaring over a park. Like, it was a callback to that first movie. And what, what is that? I'm about to see if I can do it. <clears throat> the roar? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Not when your face transformed into a fucking dinosaur. Weird. <laughs> but but it, like it wasn't just for the sake of a roar. That like the, it, that was the best roar you ever. No, heard. it wasn't. <laughs> but it, it the same feeling I had when the T Rex roared after defeating those raptors in the first Jurassic Park. I got those same feelings at the end of that Jurassic World first movie. Um, the fight between the Indominus Rex, the T-Rex, and Blue, that shit moved me because it was literally a a slowly built up and paid off callback to the first Jurassic Park. Like, they did nostalgia so much better in that first Jurassic World. And granted, you can only, I guess you can only tap that well once. 
like because it, it's a sequel to that nostalgic movie, kind of like the Force from the Force Awakens to the Last Jedi. But the horror elements are great, and I know people wanted Jurassic Park and Jurassic World to kind of get back to that because they felt like the the raptor in the kitchen scene was like one of the best, most tense moments in that first Jurassic Park that made it so iconic. But that wasn't the only thing that made Jurassic Park Jurassic Park to me. It was those emotional and like very epic moments. So like for me as a kid, I like giant monsters. <laughs> I like when giant monsters fucking battle and those raptors fighting the T-Rex. That's what got me hyped because it felt, and this is me as a stupid ass kid, but I thought, and my mom can tell you this, this is fucking sad, but I thought the T-Rex was a good guy. Okay. I, I literally gave the narrative. Did eat that man on the toilet? <laughs> I gave the narrative, and this is literally what I thought, that after he did all that bad shit before, that he was apologizing. He, got, he, he went to therapy? Yeah, he, he he had a hero's arc, and he decided to help the humans at the end. Like George? Yeah, yeah kind of like George and Rampage. <laughs> that's just me being a stupid-ass kid. It's not. That's but, not what okay. it was. But as a kid, that's what it felt like. And like, and I feel like the, the person that wrote and directed the first Jurassic World knew that. I'm they, like, is it even the same T-Rex from uh, it is. Jurassic Park? It's confirmed that that T-Rex was all... That's why he has all those scars, and it's old. It's that same T-Rex. But that's why I feel like the, the people who did the first Jurassic World knew that. And they're able to literally take like a best-of reel of all your favorite moments from Jurassic Park, the first park, and give it to you bigger and better. Crank it all up to 11, and all that nostalgia up to 11 for Jurassic World. So that Raptor and T-Rex fight, where I thought the T-Rex was a hero because I was a dumb kid, and I bought all the toys, and I fucking love that fucking movie, and it started off, that's the movie that actually set off my love for giant monsters, to keep it real. That battle between the Indominus Rex and the T-Rex and Blue, where you they literally made that's like undisputed. The T Rex was the hero. The point where he fist bumps his blue at the end, like. So you're gonna be like the scientists. We did it. You're gonna make you're gonna make giant uh, T Rexes and stuff like that. If I had the power. <laughs> what did Jeff Goldblum say? I kill them all. That movie literally starts with him, with Jeff Goldblum going like, "Why wouldn't you let the volcano kill these motherfuckers? Obviously, let them die." <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, this movie kind of coasted from that and it felt like it was taking cues from fans that wanted more horror elements so in the third act it kind of like went that way where it just it's as dumb and convoluted as the plot becomes in the kind of in the middle it was all just to set up how do we get a raptor like creature in a haunted house like in a scary ass dark mansion just like Jurassic Park all of this was just to get there and I feel like just like they destroyed the park in the beginning of the movie, not spoilers because they show that in the fucking trailers, I feel like that was destroying the magic that made me love Jurassic Park in the first place. Like, again, and maybe this is where I'll get, I'll divide with people that are like hardcore fans of Jurassic Park. I've seen fans upset with the first Jurassic World for the moment where the kid opens up the, the window and it shows the Jurassic World like theme park and it's like full glory. And they play the theme song there. They're like, why would you play the theme song there? There are no dinosaurs in that scene. And it's like, for me, that shit was emotional because you're seeing the realization of John Hammond's dream from the first movie. That never happened. We never saw the park realize. So when we, like, we've seen dinosaurs. So when they open up those windows and show you the park as a functional Disneyland park, and you hear, like, that got me emotional. That was emotional for me because it was like, 
that brought back that nostalgic feeling in that moment. This movie, there was literally one moment that they try and do that. And it's a funny because it kind of like, it's it's like a moment in Lost World 2. Lost World 2. Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World. Where like, um, they show a dinosaur and Jeff Goldblum makes a very like offhand joke where he's like, yes, that's how it all starts. With the, uh, the ahs and the oohs. But then it's this, the running and the screaming and the dying. And he makes a joke about that. But they literally do that in this movie where they show a dinosaur for a second. Like, oh, a brontosaurus. It's always a brontosaurus. It's like, that's like the most majestic dinosaur they can think of at all times. They show a brontosaurus and you're like, oh, a brontosaurus. Anyway, moving on. Like, literally the movie just yada yadas the magic of that scene. And just goes, all right, on to the next thing. You've already seen it. Moving on. And I'm like, I feel like that's a good metaphor for how I feel about this movie. I feel like they drained, for the sake of making it more of a horror they took out what made it the action adventure and the magic of those that first Jurassic World and that first Jurassic Park movie. And they leaned more into a plot that was very reminiscent of Lost World, which most fans don't like. I don't mind it because I like when the T-Rex goes to New York. <laughs> but or, or I think it was San, Los Angeles or something. But I, I don't think most fans like that movie in the first place. So for them, for them to so heavily borrow themes and elements from that movie to this one... I'm just like, you lost me. And there was no moment like that roar at the end of Jurassic World that made me feel like a kid again. No part of this movie had me feeling like a kid. I love Blue, and this is Blue's movie more than it is a T-Rex's movie. More so than Owen, more so than Claire, but it just didn't do it for me the same way the first one did. And the side characters I didn't like as much. Like, they were way more annoying. The black kid needed to shut his fucking mouth, but he's screaming and being a bitch every five seconds. That's, that's how you scream. It would be, but... <laughs> and if I would reveal myself, I'd be like, he's a bitch. <laughs> but I just didn't... I, so I didn't even like the side characters or their stories. Like, the, the arc, at least in the first Jurassic World, they had the two brothers, which kind of followed the same arc of the brother and sister of the first Jurassic Park. Like, I just feel like they just... like. I'm not going to suggest that was a great movie, but I give it a perfect vision just because it anchored me back to being a kid again and gave me something that not many movies have can do other than like the MCU movies. Sometimes with the Avengers movies, not sometimes not even then, <laughs> but like making me feel like a kid again, giving me those, like those, those a feeling of being awed by something. Um, and the villains were weak in this. More like if you thought the first villains in Jurassic World were cartoony, these villains are just like mustache twirling, like we're evil, ha <laughs> And they make fucking boneheaded ass like Scooby Doo mistakes. Like yeah, you could say that the dinosaurs are smart, like this new Indoraptor, which has nothing, nothing on the Indominus Rex. You can say that thing's smart, but these villains are just dumb. You don't even gotta be that smart to fuck up these fucking villains. So I'm like, I don't even gonna buy that these things are intelligent killing machines. Not feeling it. And the ending, you could say there was a twist, but not really. I kind of expected it for it to go that way. I, I wanted this to be so much better than it was. <laughs> and I saw it alone, so it's even sadder. I'm just like, there's no one here to understand why I don't like this as much. But I mean, I was sitting next to a kid, and the kids even liked it like it but I'm like you're stupid you don't know what's good kid <laughs> it was not as good as the first Jurassic Park or Jurassic World um I was just gonna want to say the non-spoilers um
No, that's really it. I mean, it it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. What I was hoping it was gonna be. Oh, and most importantly, fuck trailers. Cause literally, the only cool things that would have been in this movie That's what I was gonna say. Were ruined in the goddamn trailer. And if you go back and listen to our trailer review, I even say, Man, please tell me there's more in this movie than these cool moments they're showing in the trailer. There wasn't. There wasn't, Michael. <laughs> God damn it. There's a little more story, but all the cool moments are in the trailer. So you don't, you don't gain anything when you actually see it where you watch, if, if, if if the moments weren't in the trailer, you would have had a better reaction or a better time with the moments that happened. But it's like, because you already saw it and you know, it's coming. Mm -hmm. Like you could predict, Oh, this is the moment that's about to be in the trailer. Okay. I already know where this scene is going. Yep. The the T-Rex part in the trailer where he saves Owen. Yeah. The T-Rex part. I was like, that might have gave me... It wouldn't have been nearly as good as the first movies, but that would have given me a little bit of nostalgia. Yay! Well, yeah, the T-Rex... But they robbed me of the, it. The, the T-Rex part, the part where the he blue. was in the... The part where he was in the cage with the T-Rex. Oh, yeah, that too. That's yep. in the trailer. All attention was gone. The, the Indo-Rex, or whatever the fuck it's Indo-Raptor. called. Indo-Raptor. Whatever the fuck it's called. In the room with the girl. So and then Blue shows up. You already know. Even though they changed it a little bit, he didn't say Blue in the movie. Blue just showed up. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I knew he was, I, I knew the whole time, like, blue, 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 and there's blue. Like, you know what I mean? Like, part of what that made that ending yeah, these so- These are spoilers, because they're in the trailer, yeah, so. these are spoilers, yeah. Unfortunately, they're not spoilers. But it, the part of, like, remember how much I gushed over blue showing, I think, oh, I've talked about before, when blue showed up in that Indo, uh, Indominus Rex fight, where I- it was, oh my god, the T-Rex is back! Ah! Just like the fucking the battle between the Spinosaurus and T-Rex again! Oh, this is awesome! Oh no! T-Rex is dying! No! 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 And then you hear, burp, burp. it was like, blue! Yeah, blue's alive! <laughs> like, there was so, like, a roller coaster of a. And then they had the fucking most epic, like, uh, like, wrestling match, Tekken tag, like, knock him off the fucking walls and sparks explode battle. Like, you can't. Or, or the, the Dominic's Rex in the first movie when it, when, uh, it used the the what did it do? It did something to make the helicopter fall out the sky and then break through the the pterodactyl enclosure. And then when the explosion happened, then Dominus Rex roars and runs in front of the explosion as the like, fucking pterodactyls are flying behind it. It was like a Michael Bay Jurassic Park movie in the best ways. You can't go backwards from that. You have to go to a twelve. Don't go to eight and be like, now we have horror elements. No, fuck that. <laughs> I don't want horror elements where, where the main characters can't get hurt because they're all like fucking protected by plot armor. Fuck that. I want a, I want explosions and action and action and adventure and go, magic. Go see Transformers. No! <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm done. If I had to give it a rating. I say all that like I'm so pissed, but it's still, it's a low passable. Like it's maybe even just a passable. I, I give it a low passable for me personally. I was disappointed. Like, maybe if you not, it's not. I don't know. Maybe if you weren't like a, if you're not as hard on it as I am, maybe you give it like a high passable, maybe a, a low more passable. But I don't. This shit. Like, compared to the first movie, and both first movies, Jurassic Park and World, this shit ain't. It ain't shit. <laughs> it ain't shit. <laughs> That's me. What did you, What did you think, Michael? <laughs> I started on a rant. Wow. I, I have feelings. I have feelings about this. I love the Jurassic Park. Well, all right. I don't know how I'm going to top that. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from here. But yeah, so 
as we were saying, like most of the cool moments were already in the trailer. And I knew this was because when we talked about on the trailer review, I was like, watch this be like, they show you pretty much everything that you need to see in this. You're just like, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. It's not going to happen. There's more to it. And I'm like, no, this is pretty much. So yeah, everything for the most part that you need to know about this movie is in the trailer. Yeah, there are, way, there are a little bit more story beats, but you can pretty much piece together the yeah. entire movie from the trailer. Yep. And every moment that's important to the plot is in the trailer. Yep. So there's there's nothing groundbreaking or uh, surprising. surprising or even really innovative in this movie. Like, uh, we're, we're going to talk about the ending later, but I kind of was like, didn't they do this in part three or whatever one they were out in the... Uh, mm, mm, yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But uh, even with that said, I still had a good time with this movie. Uh... There were seg- I, I guess I was really hard on it in my review. There were segments, maybe I'll give it passable, because there were segments that were like a roller coaster ride that you're watching. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, when the island gets destroyed, that was cool. Yeah. That was it. And I, <laughs> I had more, yeah, and I had more of a good time in the first half than I did the second half, but I didn't dislike the second half. Because they burned our childhood away when they destroyed the island. <laughs> But yeah, I didn't dis I didn't dislike the second half, but I had a better time with the in the first half. And agreed. I didn't necessarily agree, not agree, but I didn't necessarily like the the stupid reason that they got to get Bryce Dallas Howard, I think that's her name. Yeah. Back into this world. Claire. Yeah. The reason that they brought her back I thought was stupid. Yeah. I also agree with that. Like they could have came up with another another explanation. We'll get more into it when it come when it comes to spoilers. But I was like, all right, this makes absolutely no sense. But okay, and even uh, Chris Pratt's character Oliver Oliver Eggard McQuisha, what's his Owen? name? That yeah. was Owen. Oh, <laughs> Oliver. I'm like, wait, what? No, I have this wrong. I'm like, I knew it started with an O. I'm like, what's his name? <laughs> I'm bad with names. <laughs> but yeah, I I didn't like any of that. And then like you mentioned, the side characters they were the the sidus of the side of the side characters like they added nothing to the movie really nope just the scream <laughs> pretty much <laughs> that's it like you could have get you could have give given their role to like chris pratt's character or or uh, uh claire yeah and nothing would have been added or taken away from the movie nothing of value is lost yeah uh just like most jurassic park movies they look beautiful cinematography is great and uh cgi is is great but uh that wasn't necessarily enough like like I, like i mentioned it was nothing surprising everything that they that they did in this movie it was just like all right been there done that like what was this my whole thing was like what was this movie trying to say everything that this movie told me i felt like they said in another movie yeah so i was like kind of like how i said about solo i was like so what was the point of this movie because everything that i know i pretty much already knew already and they even even uh the scenes the and Jeff Goldblum was in this movie just a little bit just like he was in the trailer that's pretty much everything that you saw in the trailer is pretty much what you get what you're gonna get from Jeff Goldblum and <laughs> everything that he said I'm like yeah we already mentioned this in other movies so it's like again what was the point of this movie I don't well know. good to have him there at least oh yeah it was good to have him there like I feel like this is like a Jeff Goldblum re- renaissance like he was in this <laughs> Jeff Goldblum renaissance what yeah he's a, he's in Thor Ragnarok he's showing up in Hotel Artemis he's show- it's like every every major movie he's showing up in but uh yeah the villains just 
whatever, blase. Like, I was like, what was the point? It was stupid. There was nothing memorable about it. But, yeah, I still say all that to say, overall, I still had a... I still had a good time seeing the dinosaurs interacting with each other and with the people in this new world, but I didn't necessarily, again, I didn't necessarily know what the point of this movie was. So, but since I still had fun, I would give it a high passable overall, just like you said I would. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, you said, well, if you don't have that kind of love for the dinosaurs that I had, you'd probably give it a high passable, a low more than passable. Is that how I sound? Yeah, that's exactly how you sound. A high passable. <laughs> Okay, so I'm not far off. Like, I was, I, you know, I, like I said, I felt like I was gonna be hard on it, so I wanted to give that. But out. yeah, but the but the main the Indo Rex wasn't as epic. Whatever the fuck. Exactly. I don't care. See, it's not even memorable. That's why. Yeah, it wasn't as good as the Indominus Rex, at all. No, it wasn't. It's like why? And it was like an interesting premise that they've actually been teasing for a while now. Like that. Oh, and then also another thing I mentioned, non spoiler, they introduced this random character that they kind of make you try to have a connection to or feeling towards. And it's like, who is this person? The new kid character. No, and I'm not talking about the kid. Wait, who? I'm talking about uh, Liam Neeson. No, not Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson? Not Liam Neeson, but whoever, the, the old guy. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I was like, did I miss something in one of the movies? I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah, like they try to give him some a, a, a connection to the original guy to make you care. And it's like, I don't care because it's my first time seeing him. And he just seems like a clone yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, a clone of uh, the original John Hammond, and then even uh, there's another story that they introduce or that they uh, pepper in to the movie, and it's like, why did you guys do this? This should be a, a movie all in itself, and we'll talk about it. Oh, I know. We'll, you're, you're yeah, we'll talk about it when we get to spoilers. But I'm like, I feel like this completely shifts the focus of the movie now that you threw this monkey wrench into the movie. So I'm like, okay, and then they didn't really go anywhere with it. So I was like. You yeah, want, you want to talk spoilers? Yeah, we could talk spoilers. All right, let's get into spoilers. Where do you want to start first? You want to start with the uh, the kid? We could talk about the monkey wrench. Yeah, the I, fact that she's a clone. What the fuck? Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> okay, so when they set it up where it was like, yeah, this guy who looks just like John Hammond but skinny, because <laughs> he looks like John Hammond from the second movie. Same thing where he's got like the nose thing. He's on like deathbed basically. He's even got John Hammond's like little amber staff. And it was like, yeah, they were like friends that both did genetic testing and then created the dinosaurs, but then they split ways. And it was like, what? Didn't you wonder why they split ways? I'm like, not really, because I was just trying to understand their relationship in the first place. <laughs> I was like, it's because he lost his daughter and then he cloned her. Because no, there was no, like, they kept talking about the girl's mother and how he looked just, she looked just like her mother. And they, and they wouldn't show a picture of her. Mm-hmm. Turns out there was no mother. It was just her that died. And then she cloned her. Yeah, I'm like, this is a completely... This is another movie in and of itself. Yeah. So... And then they don't go anywhere. They just mention it. Yeah, she's a clone of her mother. And, all right, moving on. It's like, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we'll go as clones? Yeah, <laughs> but logically, it makes sense. Because if you can clone dinosaurs, why couldn't you just use that same technology yes, to clone Yes, but that's people? a completely different movie. That should be Jurassic clones. Just or Jurassic clone humans. Or like... <laughs> Well, I thought it was a good setup in the way that... Because then I have a feeling the way they're going to go with this movie is going to be, oh, we're going to make human-dinosaur hybrids. That was actually one of the old pitch ideas for 
a movie like this. Before Jurassic World, the first one came out, they were... Like what they're planning on doing with the Predator. <laughs> kind of. I mean, they were like I said, before Jurassic World came out, one of the ideas was for Jurassic Park 4 was to be that the government was taking uh, raptors and splicing them with human DNA and using them as military like uh, weapons, basically. Which you can see shades of that plot in Jurassic World and now fully realize in this movie, it's just except, except, instead of making human raptors, they just made raptor-sized endo... I mean, uh, Dominus Rexes. That's really the only difference. But then, yeah, introducing this element of, like, cloning humans, where the fuck is that gonna go? But I liked it only in the sense of the entire movie, they kept talking about the next generation. They kept talking about, like, well, what would your... Your kids don't want to live in a world without dinosaurs, right? Think about the kids. Think about the future generations of people without dinosaurs. Like, you mean every generation of humanity... Every single one. <laughs> just like, it's not that big of a deal. We've never had dinosaurs before. And really, Jeff Goldblum is right. Obviously, having them cohabitate is bad for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very bad for us. Not even just what the animals do, but with what we as humans do with that technology. So, Jeff Goldblum was right from the very beginning when he's like, fuck him, let him die. This technology is bad. Let it end. Yeah, you're right. Movie over. People but, are like, how dare him? It's like, yeah, no. He's kind of right. Even the government kind of sided with him. And it was just when Claire and her group of environmentalists, fuck them, <laughs> decided to just go out of their way to think they're going to save the animals when, of course, the military is just tricking them into using them to get blue into captivity. Whatever. And then coincidentally, just the fact that they're, they're, this rescue mission happens simultaneously with the destruction of the island is like, wow, it's really coincidental. <laughs> but... But yeah, so the, I like that how it, that clone thing tied in with the um, it going back to the next generation of like kids and w- shouldn't it be up to them or like is it really in, like up to us to take this possibility away from them? So when even ties back to at the end where she's gonna Claire's gonna press that button to basically let all the animals die and she doesn't. She's like, you know, like I thought she was gonna press it. But she doesn't. She's like, oh, I, I guess it's, I'll let them die. Like I can't, I can't release these animals into the world like willy nilly. But then the actual kid who is a clone identifies with. The but they could have come up with another reason for her. She's a kid. She doesn't have the mind of an adult. Before this whole incident happened, she loved dinosaurs. She wanted to. It looked like she wanted to study them as well. So that could be her reasoning of letting them go. And plus, you know, animals. A kid not wanting to see animals suffer. They don't have to come up with this random plot of, well, I'm a clone and they're clones too. So I'm going to be about clone justice. Like you're fucking, a thousand percent like L3, right. I'm not even going to try like to fight L3 you. and Solo. <laughs> clone justice. Oh, you put your fist up. Clone justice. Clone lives matter. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I was just trying to connect the dots, but it didn't have to have all those dots connected. It was It random. didn't have to have all those subplots introduced in the last fucking act. I'm like, yeah, and here's all the random military, like, shady businessmen who want to buy the dinosaurs and sell them off for weapons and or even hunting. That, and that, even that was stupid. Like, $5 million for a dinosaur, bro? That seemed cheap. That seemed very cheap. <laughs> like... And plus, they're extinct. Like the yeah. going rate should be like five hundred million, a billion dollars. Like I'm like, man, you could get fucking dinosaurs on the cheap, can't you? <laughs> Super cheap. Like even the movie, you know, the whole five million, six million dollar man. Yeah, they were talking about rebooting that, but obviously they can't do it with the six million dollars. That's so they're going to increase it to the six billion dollar man. So that makes more sense for if you're going to try to get an extinct animal. 
The last of their kind. The last of their kind. Yeah. Only $5 million? Some of them only had literally one of them. Like, the T-Rex is only one T-Rex. Yeah, there's only one T-Rex. There's only one blue. Yeah. There's only one Indorex. And even $25 million was like... Well, now even more. Now he did. Yeah, well... But, like, when they all get released out into the wild, I was like... So is it really a Jurassic World? I like I like how the movie ended on Jeff Goldblum saying "Welcome to Jurassic World" as it released into but the wild. But even when that happened, it made me go, "Well, this movie should be called Jurassic World. The other one should have been called like Jurassic Island." Stop with your logic, right? <laughs> stop, stop introducing more issues. That's what I was this. like. As soon as it ended, I was the like, "Fallen Kingdom." I'm like, "Is it really?" I guess the old park was the kingdom. Yeah, is that the old, was I guess understand? the old park is the kingdom, but. I'm like, this makes sense to be Jurassic World because now they're literally in the world. But even when it ended, I was like, didn't this happen in New York already? Kind of, sort of. Well, no. There was only the T-Rex and they took him back. But it kind of happened at the end of three, I want to say. Or was it the end of one? It was whatever movie that they ended in the helicopter after the park was destroyed. It might have been one. Where they look out the window and they see pterodactyls flying like with the with the plane. So like the idea is that now that they're free, they can fly anywhere. But they never followed up on that. Like they just, they just didn't. They stayed by the island. But they also set up in two. Like, so we're going full bright now. Yeah, but they set up <laughs> or, in two. Or I thought like, oh, so this is like how Legends of Korra ended. <laughs> like the spirit <laughs> yeah, world. Yeah, the spirit world and the human world came together. <laughs> but like, how are they can reproduce? But then they set up in Lost. This is deep cuts. They didn't even talk about this in the movie. But in Lost World two, they set up the fact that they can switch gender, simul- like randomly. No, that doesn't make sense though. Because the idea was that, because the, there wasn't just one of each animal, but like they were all female, so the females could just switch to male when they need to reproduce. But now, like they can't but reproduce asexual. Yeah. yeah, they're not asexual reproducers. No, they're not Piccolo. So how is it a world? They, when they just, like blue is the only one. So how's it gonna? Who's it gonna mate? Anybody with, with a gun could kill these things. So it's not like this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like how they can't reproduce. So it's not like they, they can like repopulate into the world and. And Jurassic Park or Jurassic World Three is about a world filled with dinosaurs. The most you could do, I didn't see the teaser at the end. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. Was it just pterodactyls? It was pterodactyls uh, circling Vegas. That's the most they can do. Is just have some some of the dinosaurs attack a city. But like, if you have a gun, you can kill these. I things. mean, some of them can reproduce because there's more than one pterodactyl. True. There's more than one brontosaurus. There's more than one triceratops. So, so, but can you time skip to the point where these animals are now like all around the fucking country? I don't know. That's but, what that, that's the question mark they leave the movie on. So I was like, is that where we're going now? Because otherwise, what the fuck was the point of this? And before I say that, I'm assuming to welcome to Jurassic World. Now they're all over the the earth. Except there's only one raptor, one T Rex. The the coolest dinosaurs. There's only one of. So give the fuck. They're gonna mate. The T Rex is gonna mate with a whale or something. No, <laughs> I don't know. A, a T whale. Well, oh, there was that giant. Uh, what's it called? Mesosaurus that was in. I'm like, in the water. show me the rest of that scene. That looked cool. Where you see him like going for a surfer, and it's like as big as the wave. I'm like, I want to see that movie. Like, I mean, we're getting Meg. <laughs> but but now Meg's gonna beat them to it. So it's like you can't really re- repeat that. So it's like you. You guys suck. <laughs> like, if we're gonna do that premise, do it in this. Cut all that military bullshit. Have them escape, just going and just go mainland, and have that be the end. Like, 
Instead, you're just in a mansion with the with the because then you lose sight of all the other dinosaurs, and it's just about the Indoraptor, and it's just a haunted house where he's just tapping his foot trying to find these girls that have like fucking plot armor. Because some he can kill every villain instantly. Every villain, like that fucking dumbass like military guy that goes in the cage, who goes in the cage. Why? I'm like, well, how is the Indoraptor gonna get out? And he shoots it. I'm like, well, now it's dead. Like, there's no way for him to get. Unless like the well, he tranked it. He shot it with Trank darts. But like, there, I was like, I was waiting for something to happen where like the power outage creates like a, a surge that opens the gate automatically or something, some bullshit like that. But instead, the, no, the, he just opens it. He just opens it. I'm gonna get your tooth because that's my thing. I love. And then literally to the point where the interrupter like is opening his eyes and looking at him like peeking when he looks away for a second and smiling. Like how cartoony is that shit? <laughs> and then you just chase around the little girl for half the fucking end of the movie. But you can't kill her. I know she wasn't going to die. I know they were going to kill Owen or the girl. So it's like, there's no stakes. There's no tension, really. It's just a repeat of the fucking raptor scene in the first movie. Is that fun? Is that what you wanted, fans? But not as good. Yeah, but not as good. Not nearly as good. Even the, and then the blue thing being ruined. I'm like, this is whack. This is whack. The final battle like was a step backwards. Like It was blue and Owen... Versus the and I thought the whole thing was the Indoraptor was supposed to see Blue as his mother, but there was none of that came up when they actually. Well, no, no, no. They said that that was a prototype, and the next version would be the one that they raise with Blue. Oh, so that'd be a new baby. This one's just like it's a killing machine. (laughs) It's just we made him just to make him prove that we could, but the next one we'll train it with the Blue Mother. I'm like, and then I was stupid. Like it's they say they know it's a prototype, but then they're still gonna sell it. Why would you release that into the world? If you know, because they're evil, Michael. But it's stupid. Even evil people have some level of nope. Pure evil. They were cartoon villains, and that's why. That's also why the ending didn't feel like have stakes. Because like, yeah, the dinosaurs get loose and they're killing people, but you've already established these are all horrible people. So you're you're okay with them all dying. So it was like, I'm just watching evil guys get their comeuppance. No, I want to see innocent people like have their lives at stake. That's what makes tension. So it makes you scared because you have people that you're rooting for. Although I, I am glad he died. That that main guy died. Oh yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Who I thought I didn't. That kind of got me because I thought he was gonna be like the new John Hammond kind of thing. But then like, they introduced the other guy to be the John Hammond. So I'm like, so we've got two John Hammonds. Oh no, the young guy's evil. Of course, of course he is. <laughs> and then the T Rex and the other carnivore, they both eat him alive together. They share him like a fucking like snapping a Slim Jim together or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's cool, I guess. It felt hollow. Like there was no, th- even when Blue killed the Indoraptor, I was just like, he landed on him. <sighs> Good thing he didn't die. That was it. Like there was no hoot and holler moment. There was no applause. Like I, I said, like, there, were no su- there, were no applause. Su- there were no surprises. People tried to applause at the end, but only like two people in the theory applauded. Everybody just kind of looked at him like, what? <laughs> but in my theater, both times I saw Jurassic World in the theater, last time, like, I mean, for the first movie, the whole theater applauded. Like, it was that kind of ending. With the T-Rex roars, everybody's, like, standing ovation, like, woo, woo, Jurassic World! This movie, nobody. Smattering applause at best. That's disappointing. Nobody, nobody clapped in my theater. Well, there you go. <laughs> I went opening night, though, so I was with the hardcore no, fans. I went this morning, so. Oh, well, see. But see, even the hardcore fans were just like, meh. And like the, when the when the raptor roars or screeches, because you can't replicate the T Rex roar with the raptor at the end going Rawr! and it's like standing over like a suburban like town or something. I'm like that's so hollow. Like that 
you just replicated the end of the first and Jurassic World's reboot of that moment, but you can't keep opening that that bottle and expecting magic well, to come out. Was the T Rex and a lion interacting? They roar at each other. Yeah, I felt nothing at that. That was nothing. The other, I'm like. You know, it can kill you, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the lion's got to be tough. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Like, you got to go to a, like, the Jurassic World was an 11. You got to go to 12 to make me care. So like, if you're going to do that repeat of, like, the the roar at the end scene, fuck, man. You had all the dinosaurs that, now I'm writing a better fucking ending, but you had all the dinosaurs there escaping from the mansion in the first place. Dinosaurs unite! Kinda. You had them fist bump in the last movie. I, I would not like bat an eye if, as they're all like charging out of like the the mansion together, like the T Rex bursts out first and he roars, and then from behind him, all the other dinosaurs run past him. Like that would be an epic fucking ending. But they didn't do that. They ended on the Velociraptor going. Nah, nah. I'm like, what is this? Don't, don't do blue like that. Nah. <laughs> don't. Do like blue. I love blue. And I, if anything, I liked. How they kind of like gave you more like a of emotional background to Owen and Blue, like the, when they showed like the the footage of him raising Blue, that was that was cute. I like that, but not enough of it. Uh, it all it did was make me scared that they were gonna kill Blue in the Indoraptor fight, but the fight itself wasn't like cheer worthy. I'm sorry, the fucking Blue and T Rex literally tagged in like fucking like luchadors and beat the shit out of the Indominus Rex together. You can't top that with a, a dark, stormy battle on a rooftop where the, the climax is just fucking, uh, what is it? Blue pounces on him and they fall through the fucking roof and he lands on top of him. Like a cat. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's, that's whack. This is whack. <laughs> this is not... It's, it's not that it's whack. It's that it didn't hold saying, a it candle. Wasn't, it wasn't whack. It just wasn't like, By comparison, oh, yeah. By comparison, it was whack. Because <laughs> it didn't give me feels. Ah! <laughs> I'm angry. Um, but, okay, but the thing I did like, though, was that action set piece when the island was destroyed. And it was like that that scene after the, in the trailer moment where the T-Rex saves Owen and Owen's running. Like, I don't know how fast Owen can run, but he's keeping up with that fast ball. Enough, fast enough to uh, outrun smoke. Outrun lava. <laughs> like, well, but, lava doesn't move that fast. Well, the, the, the explosion, like the, yeah, the smoke from the lava explosion. But even, that, yo, when he gets betrayed by the military and he gets like tranked and he wakes up with the lava like 10, 10 feet from him and like it literally gets to the point where it's like a foot away from him. Mm-hmm. Bullshit, he's alive. And he conveniently moves at the last second. But he would burst into flames if he was even that close to yeah, lava. Yeah, that close. They, you, even though it's not touching you, you still feel the heat. And it's toxic. Yeah. Like the the like it's, just the smell of it is toxic. Mm-hmm. So getting that close, you'd be de- you'd be dead. But not in the movie world. <laughs> and then when he's running with the the ball that they're in, as like you know the debris and the dinosaurs are running past them, that was a cool moment because it felt kind of like a a roller coaster ride that you're watching. Um, but then him being superhuman and being able to open up the thing underwater with like a knife, I'm like, wow, you're Aquaman basically. <laughs> Well, didn't he go up for air? He went up for air at one point, but still. <laughs> like, he swam down so fast to them, he shot wasn't, through he, it. He was back pretty knife. quick. Yeah, I'm like, you're Aquaman, bro. Like, what the hell? Meanwhile, the black guy's just screaming the whole time. Ah! Ah! Yeah, I didn't care about him. At all. I want him to die. I thought they were going to give him something, but they didn't. Nope. Him and the girl had no yeah, development. The girl, yeah. They were just there. Like I said, like the side characters in the last movie, as shallow as the arc was, they had an arc. 
Like, and you, maybe if you didn't feel for them, you didn't, but like I did, I thought that relationship was set up enough. It wasn't super delved into, but it was set up enough. And then, like I was saying in my review, the the, the, re, the reasoning to get Claire into this movie, oh, you're the only one that knows this park. You're, you know this park better than anyone. I'm yeah. like, she knows it better than the engineers and the people that, the architects. <laughs> Why? And yeah, I'm like, she didn't really do it. She was just a geneticist. Yeah. How do you know? the? Maybe you know the dinosaurs, but, she but even, you don't know the layout of the park that well. You can't it's true. know it better than the people that created it. Was she even all that into the dinosaurs in the first movie? Like that she had this love for them like she did? I don't remember. I don't think she did. I felt like it was all about the money, basically. It was like a job. And then I, I, once everything like shit started going down, I don't remember her ever being like, I love these dinosaurs. I feel like that was more Owen's thing. Yeah, I think that was more Owen's thing. Yeah. But then this, it was, like, it was flipped because Owen was like, nah, fuck those dinosaurs. <laughs> Until he saw the blue footage and was like, oh, all right, blue's cool, though, so I'm going to go back for him. Yeah, I'm only going back for blue. <laughs> yeah. You know they introduced Owen in this movie? I'm like, man, he's always doing something manly when they introduce this character. He's building a house. Like, I'm a man's man. In the other movie, he was, like, working on a motorcycle. I'm like, man, you're just always drinking beer and being manly. That's how I guess it's just your whole character. That's that's what they got to do. You got to show him being a man. A man's man. I, I, I'm a man. I don't build houses. <laughs> well, obviously, you're not a man's man. <laughs> uh, I mean, anything else you want to talk about in this? Even the moments where they... uh peppered in the original theme i was like all right you're trying to listen to an emotional reaction but i'm not i'm not giving it to you <laughs> did you feel that way what you didn't listen to a word i just said you're just like what i just said no he's a- i say even the moments where they uh play the original theme to try to like elicit an emotional reaction i was oh. just like yeah i'm not not feeling it i'm not feeling it no. Yeah, you're trying to give me the feels, and I don't, I don't feel it. <laughs> no, because there were very few and far between this movie too. Like it just didn't, it didn't handle nostalgia as well as the first one did. Like I said, maybe you can't hit that same well twice. Like maybe it doesn't doesn't work. So we're already inoculated to feeling those feels from the first Jurassic World. But like, fuck I'm man. Scott of what we said about Deadpool. Yeah, but I was ready though. I was like arms with arms wide open. <laughs> well, you need to stop being ready. Already, uh, see how that already. <laughs> like it's not as bad as like, Prison Room was just a fucking terrible movie. Two was just fucking bad. But this is just like it was okay. But after the first one was so great, like that's a step backwards for me. A big step backwards for me. The end of the beginning. The beginning of the end. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> sigh. <laughs> uh, is that it? Move that's, on. All I, that's all I got. All right, so let's get into Cloak and Dagger and wrap this bitch up. This week's episode was called Call Slash Response. First question is, how close can we get to each other without triggering our crazy? If you can't control yourself, then you can't control a damn thing in this world. I don't know how it works. It has a mind of its own. Why us? And just jump right into spoilers for this uh, continuation of last week's episode, where they, like, they finally get down to the the meeting and conversation between Tyrone and Tandy. Um, I like how the story once again, like again, it's tight writing, where the whole episode, the story is like what happens after the events of their conversation is weaved into their conversation as teased throughout the entire show, and as they're talking about like different aspects of their lives and how their powers work and this and that we kind of get glimpses and um, 
different scenes that play out after the fact that tie back to those conversations. I like that. The writing of this is good. It's a very intelligent writing on the, the part of the showrunners. I agree. Um, I also like that we get clarification on their powers. Like before we're wondering exactly how their powers work, but now they've nailed down that he sees fears and she sees hopes. Which is what I said. Yeah, you just say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least now they spelled it out for me, the dumbest Avenger. <laughs> and also it's like, I like how they um, kind of explain how their powers work as kind of being opposites of each other. Like, she literally is a sword, and he's kind of a shield. His powers are more defensive. And the fact that his powers tie back to his brother feeling like it's something protecting him. It's like his brother watching over him. And meanwhile, her powers manifest when she just needs to But I mean, aside from somebody. Aside from teleporting, though, they don't really say what he, like, what that little energy can do. Because he can do more than te- just teleport. Can he? From what they're showing, like... With the shadows? Even with the shadows. Like, he kind of grabbed her with the shadow before. And he's like, don't run. And, like, made, like, a hook, kind of, to stop her. Was it a hook, or is this, like, every time they touch like, each other? Ra- it, like, wrapped around her. It's like a fog. I don't think it was, like, something that was like, grabbing her. I think it was a thing where whenever they touch, they're, you've seen when they touch, they, there's, like, a repelling. So their powers, like, mix and explode. Which I don't well, know yeah, that's when they try to touch each other. I'm just talking about him by himself. Like, what can he do with the smoke? I don't think anything. I think it's just representation of his teleporting power. Same with her. Like her, she's light in her hands, but she can't shoot beams at her hands. Yet, yet, <laughs> Kamehameha, blood. Kamehameha. I mean, we've seen her hands like completely light up. Yeah. So maybe. Like the girl from uh, Runaways. Or like the guy from uh, The Gifted. Oh fuck! Fuck that show. <laughs> I completely forgot about that show for good reason. That show's good. Nah. It's coming back in fall, and we're gonna review it. <laughs> I can't wait even though I can but yeah I was told this episode was gonna make me emotional by some of our listeners but I didn't really get that emotional I thought there was some like awe moments like when um, Tandy finds out that by touching the kind of skeezy uh, lawyer that's been dating her mom that we all kind of assume was just using her to do drugs and party no it turns out he actually has feelings for her yeah he wants to, ma- wants to marry her and be a chef mm-hmm. he had hopes and dreams Emphasis on head. (laughs) That's why they killed him, just like the uh, monkey guy in Solo. Yeah. But he was already like, I mean, uh, Tanny's mom was already kind of fucking it up anyway, because I guess she's like, uh, what's it called? You shoot yourself in the foot. Self-saboteur. Can you blame her, though? He is married. (laughs) Oh, that's right. I forgot he was married. So he is kind of skeevy. So I guess uh, literally unhappily married. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, because they mentioned that the only thing that's, it's just the paperwork that, but they're eff- effectively not together. Yeah. And then we get the uh, stuff with Tyrone, because they, they try to like, they both influence each other. So by the middle of the episode, Tandy is trying to be more hopeful, like Tyrone suggests, and Tyrone is trying to um, find a way to entrap that officer that he knows is corrupt by playing it a little bit more... Uh, conniving like she would by doing the whole thing where she's gonna put his bike out there like someone stole it just to get into the precinct Zed finds out decides to scare him straight by taking him to the hood where he used to grow up at but I'm like is it really the hood all he did was take him to like a a clothing weaving place of friends where they knit yeah talking about spy boy and all <laughs> he, he went full uh, what's the word I'm trying to use 
uh, Sambo. Sambo. Like, hey, I'm the spy boy from the town of Wow, is that your reenactment of that scene? Yes. <laughs> well, all of that was really just to set up the fact that... Granted, it's New Orleans history and all that other stuff, but I'm just saying... I'm not, racist? I'm not, I'm not making fun of that. I'm just Aren't saying... You? you? No, because you're saying it's the hood. I'm like, it's not the hood. He just he went to basket weaving class. In the hood. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's, all that was just to really set up the fact that his brother, which again, they already established that he's protecting him somehow. That's what he feels like the, his powers are, like manifestation of his... Uh, he gets the cloak. His, yeah, his cloak from his brother. That was like a project he was working on. He's going to make it better than ever. Really, that's adorable. I like that. That was an awe moment. And I guess the emotional part for Tanny's end was the fact that she she was trying to get her mother to actually warm up to the guy right as he's fucking shot in the head because I guess he was getting too close to the Roxxon conspiracy. Uh, that's what I'm assuming. Yeah. So... Gotta shoot his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and by the end, uh, of course, things like they they're attracted and they're repelled because as they're both learning about each other and becoming closer as friends and potential allies, of course they start digging in a little bit too deep into their personal lives. And once Tyrone finds out that Tandy tried to kill herself, they kind of get into a pretty pretty deep debate about you know her having privilege and like him just fucking being the color he is like. She thinks like he can just manipulate the system like that, but he's like, um, no, it's not that easy for me. And you, like, you want to kill yourself, but what? This, how do you think I feel? This, yeah, this whole country, whole country wants, to kill yeah, this me. whole country wants to kill me. Yeah. So I don't have that luxury. Yeah, that's a deep conversation they had. There was, but then she, uh, she mentioned how uh, even though he might not actively be trying to kill himself, he still is, he still has a death wish because mm-hmm. of what she saw as his hopes, his greatest hope. About essentially dying from cop, and yeah, I feel like his burn was better. <laughs> well, not burn, but his his truth was more impactful because, like, what he, at the end of the day, what he wanted was vengeance, and he just knew that vengeance would lead to his death if he tried to get it in the way that he wanted to get it. Yeah, yeah, but her, she just wanted to kill herself, and like, there's no reason. Suicide's never the answer, Tandy. <laughs> and then the, 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 he totally has the moral high ground because then immediately she's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to kill myself. And then she tries to kill herself for real. Takes pills, gets on a pier with a chain around her ankle and jumps and in. Ropes, and ropes around her wrists. Yeah, and jumps in. But then her powers basically say, nah, bitch. And she manifests that dagger and cuts the, the line while she's underwater and comes to the surface. She baptized herself. Is that what the metaphor is? I think so. Because she went in as the old Tandy, and she killed the old Tandy, and she came up with a dagger in her hand, rising up, you know, as as dagger. Mm. And then it seemed like at the end, like she had complete control over her powers at that point. Because remember, she manifested the dagger yeah. without even thinking to open up the safe. Mm-hmm. To get the the uh, the guy the lawyer guy's work, so you could figure out the anal- the metaphor there. I couldn't. But last week you're like, Darr! I was I was tired, <laughs> uh, obviously. <laughs> but um, and I like the the. Parallel. Now I'm explaining things to you again, so I'm I'm back. <laughs> I'm, guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> um, but I like the, the parallel there too with Tyrone having also the the, the courage. Because it's almost like he had like shell shock when he was in the precinct the first time. He couldn't stay there just because of like the the bad memories. Mm-hmm. But then he like basically barges in there like I want to see that cop <laughs> specifically him. <laughs> so I like that aggressive black man. Yeah, they both like even though they both like walk from that conversation upset with each other, they both learn something. I like how the show keeps like having that theme of them being like parallels 
like go through every single episode. I'm assuming the nature of the show, that's just how it's going to have to go, not just this season, but that's just... Like how long can you keep that up, though? Every episode to do this? I mean, maybe it's not, Maybe not every episode, but the overall arc. Yeah. But I just mean every episode is written like this. And but I'm curious, in a new, interesting but I'm curious way. to see how it's going to go, though, because eventually, at some point, they're going to become more comfortable with their powers. As of right now, we haven't really seen anybody else with powers. Mm. So are they going to, like, fight, like... Are they gonna fight villains? I'm sure, or? it's gonna be on this season, just like the corporation itself, and then maybe use her powers to take down Roxxon. But then season two, yeah, maybe some super villains in this <laughs> at the least. Yes, yeah, so that's 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 the only thing I'm curious about. Have them run away, and then they meet the runaways crossover. <laughs> that's what I want. I we'll wouldn't see. mind that if, that if that was the season two, both shows a crossover, Cloak and Dagger and the Runaways. We'll see. We shall. But see. I also wonder what's the limit of his teleportation, like. Is like, is there places that he can't go, or like, can he teleport from like, say, New Orleans to Australia? Like, can he go that far, or can he not? Can he only teleport within New Orleans? Good question. I'm sure it'll start small and get bigger as the seasons go. But for now, because I know they'll be like, why does he teleport to the Avengers in New York? (laughs) Facts. Um, what would you give? I give it more than passable. Yeah, I give it a more than passable. Yeah, solid. Um, anything else we talk about this episode? Uh, <laughs> nothing to rage about, nothing to... I like the music. I mean, the music's always good in this show. It's a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. We have nothing to say when there's nothing to rage about or to be super, like, happy about. <laughs> just like, more passable. Yeah, it's like, it's yeah, good. It was decent. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah. Good show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we need in the news, but... I guess I'll just real quick talk about some Luke Cage. I gotta talk. Remember, I got. I can't speak. I talk Sense Eight. Oh, you're really gonna do a Sense Eight review? I might as well. Right, so I'm gonna tune out for that. <laughs> Before we get that, it's the rapid, Fuck you. rapid fire reviews. Rapid fire reviews. Let's start with uh, Luke Cage season two. Yo, I'm Luke Cage. I ain't no joke. You can't burn me. You can't blast me. And you definitely can't break me. I ain't no joke, joke, joke. You wanna test me? Step up. I'm right here. Get paid, black man. Get paid. Joke, joke. And you haven't seen it, but I mean, I'm not gonna go on length about this at all. But I don't think it's the 4.5 we were worried about at all. Like that's that's a really low rate. Especially I saw IGN's other ratings. That means that they rated Iron Fist and Defenders higher than the season. Fuck that. Mm. They are so wrong. And their their judgment is questionable to me now, because <laughs> no, I don't think it's as strong as season one, um, but it's definitely uh, more consistent. I mean, I, I've I've gotten to the midway point just like season one. So unless they do like a crazy twist, it makes the whole show fall off the off a cliff. I don't see it going that way. But there's no villain, at least in the first half, nearly as strong as uh, Cottonmouth. Bushmaster is decent. I was going to say, Bushmaster is not good? I like Bushmaster. Um, I think his plot, especially in Luke Cage and how they relate to each other, I think is the best part of the season so far. They do think, you know, the typical superhero trope where they try and tie the villain and the hero and, oh, we're not that much alike, are we? That whole thing. But Bushmaster, he's not one note. He has layers. Um, and they do a good job of, I think, 
I don't know anything of the culture, but they do a good, good job of incorporating his Jamaican culture into his character to the point where if I didn't have subtitles, I would not understand a fucking word that man says to any other person that is in his crew. Uh, <laughs> it's because they, the dialect is so heavy, but I like it. It brings some authenticity to it. I found out, uh, I read an article that said he auditioned for Black Lightning. He was close to getting it. Is he Jamaican for real? I don't know. Oh. But then, if he has an accent like that, I'd be like, no. <laughs> but no, <laughs> they, they, they told him no because he's too dark. What? He's lighter than Jefferson. Is he? I think so. I don't know, but they told him he was too dark. Black <laughs> That's a fucked up shit. I think he's lighter. So they look at him and Jefferson and be like, yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> I don't think, I think Jefferson's more, of a, he, he seems more like a father. Like he's got the dad bod. Like this guy doesn't, he's like ripped. Like he doesn't look like a father at all. He he works better as a villain. Like he's got Killmonger vibes. Yeah, he he also was uh, close to getting Mbaku as well, but then they gave it to Winston Duke. Same thing. He doesn't look like a man ape to me. I think this role he landed it is perfect for him. That's what he ultimately said. He said, "I, I enjoy the the role that I got." Yeah. But you know, being an actor and continually getting close and then being told no. It all worked out because he fell on something I think is the best for him. Especially like he's tall, he's big, he's lanky. So his fighting style is like capoeira, and it kind of like plays into that. Like you can, I can believe like they're different. They're like they, they both seem strong, Bushmaster and Luke Cage, but they seem like different weight classes or different like fighting types. Like Luke Cage is more of a brawler, whereas this guy is more of like a capoeira dance fighter. So it's it's believable when they fight. And that's another thing. This season, the fight choreography way better than season one. Like, they're not just having Luke Cage just pick people up and throw them. Like, there's actually some fights. Even when he doesn't have to fight, there's still some choreography in the fights. Um, the stuff with Claire and his relationship with Luke Cage, or her relationship with Luke Cage, that's evolved into some pretty interesting places. Um, I noticed a trend, though, with this and Jessica Jones, that they, it feels like in the second season, they're like, how do we evolve the hero's story? I know. Let's bring in their their parent back. Like wherever their parent was, that we that he might they may have had like a bad relationship in the first season. In Jessica Jones's case, she was dead. Let's just bring him back. So Jessica, spoiler for Jessica Jones, if you haven't seen it yet, season two, her mom comes back. In this season, Luke Cage's dad comes back, and they have a lot of like, uh, and that plays a lot into uh, the family, like uh, some of the issues that they go into about like. What's the prediction that I? Oh, the prediction about what you were right, that I was literally, when this happens, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Don't tell me is exactly what Michael said. Fuck exactly what Michael said. <laughs> um, early in the season, this is episode like two or three. Remember that, you can't burn me, you can't blast me. And this is very light spoilers. So if you don't want to hear any Luke spoilers, I guess skip forward, check out the time the timestamps in this iTunes description. But in that scene... It happened like right before that. Somebody tries to burn him in that bus that you see in the trailer where that explodes, and then after that doesn't work, and it's some rich guy. He takes out a gun that has his Judas bullet in it and shoots Luke Cage like point blank in the in the side, and he like he kneels down. He's like, oh, you think it's gonna be like, oh fuck, Judas bullets. And it's funny. Before that moment, I was literally going, I am so glad they totally got rid of Judas bullet bullet bullshit, because like. That defeated the purpose of his character. But in the first season, I'm like, you made a bullet that can pierce the bulletproof man? That's fucking stupid. What the hell? <laughs> so they hadn't mentioned it up until that point. So, But when he uses it, it's the same thing. He like he kneels, hear the... Poof! You know how the Jewish bullet explodes? Mm-hmm. Explodes, but then he moves his hand away, and there's no damage. And then he knocks the guy out, and he's like, what the hell? And then the next episode... So I was like, 
what? He's immune to them? And I'm like, fuck. Why? Fuck. Is it what Michael said? And the next episode, he tells Claire what happened. And Claire's looking at the wound. It's like a little mark. It's not much there. And she's like, I think your skin's become more impenetrable. And I think it's because of the acid bath. <laughs> I'm like, who is listening to the podcast? That's exactly what Michael said he wanted to have in season one. So I don't know. Did he, he gets shot again, right? After that moment. I thought he did. No, he didn't. Because if he did, he would have to go through that whole thing again. And they would have had the realization that it didn't affect him in the first place. I think he just avoided getting shot from that point in the season. Because that, like, that was toward the end anyway. But yeah, the same thing. Like Basically, that acid bath, exactly how he described it, it's a thing where it broke down his molecules. And then when he like when he healed from it, it made the, the, the weave in his skin even tighter. So now even Jewish bulls can't break his skin. Yes, honey. <laughs> I was like, get the fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? But it makes sense. And it's a good thing because now. Yeah, it's a good thing. And he's not. A bullet doesn't hurt him. He's bulletproof, damn it. <laughs> That's his whole shtick. He should be stronger now. He's not physically stronger. They do a thing where, like, after that, he trains. Like, he does, like, a. He tests his limits. And, <laughs> and it's kind of funny because, like, he does, like, a, a something, like a couple meter dash or something. And like the big thing is, they're like, oh, he's faster than Usain Bolt. And all the Jamaicans hate that. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you think he's better than Usain Bolt than that? And then they fuck him up for that. <laughs> like, like, literally, he beats, like, when Bushmaster beats him at the first time, he makes that a point of, like, contention. Like, you're not faster than Usain Bolt. <laughs> this is cute. But yeah, their, their rivalry and their relationship is the best part of the season. Black Mariah and how her story weaves in with Bushmasters is kind of interesting. But... The stuff with shades, it gets weird. There's some stuff that happens, I would say, around episode six or seven. To my shades and Black Mariah? Shades and Black Mariah. First of all, I like the stuff that I like fine in this season, but they double down on the weirdness of shades and Black Mariah a lot. And it makes me super uncomfortable. And then they do some... And it's not, that wasn't enough. Like, there's a point where he literally, they show him, and it's got to be a stunt double or like a, a body double because they don't show her face in the scene. But they show him grope her ass, like squeeze her ass. I'm like, why would you linger on that? <laughs> and they linger on it. <laughs> but then being in love is like a big part of this. They're, they're like a Romeo and Juliet of this whole fucking season. I'm just like, what are you doing? It's fucking creepy. <laughs> Everybody looking at them sideways like, what the fuck? And you feel the same way. But then they do a thing with Shades' character. I'm like, why, why is it she need love too? <laughs> no. But then they do a thing with Shades' character. I can't spoil it. <laughs> but it's like, bruh, what is this? And they drill down into it hard. And the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm cr- and I hate this word, but I was cringing. I was cringing for like, it's like a five minute scene. And they don't, they don't stop. I'm just like, Oh, are they going to go where I think they're going to go? Oh, they are. Oh, how does he respond to that? Oh, it can't be what I think it is. It is. Oh, <laughs> it gets bad, man. Okay. I want to spoil it. I don't want to know. I want to see if I can figure it out. I'm going to go watch it. Oh, what? you're going to know. When you get there. What episode is this? It's like six or seven. I'm going to skip right to episode six. <laughs> it's what they do with his character and some revelations about his life before Black Mariah. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> all right then. Um, 
I mean, but other than that, season's pretty. It's, it's pretty strong. I, I'm I'm not lucky more in season one, but we're only at the halfway point. But like I said, unless there's some crazy twist that makes it worse. Well, you're past episode six, right? Yeah, that's when Luke Cage started. This was season one started to fall down after yeah. episodes. Did they do a? Because they do this for every episode. One episode is the flashback episode, or every episode, every seat, every show. No, there hasn't been any like real flashback things. Even when they go into Bushmaster's backstory, it's not really anything like that. Um. And the fights are cool when he fights Luke Cage. It's just... But like I said, it, it could be a twist. So Iron Fist showed up? No, but they have talked about Dana Rand a lot. Um, there's been some plot points like with... um Oh, the, the simultaneous plot running with Luke Cage and Bushmaster and Black Mariah is like the progression of uh, Misty, Misty Knight. Knight. Yeah. From her being powerless, feeling powerless, not having an arm, to her eventually getting... Like feeling powerful without one, to her getting the robotic arm, to becoming like a distance herself from the police force to kind of like be on the side of Luke Cage more and more. Um, so I, I like that stuff too. And Danny Rand's been mentioned. His assets have been used, but they haven't gotten to a point yet where he's showing up. And I, this is me predicting. I hope they do. I know. I, I, did they show that he was going to be in the season? Yeah, they showed it. Okay. That's why I asked. Okay. So he, I hope when he shows up, it's because Luke Cage needs to learn how to fight to fight Bushmaster. It's just Bushmaster has a martial arts style. Why is he calling Danny Rand? <laughs> because in this world, he's still the Iron Fist. Is, is he though? <laughs> I know, bro. But but here's the thing, and it's not really spoilers. Our, at the, even when at the point where I'm at, Luke Cage and Bushmaster have fought a couple of times, and now we other than cheating, Luke Cage seems stronger than him. So I'm like, what would he need Iron Fist for at this point? One thing I did like though, and that's what I'm in my review. They do tease the heroes for hire multiple times, and I'm like. I like this. I like, I like this where this is going. Keep going with that. And hopefully we just get right. But how, how, well, I, I guess I don't want to know specific, but I'm like, how are they teasing it if they, if you say he hasn't shown up yet? Danny Rand? Yeah. Um, cause up until this point in the show, even in season one, there hasn't been a point where Luke Cage has been hired to be a hero. But in this season, he literally does multiple times. So, and they, 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 they make sure comic book, comic book fans know. Cause they end an episode with like, you want me to do you want me to be a hero well you gotta hire me like you know I mean shit like that like it's like very obvious where they're going um but yeah I so far I give them low more impassable I'm feeling it though I'm feeling it no 4.5 just some shit they do with shades bro (laughs) it gets awkward I'm like I wanna know what this is does he fuck a a tentacle monster (laughs) <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right, food wars. <laughs> All right, so yeah, let's talk about some sensei, or like, unless you talk about sensei, well, I fall asleep, so go Whatever, for it. Fuck you. What is human? An ability to reason, to imagine, to love, or grieve. And who is standing here? Who am I? Who am I? Do you mean who I love? Who I love? Do you mean where I'm from? I was taught there's something wrong with someone like me if so we are more human than any human ever will be i'm not just a me i'm also a we i did not think i would survive prison the truth is we did this game needs us you know BPO's gonna do everything they can to stop us. 
Someone tell me just what in the hell is going on here? This is war. Uh, so Sensei, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce the title of this season, so or this fi- final episode. But a general synopsis is uh, when season two ended, uh, the BPO, not the DEO from Supergirl, but the BPO, evil organization with whispers and all of the kidnap Wolfgang and uh, the Sensates finally came together for the first time. And they're going to join forces and try to take down this big organization. <laughs> try to take over the world. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna try to take down the big organization. They kidnap Whispers. And they're going to try to get Wolfgang back. So this finale opens up with them trying to do that. They have this big old... They got a house, underground house, where they're, you know, know me and everybody's trying to... Uh, get Wolfgang back. They got all these uh, coordinates and yada, yada, yada. And so chaos ensues from there. And yeah, overall, and l- let me let me rewind before that. So yeah, this season finale wasn't supposed to happen, actually, because the show got canceled <laughs> after season two. Because it was trash. No, shut the <laughs> fuck up. Even though it got all these accolades <laughs> and awards and achieved this cult status, Netflix is just like, it's too expensive. So we're going to cancel it and then have other shows that are more expensive like or movies that cost like 90 plus million dollars like Bright, <laughs> which didn't make any sense to me because I'm like, OK, so you cancel Sense8 for this. But yeah, so I feel because- like Sense8 should have been a movie. I feel like if it was just like two movies or like one movie. No, I feel like if anything, if you're going to bring it back, it should have been one final season. No, I feel like the whole show, could, its premise could have been a movie. No. Fuck you. I couldn't finish the fucking finale because I just got you, bored. Because you suck. I got bored. Because you're trash. <laughs> There's always so many times they can link, link their minds and do some cool shit together as a group. I'm like, we did this so many times. It's not impressive to me anymore. No, it's cool. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. But yeah, so I think it should have been a final season as opposed to a final movie. And the reason I think that is because it's a final movie. And with a final movie, you only had this movie was two and a half hours. So because they had to wrap up a lot of storylines, a lot of things just moved so quickly. And it was like, wait, 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 what? What? And then they introduced characters that you uh, became accustomed to from the first two seasons to give you more of them and to wrap them up. But they didn't make any sense. Sense eight. Uh, (laughs) Them being in the movie didn't make any sense. But because we got accustomed to them, they had to bring them back, you know, as a final goodbye. But for the sake of the story, and they had to put them in the story for just for the sake of it. But it was just like, okay, it's good seeing you, but you really don't need to be here. Yeah, there were like from what I saw from the finale, there was a lot of callbacks. Yeah, and then not only that, like. (laughs) <laughs> it's like the end of a TV show. Because like, I'm, I'm just gonna get, yeah, because I'm just gonna get my negative stuff out the way. Like there was a lot of conveniences for the sake of the fact that they had to wrap things up. Where it's like, okay, this is where you're going with the story. All right, I guess it's not really that believable. <laughs> you said, All right, <laughs> it's not really that believable in the world that you set up. But I'm, I'm gonna go with it because it's the finale. Yeah. But with that said, overall, I still had a good time like good time not a great time not not a great time no and that's and that's more so on the strength of like i said it should have been a final season as opposed to a final episode because everything was so quick mm. i was like <laughs> you say it was quick but yeah i couldn't i couldn't hang <laughs> like i tried 
that's because you have no investment like I do. Like the whole uh, yes. Jurassic World thing. That's true. I guess it's, it's, we're opposites on this. <laughs> so, so yeah, when, when everything was wrapping up, I was like, eh, I kind of wanted more. I would like to have seen more backstory for this character. You know, that I would like to have seen this explained. Because, like, perfect example. Uh, a lot of the characters, like the side characters, uh, and the movie's been out for a while, so I'm going to just talk full spoilers from this point out. Uh, a lot of the side characters, like Leto's boyfriend and the girl that he was uh, the, the, that they're shacking up with in their house or cohabitating with, Danielle, they all found out that Leto has these. He's a sensei. He's connected to all these people, and then more people started finding out, and their reaction was just kind of like, "Oh, you're connect. You're telepathically connected to seven other people. That's weird, but I'm with it." Yeah, everybody does that. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so it was like. But and then on top of that, they never actually showed the conversation. Like it was just, oh, I have something to tell you. Next scene, they know, and it's just, oh, that's weird. All right, moving on. And it was like I wanted to see more from that. Like I wanted to see the actual conversation. I wanted to see their reaction. How do you convince somebody that you're telepathically connected to seven different people? Like that's the stuff I wanted to see, and you didn't get any of that. Yeah. And so. Ugh, that's the thing that's one thing I didn't like yeah I didn't like that because I wanted to see I wanted to see the actual reaction of the characters and the convincing and yada 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 more of the exposition yeah uh what else there was another uh there was another moment where uh Rajan he found out that uh Kala has this love interest with Wolfgang the German guy that she's a sensate that she's a sensate with they're in love with each other Okay. But even though her, Rajan and Kala are married, he was just like, oh, well, you're connected to this other guy. You're also in love with him. I'm cool with it. We can, we can, we can, we can do this menage a trois. Like, it'd be a threesome, more or less. Is that what happened? More, basically. Wow. Okay. Kinda, he was like, you're, you're, you're in love with two different men. I'm good. I'm cool with it. I don't have a problem with that, but I feel like there was no real lead up to that. It's just like, oh, you're in love with this other guy. I'm cool with it. That, that was pretty much the, the, the thing, the premise of most of... Most of the show, where it's That's like these outra- these outrageous things keep happening, but everybody's just like, I had a very like, um, I'm cool with it. What is it called? A traditional family. And not only and that, he's cool with threesomes so fast. But, but not only <laughs> like, that, okay. like, and, th- and this is uh, the point of uh, convenience is like they try to make it seem like in in season two, like he has this clandestine backstory and he might not be as good of a guy as he as mm. he as he's been led to. Like we had this whole, it looked like he was part of like a drug ring or something like that yeah. to make it seem like. We shouldn't like this guy, you know, to to more or less push the Wolfgang and Kyla relationship. Yeah. But because, you know, the season is and the show is ending, it's like that went completely out the window. He's a good guy again. And he's somebody we should root for. He's somebody we should like. Okay. And oh, he's open to this little threesome relationship. Oh, he's cool. And it's like Is yeah. that how they ended it? They're not all three of them together? Oh, they, now? yeah, they had a threesome at the end. What the fuck? Yeah. I think Wachowski's just like threesomes. Like, and I mean, not, like just orgies. A, and not just a threesome where it's like, oh, the, the two girls are, you know, having sex with oh, no. him, her, him and Wolfgang got together, which I'm like, all right, that's cool. It's progressive. But when was that? I don't, t- have, a, but, I don't have a problem with that. But that, when was that established yeah, that, he, that he might be cu- bi curious? Never. I mean, I mean, Wolfgang, I get, because with him being in a sensei, they all fuck each other more or less. Like, even Will had sex. Yeah, even but Will, I mean, Will, even though he's the straight cop, he had sex with Leto. Yeah, but him, I mean, he's... The, I like thought in he that had scene where they were at the gym, I don't know if you remember that scene. Vaguely. But I, I mean, the, the guy, that guy's established with traditional family values, so you would think that guy would be more conservative, but 
nah, all right. <laughs> just throw it in like, fuck it, I'll fuck, I don't care. Yeah, so... I, I, again, progressive, but not what I thought his character was set up as. Exactly. That's why I said it was a lot, it was a lot of conveniences because the fact that the show was ending. And so, I mean, with that said, I, I, I still enjoyed it because I, I've grown attached to these characters. So I was a little upset, more or less, that this was it. Like, even when the show started, I was like, oh, this is going to be the last time that I'm going to really get to see these characters. And even then, like, I don't know who is the cinematographer for this show series, but it's, like, shot beautifully. Like, Oh, yeah. it's They need to be part of every single... Granted, they won't have that type of budget, but I'm like, they need to be a cinematographer on everything because, (laughs) like, it's it's great. And, And then, plus, you know, as... Also, one of the things like you can tell, like the disconnect between like shooting on location versus just a green screen if you don't do it right. Because mm. you could definitely tell like every location that they were in, whether it was Paris or London, and they actually went to those locations and those worlds feel lived in. Even with Star Wars, even though they're not on like a desert planet, they go to a desert location yeah. and then build sets around that as opposed to like Justice League. <laughs> or BVS yeah or I've like seen, I've seen some of the behind the scenes where the whole thing is green screen or like, like how we why? were talking about with Supergirl where it's just like it just this just looks like Vancouver there was no effort really put into it and I get and I get there's a big difference between like Sensei has millions and millions of dollars of budget whereas Supergirl probably has like a million dollar per episode yeah but it's about how you make it work like use what you got to make it effective huh, you seem like you're kind of disappointed by this finale here and I wasn't disappointed. I was disappointed in the sense that I wanted more. And because I, because I didn't get more, like, I just didn't like the fact that the wrap-up was so quickly. Because going by the first two seasons, you had, like, eight eight episodes, nine episodes. So you're just used to having more build-up as opposed to, all right, this is everything that we need. Like, the movie started, like, at 100 as opposed to, like, a gradual acceleration. Yeah. It started at 100 and ended at, like, 150. See, the way you describe it makes me feel like this is like made for me, but I watched the first hour and I still got bored. So what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> Everything is wrong with you. We can go, we can do a list. Wow. <laughs> He's like, I have an itemized list of all the things that are wrong with you. I have receipts. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, but like I said, I mean, so, so yeah, this, I guess this is my Jurassic World thing. Like, <laughs> so, it's, and it's not to say I didn't enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Like, I've, I've grown attached to these characters. And even the way it ended, I was like, you could tell that it was like a love letter, like Lana Wachowski saying, like, thank you for allowing us to have this opportunity to come back this one last time. You could, you could feel the love mm. that, that, that not just her, but the characters and the cast poured into, poured into uh, the series because they didn't think they were going to come back. And for the most part, a lot of times this stuff doesn't happen. It's very rare that a show gets canceled yeah. and gets, and comes back. Yeah. In any capacity. Yeah. In any capacity. I mean, if, it happens sometimes, but again, it's rare. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can see the love, but yeah, overall. I, it, I hope uh, the girl that does uh, Sun is her name right? Sun. Yeah, I hope I hope she gets a lot more work. She's really good. She's like one of my favorite. All, parts. I think all of them were very good. Yeah, they were all good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I haven't seen that don't, many don't Asian. Don't weak. I haven't seen many Asian actresses though that don't, and, like, and, really and, have spotlights roles. Yeah, I agree. That's why. And the only character that I've never really cared for that much was, and she's the only one of the Sensates who's. And I always say I'm bad with names, but I remember every Sensate's name except for her. It's the girl, the Will's girlfriend from Iceland. <laughs> I was about to say this. I was. I knew you were talking about. It. As soon as you said, it, I'm like, she's the I don't only one. Name either. She's the only one. I don't really give a fuck about. Yeah, she's the girlfriend. Yeah, the That's girlfriend. She and she's more or less the mother of the cluster. Yeah. 
And she's the one that more or less keeps them together. But obviously she's not that important. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't care about her. Yeah. She's the only one of the sensates I don't care about. But Caffius, Lido, Wolfgang, because her story's more I like directly all tied them. to Wills. Yeah, like she's the only one that doesn't really and then not only that, she's the only one of the sensates, in my opinion, that doesn't really contribute anything. Yeah, no, she doesn't. Like, like Lito, they all have skills. Yeah, Leto has the acting skills, and he's able to deceive people. Wolfgang has the... Yeah, have they ever used her for anything? No. Like, <laughs> I need help. Hey, I'm here. No, I want son. Fuck, get out of here, bitch. <laughs> yeah, Kala has the chemistry, and she's able to make, like, bombs and stuff like that. Yeah. Will is a cop, and he can break out of handcuffs, and, you know, he knows strategy and all that nah, other stuff. No, nah, Will and Wolfgang are just, like, action stars. Yeah, <laughs> Wolfgang, is the, yeah Wolfgang is the gun-heavy, you know, guy. He's able to, you know, shoot up everybody, and he's able to accurately, you know, he's like John Wick, basically, with saying. the well, gun. You son, yeah, you got Will son as the martial artist. They're, they're like John Wick together. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, yeah, son's the martial artist. Caffius is the, is the driver, the getaway person. If you need to get away, he's the best person to drive. Yeah. But then you got whatever her name is. <laughs> the, the blonde, white haired chick, yeah. whatever her hair if color you need is. A, if you need a DJ, she can she can she can be a DJ. Woo! That's her skill. Wicky wicky wicky. Useless. <laughs> exactly. Okay. But I mean, overall, like I said, I enjoy the characters. Yeah, what would I you love, rate the finale? I love, I love seeing them come back. So yeah, I'll give it a high passable. What would you rate the whole series though? The series, I would give a more than passable. Okay. So not even perfect, huh? No, not perfect. Oh, okay. Just curious, just for the listeners that don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't give. I wouldn't give it a perfect. I'm not even gonna rate it because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. No, I don't want to hear, I don't hear your rating because then I'm gonna stab you in the neck. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I thought we were in the cluster together, bro. <laughs> no, I'm gonna kill you. That's fucked up. You're, you're in somebody else's cluster. <laughs> if you feel this way about Sense Eight. Oh God damn! All right, with that, Michael news. Fuck well, you. yeah, check out Sensei. Fuck you. <laughs> if you don't, if you did, if you haven't before, like the first season starts kind of slow, but it really gets it gets revving. And I mean, they've done things. I like I've, the first season. They've though, done things the, I've never really seen before in a series. That's what I'm saying. I feel like after the first season, the novelty kind of wore off for me too. That's why I feel like it should be a movie because the things that they do in the first season are novel. How they the cluster kind of realizes they are a cluster. How their powers, their powers, their well, the powers, but yeah, also their, their skill powers. sets interact. Like when you start to see them pooling together their different qualities and traits for the first time, that was really compelling storytelling. And I not really just it. that, but they're like certain ways they shoot it when they are using their powers, yes. how one person's there, Bruh, they're when not Caffey actually is there. His son, like when Caffey started like challenging to Sun's abilities that first time, when he's like the Van Dam, like that uh-huh. shit was great. That's that's what I remember the best is my favorite parts of the series. Oh, there's like a moment in season two where Wolfgang is. Uh, facing off against a woman from another cluster and like all the clusters oh, come from behind yeah like, like that, that was bad like that I was thought, cool i'm pretty sure like as an actor you're probably like this looks stupid but then when you actually see it on film like that was badass yeah although there was a lot of that in this there was a lot of that in this uh finale like when uh one moment where iceland girl whose name i can't remember <laughs> she's <laughs> a lot of characters yeah she's talking she's talking to kala as a sensei, but then Kala like walks into the room at this, like her actual, not well, not Kala, but the Iceland girl, she actually walks into the room and it's like the way they did the camera to differentiate the fact that she wasn't there to now she's actually there. Yeah. Like it's, it was a lot of cool things that you've never seen before. And they, they kept that up even with the finale. Yeah. See, I'm going to stick by my, I think it should have been like two or three movies. 
I know you. I know you want that long. That long. Well, well I mean, you don't character know, development. I mean, you, you go with what long you, form character. You go, development. yeah. You go with what you was what you started out as. So I was I, I was introduced to them as a more or less a TV series. Yeah. So that's more. That's what I want for especially for a finale because you set up all this. Cause and then also because like a lot of the characters that got more backstory because you had one episode focused on them, another episode yeah. focused like Leto. Like Leto had a lot of love in season two. Or Leto. One? Leto. Yeah. Leto. So you didn't really get much from his boyfriend or Danielle or mm-hmm. uh, Wolfgang's best friend. And ba- that was a relationship that actually became kind of endearing by the end. Yeah, or even Wolfgang's best friend. You like didn't a really girl that wanted to fuck both of them. Yeah, you didn't really get much from uh, Wolfgang's best friend. He was just like, he was, again, he was introduced, but it was like, why is he even here? Yeah, that's true. But it's just because, you know, you've grown attached to him, so we got to put him in there somewhere. And then they pretty much took him out. And it was yeah. like, well, that was pointless to put him in. Yeah. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the series. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Right, don't be go. don't be like Jordan. That's that's how I'm gonna what end this. The hell? That's how I'm gonna end this. Don't be like Jordan. I know. I, I you wanna be you wanna be like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> if I was gonna rate anything, I rate the first season more than like a high more than past. He didn't like the second season because they replaced Caffius. my favorite character. <laughs> Caffy is he was awesome and they replaced. And yeah, him I didn't. Him. I, I like the I like the old the original actor better, but I don't have a problem with the new actor. I just feel like the exposition. I mean, not exposition, they, I just feel like the the story didn't warrant like not 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 the characters themselves. The characters needed that development for me to love them as much as I did. I guess by the end of the first and part of the second season, but I feel like the story itself felt stretched. Just because you could only have those like cool combining powers and like you kind of mentioned before them all standing together moments but so many times before I'm like I've seen it 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 but if you had those like just in the two or three movies I feel like it would have been better for me personally this is me but I don't know I think they kept it fresh enough where even though you've seen it they did they did something they do it different ways and different camera tricks and uh, season two lost me I started getting lost in that because you're trash <laughs> I'm trying, Michael. <laughs> are you, though? Are you, though? All right, let's get in the news. <laughs> Michael news. All right, let's talk Creed 2. In the ring, you got rules. Outside, you got nothing. Life hits you with all these cheap shots. People like me, we live in the past. You got people that need you now. You got everything to lose. This guy's got nothing to lose. I ain't got a choice. That's the same thing your father said, and he died right here in my hands. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. But you don't think I could beat him? I was afraid I couldn't live up to these expectations. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty inside my DNA. You don't think you got your validation? I got want to rewrite history. Don't pretend this is about your father. I was born like this, is born like this, immaculate conception. I transform like this, perform like this, which tells you a new weapon. I know how to play, I meditate, then off your, off your bed. This that put the kids to bed. This that I got, I got, I got, I got. Seem like it now, but this is more than just fight.
Yeah, Creed 2! <laughs> From Michael Bay Jordan. Michael Bay Jordan. Yes. Have you watched Creed yet? Of course. I, we talked right, about it. That's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> Fuck you. You're trying to call me out. No, I didn't. No, I you was are. You're, you're trying to call me out like Jamie did. Remember way back when? When? When she uh, tried to call me out for the Asian American thing. And I was like, it's Asian not American? Asian History Month yet. What are you talking? Oh, wow. Like, you no. remember? Why, wow, that's stinging you? Because I yes, remember that. I remember that. Because <laughs> I, I, I remember listening to that like re- recently. And I started laughing. <laughs> like, this bitch don't even know what to do. Exactly. <laughs> no, I was legit asking so I could know if I could gush together wrong. with you. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't trying to attack you. I just wanted to gush with you. Now that I remember you've seen no, it. You, yes. wanted to, you wanted to attack me. You were ready. I, I saw you on your hind heels like, like Lion King, <laughs> like Simba, and then he was wrong. No. What? <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> Well, first, no, that's not what I was trying to do. Just like with the How to Train Your Dragon. Like, I wanted to make sure before I start gushing about it, like, that you were on the same page. Okay. And you you weren't for that, but for this, you are. Because now you can share my excitement. Um, They didn't really show that much in the trailer, but... No, they they didn't show that much. No, they didn't even really show Drago, or Drago, or actually Drago or his son. Drago's son. son. Yeah. I mean, they showed the back of him. That's all you need. That strong ass Russian back. <laughs> That's all I need. I mean, the I, red son of Rocky. I follow him on Instagram, so I, I need. I got it all. I need. He's Wait, hot. who? He's hot. The Russian guy. Yeah. You know who the actor is. The actor. Yeah. Who is he? His name is Big Nasty on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, um, I want to get big and nasty with I you, baby. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> is he a fight? Like, what is he? Is he a fighter or an actor? Uh, I, he's more of he's more of a fighter. I think this is his first movie. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's he, like a kind of an unknown. Yeah, he's actually a Russian fighter. I mean, but you didn't need to see him. And I think a little bit of mystery is a good thing since we already have the basic premise of him being the son of Drago. So yeah, this is know his Instagram. Oh, he's big. Big nasty. Big, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm hoping what they do a thing is that he's not like an asshole. That'd be kind of cool. Like, if, if it's literally all Michael B. Jordan yeah, and I mean, his lust for vengeance. If he's the son of Drago, they're probably going to make him an ad. Plus, he's Russian. Oh, Russian. Oh, Russian bad. Russian's got to be evil. Like Supergirl. Yeah. Bad, bad Russia. <laughs> but I think that'd be more interesting dynamic if, right. like... Look at that body. Ah. Like, what if he's not a bad guy? Ooh, look at them. Okay, I see. I see the body. <laughs> Jesus, he's got a lot of abs, all right? But, like, what if he's not a bad guy, but Michael B. Jordan antagonize him makes him bad like i'm not a killer but don't push me type of thing well he's like i'm i have nothing against you that was a beef between my father and your father like i don't want to get in. he's like well fuck you anyway i'm gonna fuck you up in the ring like my father should have fucked up your father and then he's like okay well fuck you too then apollo <laughs> and then they come at each i mean other. that would be it but i feel like they're not gonna do that because it's like, gonna be generic i mean like, every movie how many how many times do they make the russian the generic villain you mean movies that aren't rocky well, yeah, just movies that are just in general. Yeah, I know, but that's like the That's easy... like the go-to person that they... Oh, we need a villain? Let's get a Russian person. Well, a little bit more... But I like how it's a little bit more layered already just because we've already seen how the you know the hatred came from, like where it stemmed from between Apollo and Drago. Like that that, that makes... Or I said Apollo before I meant Adonis. But yeah, between Apollo and Drago, we, we saw how that played out in the, in the fourth Rocky movie, which is one of my favorites. It's a guilty pleasure, but I still love that fourth Rocky movie. So like it's not like we don't see the the antagonism like where that where that anger and vengeance. I am tiger. That wasn't the song for four though. I know that's in part three. It's hearts on fire, strong. I love that song. (laughs) We run up the mountain, Drago. 
That was the inferior three. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think this is, it'd be interesting to add some more layers to that rather than just be like, I'm generic bad guy. Because like, I don't know. I feel like Creed did a good job of making the Rocky series a little bit more layered, a little more depth. I'm also very curious of how I'm going to feel going into this movie because Ryan Coogler is not. That's what scares coming me. back. Confirm he's not. Yeah, it's he's confir- not the writer. Yeah, it's confirmed. Anything, nothing. I, I think he uh, helped write it, but he's not like the main. Who's the main writer? It's not Rock. It's not Stallone, right? I think. Please don't to, say Stallone. Let me look it up. Please tell me. No, they didn't. No, what, did he make a big deal about having a person of color as the a writer? Yeah, or the, director well, or the director is another black guy, but it's still not the person that came up with the concept for Creed, for Creed, which was Ryan Coogler. Yeah, like he wrote and directed so the movie because he this? had an idea. Please don't tell me it was. Stallone. But because you know Black Panther and all this other stuff, and then please, he has to work on Black Panther too. Please he don't couldn't tell uh, me it was Stallone. That's all I care about. Don't tell uh, me it was Coogler. written by Sylvester Stallone. Fuck. <laughs> and uh, Cheo Hodari Coker, who's the showrunner of Luke. Luke Cage. Okay, but there's an and in there. So Yeah, but who wrote more? Cause I mean, remember, this is Stallone's property, so he might be trying to pull his dick out and be like, No, I don't like what you wrote. This is mine. This is I'm gonna change what well, you wrote. The reason why I said I didn't want to be Stallone by himself is just because I feel like if it was left to his the director devices, is Steven Capel Jr. I like, think this is his first like major motion motion. Motion picture. Motion <laughs> Mojin Boo. A motion picture? <laughs> major motion picture. Um I, my fear was that if it was just Stallone, he would be the one to make him the villain, just generic Russian guy. And I'm not even saying Creed yeah, had all, an amazing all the stuff villain. I see, like he did Gronish episode of two episodes of Gronish. That's TV. Yeah, but I'm not even saying like the first Creed had an amazing villain because it didn't. It was just a generic boxer guy who needed to get the title from. But the first Creed wasn't about the villain. It was about Creed and Rocky and their journey. Yeah, it was about their relationship. That's what made it compelling. But we've already done that. We've established that. So now to make the sequel interesting, I think you can do something interesting with the villain. So I was hoping, I saw hope maybe the Luke Cage guy steer him in a better direction. That you give something to Drago's son, other than this is like the Karate Kid thing, where it's like, oh, I don't like your mentor. Well, I don't like your mentor, and that's the the reason for the beef. I want there to be more than just. His, I'm, his I mean, vengeance. I'm optimist. The fact, I mean, Ryan Coogler signed off on it, and he yeah. So and Michael B. Jordan. He's too busy with Black Panther too. That's why. <laughs> Plus, Mike, Michael B. Jordan said the fact that Ryan Coogler wasn't coming back made him hesitant about the movie until he met with the people behind it mm-hmm. and now he's you know more proud to, that's true because they're buddies yeah yeah so i mean so that makes me go okay i'm still gonna give it a shot but i still oh, yeah, for sure i still go into it like all right it's not the same people mm. but we'll see i mean, I mean the, the trailer tra- cool yeah the trailer I, I enjoyed the trailer and yeah. the song that was in the trailer yeah which I can't think of. Me either. <laughs> but I liked it when I saw it. Yeah, I liked it when I saw but it. I don't remember. But I don't remember now. what it is. But it was cool. The I think trailer. it was Kendrick Lamar. Oh yeah, from the, was it from the Black Panther soundtrack? I don't think it was. From I got the Black loyalty Panther. and royalty inside my DNA. That's it. I don't think it was the Black Panther. Soundtrack. It wasn't in the soundtrack. I mean, if it was on the song, but I, I, that's, I guess that's a Kendrick. But Lamar it was a song. remix of that song. I got loyalty and royalty inside my DNA, and they just remixed it. But it's fucking dope. Wait, who did the rap again? Kendrick Lamar? Yeah, let us stay that way. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> it's like one tear. It's like, I thought was... Hey, I, I remembered it, bastard. At least I remembered it. I was trying to help you. But it sounds terrible. 
Let no. me let me do the rap in Jordan. Probably sound so white singing that. <laughs> That's exactly what I was just saying. I got loyalty and royalty inside my DNA. I got loyalty <laughs> and royalty inside All right, my DNA. Dick. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> was there else in the trailer? I don't remember anything else other than like that scene where he looked like he was kind of like beaten already. So maybe they have like a match, just like the Apollo Drago match. The first match ends with him getting fucked up, and then he comes back for a rematch. Um, I noticed there was a baby. Uh, so I guess him and Tessa. I guess they have a baby. And- oh, that's right. They're showing a family. Yeah, they showed a baby. So I guess they have that's a baby. Right. That speech was good from Rocky. Valkyrie, and- Valkyrie, and Killmonger. <laughs> Best fan fiction ever. <laughs> but that that speech from Rocky was really powerful. Where he was like, "This guy's got nothing to lose. You got everything to lose." Like that was was like, even in the trailer. Like Rocky does good speeches. So I hope they kind of stick with that for the sequel too. Yeah, I'm excited. I love Creed. Creed was my favorite Rocky movie. So if, oh god, I'm excited. Uh oh. Oh no. <laughs> so. But this doesn't have big monsters. I guess the movie is not going to be that good. <laughs> no, no. But this doesn't have big monsters. So. I mean, Michael B. Jordan and Big Nasty. Ah, uh, goddamn you! <laughs> They're my big monster. Hey, Happy Pride. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> two, two sexy men going at it. That's my fanfic. <laughs> Whoever wins, Michael does. <laughs> yep. Spread your wings and prepare to fly. Oh, God. For you have become a butterfly. All right, moving on. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, another trailer, a Netflix exclusive called How It Ends. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, what time is it? Six in the morning. In Seattle. My mother just called. What happened last night? I'm sorry. He was into me from the second I got in. Why did you move my daughter away from me? Moving was Sam's idea. If I'd asked for his blessing last night, he would have said no, so I didn't. I'm waiting late. Okay, I gotta go. Okay, call me when you get to the airport. What was that? Well, something's wrong. Sam. We have unconfirmed reports of a large seismic event off the California coast with reports of power outages across the United States. Why didn't you come back? I didn't know where else to go. Have you talked to Sam? We got disconnected. What's the last thing she said? She sounded scared. Let's look at what we know, Will. We have no idea what's happening, yet we got F-22s doing flybys. My only daughter? She's alone. 2,000 miles away. So I only have one question for you. Are you coming with me? All communications are down. The government is silent. We don't know who or what is causing this. There's a lot to be afraid of out there. There's a lot of real danger. Should have told me that you had a gun. I'm assuming that you've never fired a firearm. I've seen war game simulations, events just like this. They're designed to erase rational behavior with what appears to be a singular incident. You ever seen clouds like that before? Will, get back in the car! Oh, uh, yeah. And what it should be called is, what is it about? Yeah, I asked, I asked Jordan. I was like, should I even talk about this? Because I don't even know. I mean, it looks cool, but I don't it know what it's... It could be monsters! Yeah, I don't know what it's about. Well, I mean, the premise is there's some kind of event that happens. Did we say what city? What was the city? I think it was California. Just the California state. I, I don't know. know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know where in California. Some kind of giant seismic activity. They, they show cuts of like looks like a giant smoke cloud, like an explosion. So happened. Chris, make sure you run. Oh, because he lives there. <laughs> yeah, he lives in California. But, Monsters um, are coming. Maybe. 
Or aliens? Or aliens, or it's just... Because they show weird cloud formations. They show weird things happening in the sky. Or somebody farted. And it just created a God dust. God farted. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but then they also show like planes, like for some reason these like Apache shoppers, yeah, F twenty two, F twenty two, yeah, are flying around the city. That doesn't seem right for a typical like an earthquake or a natural event, right? So what's going on? It's like there's a complete radio silence in this in the city. Mm-hmm. Like why is that? Like I'm so hoping, I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping it's some type of monster. It seems like a trailer, it's a Cloverfield for, monster. I was about to say it feels like a better Cloverfield than Cloverfield Paradox, just from like the mystery it's kind of creating. And they don't really it has say where it Forrest is. Forrest Whitaker. Oh, yeah, Forrest Whitaker. All you Vampire Diary fans, Kat Graham, who played Bonnie. She's like the main love interest. I'm, I, I said, Vampire Diaries fans, you're not one of them. You shut the fuck up. I don't know what that is. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. Okay. You don't like, and I think that's probably, you know what? Fuck you. I think, <laughs> what did I do? You exist. That's what you did. Oh, my God. I'll call I think, the cops on me. <laughs> I am. I'm going to be Barbecue Patty. Barbecue Betty. Barbecue Becky. I think that's why you probably don't like Sensei that much because Sensei is more on the supernatural type vibe. You already said you don't really like that type of. Oh, I don't really count that as like you, a supernatural. It is. Kind of thing. It's more of a cerebral sci-fi, and you don't like that. Like you don't like supernatural. I don't like werewolves and you vampires. You said you don't. You much. said you don't really like Constantine type of vibe because that's more of the supernatural demon. Well, it's not why I didn't like it. I didn't like that because I just kind of found it boring. One, well, no, but you also said because I remember you said oh, you didn't like the, the way they did it. But then you're not really a supernatural person. That's not your stick. Yeah, but there's nothing supernatural Fuck about you. their power. Oh my god. <laughs> It's such venom. Okay, well, uh, so how it is? It's really interesting. <laughs> what the fuck? I fucking got holy water to splash up, Michael. Did you like Interview with the Vampire? I don't think I've seen fuck it. Fuck you. Oh, uh, <laughs> exactly. You're proving my point. But you get you said vampires. See what you're doing? How do you not like vampires? I watched Dracula. I love vampires. I watched Dracula Untold. Hmm. Hmm. This what? is where I leave. Oh. <laughs> It was not good. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, moving. Oh wait. What? Yeah. Continue what you felt about the trailer. I mean, that was basically it. I mean, interesting premise. I'm excited to see. I, I am curious to see what it's about. I'm hoping it's not something stupid. Again, this is the kind of thing that lives and dies in the premise. Like, if it's a stupid reveal, then I might be like, oh fuck this. But if it's interesting, I may be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like if it's like a Cloverfield monster or something like that. And if maybe. it is a monster, I hope it's not something that they hide until the like the very end of the movie, like yeah. Godzilla. Yeah, I was like Cloverfield, and they're focused on the you know Quicksilver, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, like they did in the Godzilla movie. I hope not. Show me the monster if yeah. it is a monster. <laughs> oh, big monster! But don't show it to me in the trailer. Wait, all right, let's let's take some predictions here, Mister Prediction. Hey, what do you think it is? Monster, alien, or supernatural occurrence? That's only three options. I don't really. think it's supernatural. Okay. I don't think it's an alien. I feel like if it was an alien, there would be more of a res- uh, response. What do you mean? Governmental response. There was only like two... Oh, two chop... Are those two like planes or whatever? Yeah. I mean, that's in the trailer. We only saw two planes. Well, we yeah, know. I mean, but still. They did make a note that there was radio silence in the city. So, like the government wasn't talking about it. I don't know. I think it might be a monster. I hope it's a monster. I, so. <laughs> I want. I think it's aliens... But I want to say that. I mean, we could be saying the same thing. The monster could be an alien. That's true. That's true. That's a very good point. It's kind of what Cloverfield was, right? Yeah. Or even, uh, I was about to say Cloak and Dagger. Whoa. <laughs> what a cameo. <laughs> a quiet place. 
Yeah, true. true. They was they were smaller. They were monsters, but they were aliens. Yeah, they're basically like mini Cloverfields. Yeah, that wrecked the sound. So I don't know. We'll see. But we're both gonna be wrong. It's gonna be like a volcano did, erupting. Did they say when it was coming out? It's gonna be like a volcano erupting. That'd be so whack. I'd be like, oh nope, I'm out. <laughs> they have a date, but I closed. I closed it out, so I don't feel like looking for it again. So like, even if it's something whack, it's like an alien spaceship or something, just like floating or something. Yeah, but then we'll create the dust cloud and the uh, seismic shift and all that other stuff. If it's just a, if it like just it being in the atmosphere, fuck shit up. I don't know. I don't know, but we'll see how it ends. Let's see how it ends. Oh, wait, so it didn't say when it was coming out. I I said I, I close I closed the the tab. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't feel like looking for Keep it. Keep going. So I'll look it up. fuck fuck that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> news with Michael. <laughs> hey, what's coming up, Michael? I don't give a fuck. If you, if you want more information, you can Google it. <laughs> Uh, something else that you can uh, look up. Okay. Because I'm excited about, and it makes me want to read the manga, even though Jordan's telling me not to. My Hero Academia. We talked about Vigilantes oh. last week Yeah. as a spinoff. Well, guess what else is getting a spinoff from My Hero Academia? So wait, something else is getting a spinoff? My Hero Academia. Yes, it is. What? My Hero Academia is getting a spinoff series focused on the female... Uh, students of class 1A. Wait, you mean within Deku's class? Yeah. Like Froppy? Froppy and... and uh, yeah. Yo, what? They're getting their, I don't like this. They're getting their own spin I off. love my academia, but I don't like that premise. And it's going to be called Watashi no Hero Academia, which translates no to no... No... no my, blah, 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 my Heroine Academia. But with that said, they don't... They're not sure because more than likely they're saying this might be a one shot. But they yeah, this seems like but a fan they're saying thing. In, in the article it says they don't know if it's going to be a one shot or a continuing series. But my thing mm-hmm. is, I'm assuming it's just going to be a one shot. So if it's a one shot, I'm good. I'm cool. Yeah, if it's a spin off one shot, who cares? Yeah, if it's a one shot, I'm good. But if it's like an ongoing, ongoing? yeah, I won't. I don't. I won't like that. Not and yeah. Before you say sexism, because it's, yeah, it's women. It's no, but it's like you're taking away from the main series because it's about the whole class. Yeah, like, and then it's, like it doesn't seem there's a point to it because their their stories run parallel to Deku's. Like the visual anything makes sense because that's a completely different like like I can see if it's like and the environment in the world. Instead of we're focusing on maybe the women characters of class one B, like we don't see them at all. Or that, w- that would be something different as opposed to I people in the same like, class. I thought you were gonna say the heroines like mountain lady and stuff like that, but no, you're going like Well no, classmates. I'm just saying since they're talking about the class. No, no, I mean when you mentioned this premise, I thought you were gonna say the women of like the My Hero Academia world, like Mountain Lady or like the other women that we don't really see that much. But one, the like, Froppy and them, we see them all the time. Like we don't need a spinoff about. That's like having a spinoff about Mineta. All right, I don't need a Mineta spinoff series. <laughs> but yeah, I'm assuming it's gonna be a one shot. And if, like I said, if that's the case, I'm good with it. Cause I mean, how many X Men side characters have we gotten as like one shots? Like we got a Mystique comic at one point. Mm-hmm. We had a Rogue comic, a Gambit comic, yeah, a Storm comic, an Iceman comic, a Shadow Cat comic. So. Yeah, one shots are fine. And just so you know, the uh, how it ends comes out July thirteenth. So soon, July thirteenth. So yeah. soon, yeah, couple weeks. Something else. Something comes out on the fifteenth. I think Teen Titans go to the movies. I think that comes out on the fifteenth of July. Yeah, I'll I'll look it up. Continue. So yeah, one shot. I'm like the fact checker right now. <laughs> but yeah, and this is like a screenshot of the. Shows them all together. That seems so generic. That could be the beginning of a hentai. Like <laughs> they're underage. 
Oh fuck! <laughs> whoop, whoop. Oh yeah! <laughs> Rewind. Have a, seat. Have a seat right there, sir. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, granted, I don't read the manga, but I will at some point. I, I, I actually. I'll tell you, dash my dreams. <laughs> he said they're underage. <laughs> I mean, whatever you. I'm not. No, nah, I'm not even gonna talk about. It. <laughs> I'm not, oh, you were wrong though. It was, Teen Titans Go to the Movies comes out July 27th. It's still in July, so I'm right. That's <laughs> <laughs> not how right works, <laughs> but okay. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Whatever. But I'll go back to what I was saying about the manga. I was, I was thinking, because I know you said don't read it, but I, I mean, I kind of want to, but not more, not to the point where, like, I would stop where they are. Like, I would read up to the point of where they are in the anime, because I, I kind of don't want to know, you know, be spoiled from, from the manga in the anime, but I would still want to like to see... If there's any differences? If there's any differences up to where we are. I feel like there's not. But I mean, I could be wrong. But people have really have said basically it's very... Even the if it's like small. Very, oh, very, very small. Yeah. Like small references that maybe they don't say in the anime. Or more references that they might say in the manga that you don't get in... Like more yeah. backstory. Hmm. I don't know. I've just heard that the show's very slavish. Because like when I, was in, uh, when I was in Midtown Comics, I saw all the mangas... Together and I was gonna buy them, but they didn't have. Uh, they, they they didn't have volumes two and three, and I was like, well, I'm not gonna buy volumes. Uh, completionist. Yeah, I, I, am, I am a completionist. That's why I even reading Dark Knight's Metal, where they were mentioning stuff, and I was like, and it was like, please read Nightwing. I was like, I need to go and read it, but I'm like, I don't have enough time. But I'm like, I hate not knowing. Crazy. It's like a fire in my brain. <laughs> You've lost your damn mind. <laughs> like when they talk, like when Nightwing showed up with Damien, he was like, oh, you fought uh, the man who laughed. All this like, mm-hmm. please see Nightwing. I'm like, I need to read that. I need to know what happened. To learn about Jon Snow Nightwing, see. Uh... <laughs> I need to know what happened, but fuck you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, uh, guess who else uh, didn't know what happened and needed to know? So, we talked about how the Avengers... Didn't know, you know, how the movie ended and who was going to die and who was going to live and yada, yada, yada. So who will live? Who will die? So during Ace Comic Con, which was this weekend, hosted by Kevin Smith, which probably would have been Chris Hardwick if he he wasn't going through his issues. But (laughs) (laughs) too soon, Michael, too soon. But uh, Elizabeth Olsen and uh, who was who was she with? Paul Bettany. Yeah, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, they were uh, talking with uh, Kevin Smith. And they basically said when they found out what the the actual ending of the movie. And she says, I found out from the Russos exactly what was going to happen. And it wasn't until the day we shot it that we learned what the ending was. They took us into a van, all of us. We were in a van with air conditioning because it was very hot. And they told us how the movie was going to end. No one knew. And they were like... Now we're shooting it. Now we're shooting it. Go. And we were like, how are we supposed to interpret that? <laughs> so that's when they found out the day that they were shooting. Wow. Like they were in a van and then the Russo brothers told them while they were in the van on the way to. Credit to the actors. Yeah. So it sh- uh, she also goes, she's like, it's such a relief that we could talk about it now. <laughs> and she's like, oh boy, we usually don't get to say any of this stuff, but you guys have seen it. And it's out. It's around the world. And so, woof. He said, woof. That's what she said, woof. That's how we felt. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, kudos to the actors. And plus, you know, imagine, especially if you're an actor trying to get your character development and all this other stuff, and you don't really know the full story. Yeah. And you only find out, like, on the day of. 
Yeah. It's like, I don't have time to prepare for this, but whatever. All right, we're going to make it run. I think it's just, the actors have gotten so good in these roles now. Like, they've all kind of found their voice for these characters. That's why like, it's, it's hard to lose any of them if they do die. It's so hard I'll get, to so I can say rap goodbye. And then you tell me no, but then you sing all the time. And, to yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I could be mean, but I won't. I'm not gonna Go ahead. Say, Go ahead. I, say what you want to say, motherfucker. Oh, God. <laughs> so aggressive. Anyway, so. More Infinity War news. Okay. I, I purposely covered the title. I didn't want you to see it. Okay. But you're going to love this news. As if I'm like, I'm like peeking like, oh, what's yeah, the I see you. I see you. I see you peeking, bitch. No, I'm not. <laughs> yes, you are. No spoilers. Okay. But yeah, you're going to love this news because you're such a DC hater, Jordan. I hate DC so much. So, now, officially... I can't wait next week. I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna suck the dick of Death of Superman so much. <laughs> but yeah, people you are gonna call me a hater. You tell me where my Superman socks next week. <laughs> okay. But I have more, so I'll just wear them next week. <laughs> but <laughs> and this news makes me laugh because I because I'm like I already know your reaction. But oh god. So officially now this week, Avengers: Infinity Wars domestic box office total okay. is now more. Than Justice League's worldwide box office gross. <laughs> See, you're laughing. I knew it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm glad. I want them to understand just how small that fucking franchise has become. <laughs> but you know, Aquaman could be could be better or something. I guess I don't know. So yeah, Justice League's global gross was six hundred and fifty-seven million dollars. How puny. <laughs> but Infinity War's domestic gross is now $660 million. <laughs> Infinity War's like, I could buy and sell you twice, bitch. <laughs> You're nothing to me. Just domestically. <laughs> yeah, just domestically. Because worldwide is $2 billion. That's fucking ridiculous. So. It's like, I, I want Aquaman to do well, right? Like, as a fan of DC in general, I don't want these movies to fail. But just by the numbers, do you think this this universe has this like the 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 mainstream appeal anymore to even warrant a big movie comeback like that? Like maybe Wonder Woman two might be able to float in the same ballpark as the first one. I think Shazam maybe because we haven't really heard anything negative about but it. But like we don't, no one knows anything about about Shazam. You know what I mean? Like, but I think that's what gives that's the strength of it. Because he's more of a newer character, and they're kind of separating him from the DCEU. Yeah. I think that might help it. But this was Justice League. Like, this was all of them. Like, if this doesn't bring people in... And it's not even that it doesn't bring people in. I feel like it's soured people. But, one no, BVS soured people, and that's why they didn't... And then, also, on top of that, you had movies like Suicide Squad that came out. That soured people as well. Yeah. And then you had the director apologizing for it. Like, yeah, guys, you're right. I should have put the Joker in the movie. But I feel like the damage is done. So, like, is there any way, like, with this bullet in the the, the, the leg of the DCEU... That's why I say... I don't, I, don't, the I, don't know, I don't know how Aquaman is going to do, but I feel like... I don't know. For some reason... I feel like Shazam is so separate from that, it won't have that big of an effect. I hear what you're saying, but do you think it's going to open bigger than Justice League? Oh, no, I don't think it's going to open, like, because, I mean, he's still a, but I don't think it's going to, like, flop, because more or less all the other, 
I think I think it's good because all for the most part, all the other movies they made money for the most part, but they didn't. They were below expectations. Was just like lower than Man of Steel and and Suicide Squad and it was, I know BBS was higher and but and Wonder Woman was too. Not sure about that, but I but but going with what I was gonna say, I think Shazam is pretty much gonna hit hit expectations and not be below expectations in terms of box office. Why? Why? Then, well, no, let me. But the numbers. That also depends on if it's good or not. Because I'm, yeah, I'm too. <laughs> this, is me, this is me saying this on the premise that it might actually be good. But, but because the mainstream is now sour to this series, this whole continuity, is that still going to get people out to come see it, even if it's okay? I mean, this is fucking phenomenal. And people are like, oh, it's raving. It's the best movie of the year. That's the only thing I can see turning the mainstream around and be like, all right, yeah, I'll go give it a chance. Otherwise, wouldn't you just wait? Like the mainstream person, my mother, wouldn't she just wait to see it on DVD? If that, especially because like, and then also War? like say, say Aquaman comes out and it turns out to be good. It turns out to be great, even if it doesn't make that much money. The fact that the word of mouth was it was actually pretty good. Yeah, people should check it out. So then that give us gives it the, the layup for the next I, movie. I feel like the the mainstream was fickle, and they'd be like, no, like I know I know this continuity is fucking bullshit, and that's the dude from Just League, right? I don't want to see that. And I'm only going by. Why not? I'm just saying. I'm saying, if Shazam, I mean, you're saying if, it's the layup yeah. for someone else to make the dunk. Uh huh. I get what you're saying, but like, I feel like you need a couple of those in a row to get mainstream back. But I'm just going by the fact that the the MCU is at where it's at now, and and DC fans will even go back to like, look at how much Iron Man in the first like Phase One movies made. First of all, inflation, all that shit. But beyond that, like, there's been a scaffolding a scaffolding effect. Like over the course of the ten plus years yes of the MCU, because no. like, people didn't like Iron Man two that much. Okay, but but I'm saying like when it hit its stride, when it got to Avengers or even Hulk. Yeah, but this is all Phase One. Right. Yeah, but I'm saying like once it hit its stride, the mainstream kind of got to the point where it was like, and even I would say this on the podcast every once in a while, like it became reliable entertainment. It became like a Pixar movie. Like even if you don't think it's gonna be great, I'm just gonna see it because it's part of the continuity, and these movies are usually pretty good. So like you get to that two billion in Infinity War because of all these other movies behind it. Yeah, that it. wasn't an accident. Yeah, all the movies behind it have all been consistently, for the most part, good. Black Panther, Civil War, Running Soldier, Gardens of the Galaxy, one and two. Like you know what I mean? It's all the Thor Ragnarok. Like you get all these good movies to to the point where the audience is like, well, these are always good. So of course I'm gonna see this. But because Justice League was such a fucking downstep from like even B- from BVS and stuff, like. Can you get that momentum back? Can you win back audiences from this low point when you when your biggest movie is one of your lowest grossing? <laughs> Can you yeah, make that I mean, comeback? Yeah, it's definitely. I would say it's definitely going to be harder to get people cut to come <laughs> it's like back. Hunger Games made the odds be forever in your favor. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely be harder to win people over than it is to real people real people in. Mm-hmm. But I also think. I don't know, just on the strength of the fact that, I mean, it is DC characters. DC characters are iconic. I mean, how many Batman movies do they have to do? And then even they're, even they're being terrible Batman movies, and then they do a reboot, and it's a new Batman movie, and the movie makes a shit ton of money. Yeah. Just on the strength of the fact that it's Batman. Yeah. 
So I kind of feel like it'll be the same thing. Like you might have, you might have mm. lost. Batman ain't Aquaman. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he's saying. not. One Ruben might have a chance, but like Aquaman, since he was like he's he's part. That's what I'm saying. Like Aquaman might not necessarily make a whole lot of money because you already soured the audience and people who haven't really grown an attachment to Jason Momoa as Aquaman because he didn't really do much in the Justice League movie, my, and you didn't show his man. and you didn't really show off his strength. There was no water battle. No. in the movie for the most Remember part. Remember the iconic shark scene Justice League reboot comic. Not in Justice League. <laughs> it's like why? So Aquaman might not necessarily make a whole lot of money, but if Aquaman, if the Aquaman movie turns out to be not just good but great, mm-hmm. then maybe you might reel reel people back in. All these maybes. <laughs> I mean, that's the world we live in with with the speculation of the movie because it's not out yet. So yeah. we're living in Earth X where Justice League flopped. That's <laughs> great. Somewhere on Earth Prime, Justice League was fucking great. No, this, is, this is Earth Prime. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Earth X is the dark universe where Justice League was successful. And now we've got a wave of, I mean, we haven't seen anybody like four Joker movies and three Harley Quinn movies and shit like that. And a Black Hawk movie. And a Black Hawk movie. <laughs> Gonna get a low boy at some point, probably. Probably. All right, well, let's see. Let's see how it plays out. <laughs> Come back. Aquaman was trash. <laughs> well, something that we don't have to see how it plays out anymore. So... We talked about uh, how, uh, you know, there was a whole battle between Comcast and Fox and Disney and yada, yada, yada. The bidding wars. The bidding wars. It's not the Infinity so, Wars. Yeah, it's the so, bidding wars. So Comcast offered uh, Fox $65 billion to buy them. Uh, put my and dick so, on the table. Look yeah, at so <laughs> there was going to be a meeting with Rupert Murdoch and the shareholders and yada, yada, yada to see if they're going to take Comcast's offer and then we're going to meet this summer well, twist ending. <laughs> yes, what a twist! So Disney said, "All right, Comcast. hold my beer. Yeah. All right, Comcast, you're gonna pull out your dick. Well, guess what? We're gonna pull out an even bigger dick." <laughs> and they offered seventy-one billion dollars, billion dollars, to buy Fox, and Fox accepted. So, yeah. The Wait, deal. so they accept? It's like it's a done deal. It's a they done deal. It? Fox accepted. Oh, I, th- I thought it was still a possibility that Comcast could counter offer. No, nope. Fox said, eh, "All right, we're good." Really? Yeah, Fox accepted. I the- didn't know that part of the story. Yeah, Fox accepted the deal. Oh wow! And uh, it's saying that <laughs> Disney was like combo breaker. <laughs> and the title of this article says Disney is near U.S. antitrust approval, which I guess is more aligned to Congress, and uh, which says it's a huge blow to uh fox deal it says the justice department is set to approve the deal in as soon as two weeks uh said a person who declined to be named because the investigation is confidential but yeah the deal was 71 billion dollars billion dollars so how many doll hairs is that it's a lot of doll hairs i don't know <laughs> so of course because it's me most of the things i post on on in on facebook is comic books or politics related so i'm both Happy about the news. I'm like, yes. But at the same time, I'm like, this is kind of trash if you really think about it. Oh, how so? Don't, don't ruin my comic book I'm going to ruin it. Love. I'm going to ruin it. What are you doing? Because <laughs> I'm just like, all right, Disney has $71 billion to offer to buy Fox, but yet a third of their workers at Disneyland can't even afford co- basic cost of living. Oh, shit, man. You made it real. I, I, that's why I said I'm going to make it real. I'm going to ruin So I'm like, I'm both happy that, you know, the universes are coming together. But at the same time, I'm like, you could take about two billion of those dollars and not lose anything and pay your workers. 
Because yeah. I, I and I'm and I know people that worked at Disney, and, and they like, should yeah. be. They should get, especially like I don't mean just you mean the worker workers like that work behind the scenes and stuff. I work like at the, the no, stands I mean like the people that work. Yeah, like the people that work at the, like Disneyland parks and stuff like that. So you're not talking about just the. Characters. I don't mean like actors and like. Okay, so not so not the performance actors. Even them. Wow. Yeah, man, you should be paying fucking Tinkerbell. Fuck, man. Come on, pay Ariel. What? Yeah, they don't. I met Ariel at the park. She's very beautiful. <laughs> but the Disneyland or or uh, Disney World. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like like I pull I could pull up the article. And the article is recent. Uh Disneyland workers. <laughs> well, how much did they get paid? Nothing. <laughs> they make minimum wage. What? Ariel makes minimum wage? Fuck out of here. That's ridiculous. I don't know about Ariel. I know Tiana does. I don't, know about, <laughs> I don't know about Ariel specifically, but yeah, it says three quarters of Disneyland employees can't afford basic living expenses. And then you, uh, cause you know, Disneyland is in California. So the cost of California is like through the roof. Okay. So it's, yeah. So that's, that was just in the back of my mind as I read. Uh, and there was also talk about like a lot of Disneyland employees and stuff going on strike to get more wage increases and stuff like that. So wow. that's the thing that was in the back of my mind. So I was like, I'm both elated, but I'm both annoyed because I'm like, you guys got this much money to buy, you know, a property, but yet you can't afford Well, you can, but you don't want to pay your workers because I, I mean and I and somebody I work with now talked about how he uh used to work at Disney I think I don't know if it was Disneyland or Disney World but he was like yeah they paid us and they treated us like shit wow that mouse is fucking uh dictator behind the scenes oh work for more bitch <laughs> I'm not gonna pay you more than minimum wage so yeah, so that's Michael's real corner for the moment <laughs> fuck man you ruined you ruining everything <laughs> but the Fox character, the X-Men are coming. <laughs> Back to the inconsequential nerd news. So, because like like I said, that's just my that's my thought process because I, I think about that more and more. Yeah. Especially now that I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I want to move out and stuff like that. You think about how rent prices are increasing, but yet wage, like you look at how much you get paid versus how much rent is going up and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. It's like, who can afford to live anymore? <laughs> afford to live like you can't <laughs> deep words from Michael <laughs> very deep words well you know who else but this person doesn't have deep words so Tom Holland revealed the uh, quote unquote accidentally which is clearly on purpose the oh t- yeah the title to Spider-Man Homecoming sequel which I didn't know this morning you see my post about it I saw all the Boss Logic fucking like fake titles first. I was like, "Oh, that's a cool title." That's not it. Oh, that's a cool title. That's not it either. Fuck it. So yeah, it's gonna be uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, Far Away from Home, or Far from Home. Far from Home. Yeah. Far from Home. I like Boss Logic's titles better. Like Not Coming Home. That was a good one. Or Homies. That's too many words. With Miles Morales. I was gonna say it's too many words. It's three words, just like this. You said not coming. Not well. Wow. Wow. The, the, the it's, too many, of, it's too many syllables. No, the look of revelation <laughs> on your face, like as you're like, that's not that's too many words. And then you just you were like, the too many words. Too many syllables. <laughs> when you got the coming and your face dropped like, oh fuck. <laughs> it's like you look like the character from Yu-Gi-Oh! where it's like, you fell into my trap card. It's like, oh I, I don't know that reference. Oh god damn it. Like Captain America. I didn't understand that reference. God damn it. <laughs> well, it's too many syllables. Well yeah, uh Far from home. I mean, I guess it's I just feel like it's too on the nose. Just like Homecoming, it's too on the nose. I get it. What do you mean? It's going to take place in London. He's not home. I get it. But who can, uh, give me Spectacular Spider-Man. I like this. 
Because it's also kind of an illusion. Spectacular Spider-Man. Spectacular, spectacular <laughs> Spider-Man. He's oh, already home. Make him spectacular. Did you finish that series yet? No. We should also talk about that next week. You're giving me too much work, Jordan. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm going to take that back. I'll take it, out. I'll take it back. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> but no, I didn't finish it because I had lost my remote. What? And I can't use my uh, fire stick without the remote and I couldn't find it for a while these weird ass excuses <laughs> but it's the truth it's, I only had like three episodes left but I couldn't find my remote and it was in my drawer and I found it so <laughs> this story went nowhere <laughs> off the remote then I found a remote <laughs> okay but Far From Home I like it because it's kind of like an illusion like, the way it sounds it could also kind of be like nah never mind. <laughs> I don't know it, it sounds like a school field trip like you're far from home so yeah I kind of get that it doesn't but... have to be in the title though Spectacular Spider-Man. <laughs> they want to keep that homecoming thing going. So the, the what's the third title gonna be? It's gonna be Home Sweet Home. I don't know. That's what, that's people have been joking about that. Like Home Sweet Home. Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet, sweet home. home. <laughs> sweet Home Alabama. There's no place like home. Like, Maybe. <laughs> so I, I like not coming home. I like that. When I think of home, because not think coming home could have been like you don't know if he's dead or not from the first one. Well, you already know if he's dead, if it's going to be if a sequel. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, if there's a sequel, Spider-Man, I'm dead. Yeah, but you could have, like, teased that. They could have been part of the ad campaign, like, to tease it out. That's what I thought it was going to be. Like, think about it, if they had just didn't tell you straight out that he was going to come back and, like, had teases of maybe the second movie is about a new Spider-Man. Maybe Miles Morales. Maybe not. Well, keep saying Miles, wait, 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 but wait. it's not. Maybe not Miles, because I saw some other fucking stupid-ass news from Sony's camp. About a silk nah, movie. No, shut up. No, no. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. God damn it. We're already too late. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to end on that. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I'm still going to end on it. Fuck you. Rewind. Er- erase it out your minds, guys. I'm going to flashy vision you, even though that's not, and this is the audio podcast. You can't see anything. All right, never mind. But oh, no. Jedi Mind Trick, you have not heard anything. <laughs> I'm just saying, you could have shown shots of Ned Lee's, shots of the villain, shots of the city, shots of Aunt May, anything but Spider-Man. If you call it not coming home, you wouldn't really know how the next movie's gonna play out even though we're gonna know in the next Avengers movie how it's gonna play out but still it's a little give a little bit of mystery to it I'm just saying feel a trip though that's fine whatever Mysterio in yeah. London why, why London got some people saying that on, online too is that what they're saying is yeah it's official? taking place in London oh it's it, officially yeah so I don't know why though is that that's hilarious how did Mysterio get over there it's a, maybe he's British in this version he's British Jake Gyllenhaal doing a British accent and Tom Holland doing an American accent yeah. hilarious <laughs> Oh, I thought you were about to say more. No, that's Because you're about to it sound like you're about to say something. But anyway. Nope, hilarious. This <laughs> uh, is Jordan is trash and he's fucking up my section. <laughs> I might as well just talk about it already because I was going to end on this, but oh. I don't even know what to end on now. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to end on some trash news oh, now. Oh, man. I've ruined it. Spoil, I spoil, <laughs> I spoil everything, even the news section. <laughs> but yeah, so Sony is now coming out. They're talking about uh, developing a Silk movie with... So, where's Jamie? Yeah, where's this Jamie? This is exactly the type of news that would have made her go fucking apeshit crazy. Maybe, because she she probably felt the same way. Because I'm like, all right, I'm excited about it. But then, it's, see Venom first. But then I'm like, but it's Sony, so I don't know how yeah. I feel. Especially with them talking about, yeah, I need to see Venom first. And then they're talking about- Is doing, it going to be animated? Then they're talking about doing a Morbius movie. Oh, God. They're also talking about doing a Nighthawk movie. If they were going to do a Spider-Verse- no, no, this isn't animated. This is- oh, Fuck, it's live action? Live act no. Well, actually, it doesn't even say. It just says a movie adaptation. Okay, I still have faith or hope, because if they do a Spider Verse animated 
like series, that'd be cool. I actually think that'd be like if it was called this was called Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Fuck, it's not even called Miles Morales. So yeah, it just says movie adaptation. Yeah, so it could it could be animated. If that's a, that'd be cool. If they do the same kind of thing they're doing with the Miles, the Miles Morales movie, but for Silk, and they start tying together these characters in their own little universe, that I'd be down for that. Yeah, if it's animated, that would be cool because because I'm just because even when they announced this news, I'm just thinking to myself, this is gonna be like Venom all over again because I'm like. Silk is heavily tied to Peter Parker. It's yep. literally the same spider that bit him. Yep. So how are you gonna do that without him? And the comic is weird because they just like fucking. Yeah, they fuck all because they're so they're attracted they're to pheromones. Yeah, they're... or wherever excuse. And this is Jamie. She'd be like, oh, because it's an Asian female. She has to be a love interest slash sexual object for the man. And that's yeah, it's kind of true. <laughs> what voice was that? <laughs> well, if I went like with an Asian accent, you call me racist. I just tried to go with a generic girl accent. That was a girl. <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> it's okay. like more like a, you know, angry girl. That smokes a lot. <laughs> she did. <laughs> Jamie did smoke a lot, so there you go. Well, all right. But yeah, if it's, an, if it's an animated movie, I'm good with it. And you can still keep the Peter Parker elements in there. Maybe, I guess. Wait, no, because this, well, I don't know. Because I'm like, does Sony own the rights to animated Parker? I don't think they do. What do you mean own the rights? I mean, he's in Spider-Verse. Well, yeah, yeah that's true. Because yeah. it's a combination of... Yeah, Marvel Studios. All right, I'll take it back. Never mind. I think it'd be cool if they tie those things together and you do kind of do a story about that that Peter Parker and a girl that gets powers from his thing. And he's like, oh, here we go again. This is with Miles. Like, oh, okay, I got to train you too, I guess. Maybe. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. And then they're fucking the whole time. No. No. <laughs> Not that. Well, so, usually talk about box office. Jurassic World has having oh, yeah, do. It's having a great opening weekend. It's exceeding expectations. And depending on what it does today, if numbers hold up, they are saying that it's going to open up for this weekend at $145.6 million, which exceeded the original estimate of 140. Oh, and cool. uh it's not opening as high as the original. The original op- well, not Jurassic Park, but like the original Jurassic, Jurassic World, World, the first yeah. one, that opened at like 208. So yeah. it's not opening as high, but it's still pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, it's still pretty good. It's gonna be number one at the box office. So they gotta they gotta be happy about that. Yeah, I'm not though. So <laughs> uh Incredibles two is gonna be a second place with seventy nine million at the box office. Hmm. So Universal All these sequels. Yeah, Universal's gotta be happy. No, they didn't get uh the Both s- sequels didn't have the magic at the first though. They didn't get the sequelitis, kind of. No, but they weren't terrible like, movies. Like of Solo. Yeah, that yeah, that's a different story. But like Pacific Rim again, Pacific Rim Uprising was a terrible fucking movie. They, these this wasn't that. It just wasn't as good as the first. And I like big monsters. <laughs> oh, big monsters. Well, uh, speaking of Solo, since I did just bring it up, so this is coming from Collider. Uh, Editor-in-chief, Stephen Frosty Weintraub. And he basically is saying... <laughs> that name sounds so made up, but okay. <laughs> That's his name. Frosty Weintraub. Well, Frosty is his nickname, but, oh, okay. but Weintraub is his actual name. <laughs> but he came out and said uh, he can confirm from a reliable source working within Lucasfilm. Of course, they, you know reporters don't want to say who their sources are, but he's saying that because of the more or less lukewarm box office reactions to Solo... Lucasfilm is now halting all production. No, Obi Wan on their spinoff series. 
Solo just fucked up the Obi Wan movie. Solo's potentially fucked up the Obi Wan movie. The movie we actually wanted is getting fucked over for this movie. And so with that said, though, Lucasfilm came out and uh, said they told ABC News that uh, that those uh, that this that the story that they're talking about from that Collider broke is actually inaccurate. And it says Lucasfilm told ABC News there are still multiple Star Wars films currently in development that have not been officially announced. Those projects are moving forward separate from an already announced Star Wars trilogy being overseen by Last Jedi director Ryan Johnson and another series of movies from Game of Thrones producers David Benoff and D.B. Weiss. And uh, but with that said, uh, they're saying they're not uh, they're not canceling the spinoff movies. They're just quote unquote licking our we're licking our wounds Ew. and just trying to figure out. <laughs> Sounds dirty. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> they're, they're just trying to figure out how to move forward with the spinoff movies and how to market them better. Okay. But Steve and uh, and also and they and they said they're developing with those more movies. They're developing nine movies going forward including another trilogy with ryan johnson but uh frosty Weintraub came out and said what old frosty said that hold on i just fuck i just closed it <laughs> well never know what frosty said <laughs> he closed, said stay cool guys yeah, i closed it i on, got this <laughs> i closed it on i closed it on accident <laughs> frosty quote said stay cool guys i All got right. this shit <laughs> let me ice you a question <laughs> Damn it. Why'd I close it? It's your fault. Uh, it's your fault, Jordan. Cooler heads will prevail. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I read it, but I can't. Instead of reading the actual quote. Everybody chill. <laughs> but basically, he came out and said... Like, fucking Dr. Freeze. Yeah, because basically Luke, Freeze. Lucasfilm was trying to call him a liar. He's like, fuck you, Lucasfilm. The report that I came out with is actually accurate, and it's from somebody that works in Lucasfilm. So what I said is actually not inaccurate. It's from a very reliable source. So people calling me a liar. It's not true. So he's like, yeah. So he said chill, basically. He said chill, bro. Everybody chill. Yeah. So fuck you guys. And but Frosty I'm like, dropped the mic and moonwalked yeah. off the stage. Luke, Lucasfilm's just trying to save face. But I know somebody that works in Lucasfilm. And that's what he said. He I don't care what you said, Lucasfilm. My friend in Lucasfilm said this, man. Is that Frosty's real voice? No. Or? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I prefer that voice. <laughs> it sounds like a frosty to me. Well, something that you won't prefer. Okay. Because it's more internet trash. Oh. So, Jordan, uh, you liked The Last Jedi, didn't you? I did like The Last Jedi, Michael. Well, there are lots of people that didn't like The Last Jedi. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> I'm one of those people, but I'm not one of these trash people. Okay. So... A group of people. Oh, wait, to be fair, I like like 70% last shot. <laughs> the other 30%. Yeah. <laughs> so a group of unknown producers, quote unquote. Okay. They started a website and campaign called Remake the Last Jedi. How? Houseway. How many times have we been trying to like, strike this from continuity? And this is what they said in a tweet. Remake it. Our team of producers is offering to cover the budget for a remake of The Last Jedi in order to save Star Wars. Share this and spread the word to at Robert, to whatever, whoever, and Disney and let them know this. This isn't a joke. They have millions? This isn't a joke. 
We're ready to have the combo now. Hashtag remake The Last Jedi. Hashtag Star Wars. Well, remake The Last Jedi has raised 15 million dollars. Holy fuck. To remake The Last Jedi. Wait, wait, so these producers they don't didn't, have their They own didn't money? raise $15 million to fix the water in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> nerd rage, Michael. Do you see what the power of nerd rage together can do? Join the dark side, the empire. <laughs> no. They didn't remake. They didn't raise $15 million to help save the children that Trump is taking away from their families Mm -mm. to go to a fund. They didn't raise $15 million to help LGBT homeless youth. Nah. (laughs) That's stupid. That's all stupid. I could go on. (laughs) They raised 15, which is not a little bit of money. Granted, compared to the the budget budget of Star Star Wars, Wars, it's still a little bit. But the fact that they raised $15 million. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. So these people didn't have their own money. They were just doing basically a giant crowdfunder. For this. I mean, they must, they have to have their own money somehow because I'm like, 15 million. Are you fucking So it's not me? like a GoFundMe or something? It's like these people have approached with this much money in pocket already. Basically. Okay. All right. So it's not like, and but it's an unknown but I'm number assuming, of people. I'm assuming there's some, there's probably some financing that they set up a website and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure some people gave like maybe $20 here and there. Yeah. But I guess maybe the majority of them, because it says producers, but it doesn't say what kind of producers. $15 million. $15 million. To what do you remake doing? a movie that's already been made? What are you doing? And Ryan Johnson basically said, "Ha! Please do it." <laughs> Yo, Ryan is just a constant troll on these guys. Yeah, I mean, he said, "Please, please, 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 please make it happen," and he put the prayer hands. <laughs> He's gotta stop feeding the trolls. Like, just don't, just don't comment. Like, you don't even gotta comment to this bullshit because it's not gonna happen. Like. No, it's not going to. And again, this money is not for a Star Wars budget. It's not even enough. It's not enough. But I mean, I guess they're still raising more. But it's ridiculous. $15 million. The movie's done, people. Like, what do you want? Like, the can't the cantina. What was it called? The um, the canto bite. Canto bite stuff. That's the only real problem with the movie for me. Everything else is fine. Yeah, Luke, you know, he died. And he might not have died as epic as some people wanted him to die. But I thought what was there was good. I was fine with it. You know, Rose, you know, that kiss wasn't earned, but you had to make a whole, you had to remake an entire movie just because you don't like those scenes? Like, what the fuck? The internet is trash. It really is. That's $15 million <laughs> for a movie that's that been made. Just because you didn't like it, but not for the water, not for people in Flint, Michigan. I don't even know what to say to that, man. That's, what has happened to our, our community of nerds? Not to help fight gun control. Like, there are way more important. This isn't even important. No. <laughs> the movie's done. It's over. Exactly. We, we the movie it. is done. <laughs> We're looking to the next movie in the trilogy. And it's like, no. I refuse to move on. This is just, this is that privilege, man, that we were talking about off air. It's exactly what this is. Where it's like, it wasn't my way. And God damn it, if it's not my way, it can't be anyway. I want to change. Why? Because I didn't like it. But people that did, fuck them. <laughs> Just me. I'm the one that matters. So I'm like, I don't like, understand. Relax, what, what's, ha- what's going on in nerddom? Like, I don't even like owning the, the term being a nerd anymore. It's gotten that bad. Like, I, the culture has so gotten so guys, fucked. we're not going to be called blurred vision anymore. No, we're just black vision. 
That's all we are now. Stay tuned for the for the unveiling of the title. <laughs> Black that Vision. Jordan's gonna reveal. And then no one will listen to us because it's like Black Vision. <laughs> Sounds I can't relate to that. I mean, you already got people saying leaving comments on your Instagram like I get you're black, bro, but do you have to be black? <laughs> <laughs> I get you're black, bro, but do you gotta just go out of your way to praise Black Panther every every single day? I'm like, I don't even post that much about Black Panther, but God forbid I talk about it winning some MTV Movie Awards and the whole internet loses its goddamn mind collectively. <laughs> Did you see that post? That shit was crazy. I, I didn't, no, I didn't see. I saw the post, but I didn't see the uh, comments. I, I didn't look at the comments. Like, there's like 30, like, my black audience? All about it. All support. All love. But with that, I didn't put that in the news. But yeah, Black Panther won at the MTV Movie Awards. Chadwick Boseman won for what? Best Superhero or whatever? Chadwick Boseman won for Best Performance and Best Hero. And Michael B. Jordan won for Best Villain. And they won for Best Movie Overall. Mm-hmm. And it's because they were black. Yep. That's the only reason they won. That's the only, it's a rate. People in my, that's what people were saying on my post. They're like, oh, so you know, don't try and deny it's not a racial thing, Jordan. Like, but MTV Movie like, Awards... What? They only they win by like you go on you actually have to go online and vote. Nope, don't matter racial. It's not like some clan, all black people it's not like some clandestine committee vote like the Oscars and stuff nope. like that. No, you have even to, though we're minorities, you have to vote. We we voted for Black Panther a million times. That's why it won. It's the only reason. Infinity War should have won, and so should have Thanos won for best villain. That's all I was hearing on my fucking page. But the third, like the thirty percent of my page, like people who do follow me that are black, all fucking gravy. The other people, I'm not saying everybody. But a large majority of that other population in my page, very upset. <laughs> very. And the range went from just like, mm, I think it's kind of like. I wonder race those people are. <laughs> I wonder too. Calling Butt Panther overrated. Calling Killmonger a terrible villain. Unrelatable. I'm like, really? <laughs> I mean, even if you don't. And it just goes back to like one of our reviewers saying like you know, opinion being gospel or whatever. Like opinions are opinions. Like even if you don't agree with that as a decision, like can you not see maybe why it would win beyond just oh it's just just like to dismiss it as oh it's just racial. That's the only reason why it won. Like no, there are things as in Killmonger's performance, nuances in Michael B. Jordan's acting that maybe Thanos didn't have to a lot of people that voted, or Plus just the fact that his his reasoning real, was yeah, grounded. A real character versus a more CGI character. Yeah, I, I'm pretty I, sure that takes into account a character with more grounded motivations than the CG character. Because like we, can you really relate? That's not to say Thanos isn't a good vi- like we we rave about Thanos. He's a great villain, but I'm saying like there there are things that I could go. Uh, and and wait, also, wait, wait, we don't know. Wait, we don't wait, know the rating of wait. like where Thanos uh, uh, ranked in percentage of Michael B. Jordan. Maybe he Couldn't won close. by like one point or something like that. Yeah, but here I'll I'll say this right now in the podcast. If I were to vote, I don't know who I would pick. It'd be very close. I love Thanos. And I love Killmonger. I'd do both. One day I'd pick because I think you can vote like multiple days. So one day I'll pick Michael B. Jordan, one day I'll pick Thanos. Yeah, so like, but like, I'm not going to dismiss Black Panther as a whole because I'm like, that doesn't fall off my opinion, so it's not a fact. And it makes no sense why it would win. But it's like, you can't just look beyond yourself a little bit, bro, out of your own, the own bubble you put yourself in to see like, maybe why other people liked it. Like, come on, man. Black Panther shouldn't be the best movie because you think it's overrated. Why? (laughs) Why? Check yourself. That's all I'm saying. And words of Kendrick Lamar, sit down. Be humble. <laughs> Though I will say this about the MTV movie works before we move on. I did like the fact that um Killmonger or Michael B. Jordan made that cute little jab at the fans, but like Chadwick Boseman told me to tell all of you, stop saying Wakanda forever. I take the forever too seriously. 
And granted, I know he Chadwick was, was dying. I know he was joking, but there are some people that took that and was like, "How dare him? If he if 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 he didn't like that, then you shouldn't have been in the movie." Because there are actors like that are like, oh, uh, what's what's his name? This is the fandom I'm talking about. Jesus Christ! Yeah, you can't take a joke. What's his name? Um, Nimoy, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, he he, he live long and prosper. Yeah, he he did more than Star Trek and all this other stuff, but that's what people know him for. So if he got a problem with people coming up to him saying "live long and prosper," all that other stuff, he should have did Star Wars and yada yada yada. If I, I'm gonna say Wakanda forever as long as I fucking feel like it. If you got a problem with that, they, Whoa. they're like, yeah, Michael, yeah, man, you get yeah. the neck moving and shit. Yeah, because like, I'm like, yeah. that's how I read the comments. Yeah, great. Because I'm, I'm like, they're like, yeah, Michael B. Jordan might be hot now, but I bet you in a couple years from now that Black Panther is gonna be his bread and butter. He's gonna wish people say Yo. Wakanda forever for him. Like toxic fans. Exactly. I'm like, shut the f- like, calm down. Fuck, you don't know this man. Like, yeah, you can say Wakanda forever all you want, but you don't know this man. Maybe he gets tired of doing the fucking chess symbol a thousand times. Because you know everywhere he went. But even then, (laughs) I'm like, you could tell Michael B. Jordan was joking. It's some truth in that. (laughs) Yeah, it's some truth truth in that. But as an actor, actor, you kind of, you know, you know what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's funny because Chadwick Boseman even made a post about it like the next day. Because um, he didn't do that pose at all during the MTV Movie Awards. Oh, another thing, he did great. He gave his award for best hero yeah, yeah, yeah. to the guy. To the guy who, that, the, an actual hero. The Waffle House. The Waffle House. Uh, Harry's. Waffle House shooter Harry's. guy. Who, who stopped the Waffle <laughs> House shooter. Yeah, who stopped the shooter, yeah. Fucking, that's a child move. Aces even, even Trump didn't talk about him. Of course he didn't. But he talked about there being good people on both sides. Yeah, fuck you, For, the, for the Nazi shit. Yeah, for shit. the Charlottesville Nazi thing. Fuck yeah. out of here. But, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, he didn't make that post at all, the entire anti-movie awards. And then his post the next day on Instagram was like, mom got mad at me because she did. She said I didn't do the anti-movie awards uh, Wakanda Forever pose. So then he's in front of like, so, I think he's in front of the Eiffel Tower or something. He's doing the pose. It's like, this is for you, mom. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> These are real people, man. Like, fuck out of here. It's your toxic fandom. Make us all look bad. Fuck. Wow. Speaking of somebody that's trying to make somebody else look bad, AMC is trying to make MoviePass look bad. Wow. So they came out with their new program that'll be starting up soon called AMC Stubbs A-List. And for $19.95 a month, you can see three movies a week. You can also bring a friend. You can also see premium movies like IMAX and Real 3D and all the other stuff that MoviePass. Oh. That you can't do with MoviePass. That just sweetened the pot a little bit. I was like twenty dollars. I was like, "Oh, you gonna bring a guest?" Three and three movies a week is like that's a lot of fucking movie watching. I wouldn't really use that, but the guest part that sounds good, and the IMAX part sounds real good. I just fucking spent money for Jurassic World because I wanted to see an IMAX fucking waste. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, and you could also use that in conjunction with your Stubbs membership. So I think that's supposed to be starting up in July. They're really trying to kill Movie Pass, huh? They are trying to kill movie. I mean, movie pass and AMC don't really like each other that much anyway. Like you know, there's some theater, there's some AMC chains that you can't. Is this gonna kill it for sure? Like, is, are now movie passes not allowed in any AMC's with this or no? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. Cause I mean, I well, no, I didn't go to AMC today, so I was gonna, I can't even say that. But I went to AMC the other day and I used the movie pass, so I don't know. Well, I mean that now, but I mean like when this thing comes out, it seems like a like a actually no, I'm wrong. Killer. You can't bring a guest. It's just but everything else. Oh, you can't bring a guest? As of right now, no, that's probably an additional charge. But no, you can oh, see up to three movies, three yeah, three oh, movies. The guest was the best part. Three movies, uh, three movies a week, and you're not limited to IMAX and 
uh, 3D movies and all that other stuff. It's really the only incentive for me would be the IMAX. And you can still see the same. You can see the same movie more than more than once. Unlike oh, movie, yeah. Unlike Movie Pass. Yeah, that's a big thing then. Uh, and you could also see the same movie within the same day. Oh wow! So like, I love that movie. So yes. I'm gonna see it again. <laughs> so it's three movies a week. So it doesn't matter when you see those movies. Yeah. Long as. Hmm. Well, long as you, uh, I mean, that's that's like a pretty good competition movie pass. Maybe it'll it'll stop the hemorrhaging, uh, hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging, whatever. How do you say that word? So yeah, so movie pass is like oh, because movie pass is hemorrhaging all its features, like it's losing features by the day. So maybe mm-hmm. this will stop that. So movie pass is like oh oh, you want to try to <laughs> you want to try to comp compete with us? How dare you? So we're gonna increase our stuff, but the way we're gonna increase our stuff is gonna be stupid. Uh, so, so exactly what I said, but not good. Yeah. So basically, Fuck. so basically, they're like, oh, okay. Well, to compete with AMC, we're gonna we're gonna charge a two dollar charge for high demand movies, and it's like, okay, you're not enticing me for the. Wait, you're charging me more? You're not, you're not enticing me any. So yeah, so movies that are quote high demand movies, so like Avengers. So everything we want to see. Yeah, everything we want to see. You got to pay an extra two dollars what like per movie per movie a two dollar charge so on top of the monthly fee on top of the monthly fee i still have to pay two dollars you have to pay two dollars and on top of that is apply to us too I bet, yeah that's yeah it's gonna apply to us Fuck, so yeah i'm man. like so I'm, I'm i'm thinking of switching to the amc thing for 1994 granted it's more expensive but uh, now, is it I though? I don't. I was gonna say, is it though? Because now I don't have to worry about the IMAX. Yeah, and the IMAX is a big thing. Yeah, especially for the mo- usually the movies that we want to see, see like Avengers and all. I want to see those in IMAX. Yeah. So now I'm getting charged two dollars for those things. Plus, I can't use movie pass for those movies. So it's like, what the fuck? Now we're getting charged two dollars just to see like, and I'm I'm assuming that's probably Avengers and in, in regular. Yeah, I know. Like, they're not talking about IMAX. Regular screening. Not you can't IMAX. use movie pass. For but IMAX. yeah, but now they're saying they're going to add. Well, you can see uh, IMAX and 3D movies, but it says for an added price. It doesn't say what the price is. It just says an added price. In addition to the nine ninety five, And oh on top God. of that, it's saying if you want to bring a friend without movie pass, there will be another added price. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, you're not really enticing me to... That's the opposite of enticing. Yeah, and it's saying... It's saying uh, IMAX and 3D would be anywhere from an extra two dollars to six dollars extra. I was rude. So I might as well. I'm like, I might as well pay for a regular ticket. Yeah. Was was that thing? I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? I'm trying movie pass, but you're not making it easy. You man. are my brother, Anakin. Yeah, this is shit, man. And movie pass is like, I hate you. <laughs> yes, I have to see in that because I'm already a Stubbs member. But I, I've noticed, like, because of Movie Pass, I haven't been really using my stubs that much because you can't use both. Like, if I buy a Movie Pass uh, ticket, I can't use my like get the points from stubs. Okay. Only if I buy concessions now. But I'm like, if I do this, I can just increase my w- rewards and get more free popcorn or maybe a free extra uh, extra movie ticket because you know the more yeah. you use it, they'd be like, oh, you have you have ten dollars that you could use off your ticket. Do you want to use that? And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. So this makes me more enticed. Yeah, I'm gonna see where this goes because I actually now I'm a little bit more on the side of AMC and plus, for this. You know, three movies a week, I can because I'm like I don't go see a movie every single day of the week. Yeah, it's a lot of movie watching. Yeah, so three movies is more doable. So I might I might 
bite the bullet on that one. Uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see how this develops. I'm going to hang back and wait for this battle to commence, then I'm going to choose a side. We'll see how this We'll see how this develops. You know, I'm put this last. It's <laughs> just because, just because you killed my fucking thing. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, still, I'm plotting. Oh, anyway, 15 minutes, by the way. I can, yeah, these are quick. All right. Uh, so, Legends of Tomorrow. Your favorite character has been up to a series regular for season four. Now that Wally's, Wally? now that uh, Wally, now that, <laughs> now that Wally's gone. And I told you, I told you this shit was going to happen from the moment they introduced her. So, Courtney Ford, who played Nora Dark. She's a series regular for season four of Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> I told, did not tell you. I told you this was gonna happen. I said, why, even, why introduce that's her? And then Adam's why, wife, right? Yeah, well, yeah, that's his wife. I was like, and then why have her go off the way she did, as opposed to killing her? And oh, she's good now. Maybe you'll come back. So yeah, she's a series regular, not a recurring character, but a series regular. That means she's gonna be at every single episode. <laughs> Cecile, this bitch, but no Wally. Okay, okay, that's no, fine. That's no, fine. That's <laughs> fine. It's good. It's good. I'm happy about these changes. <laughs> well, you know, he makes good moves. Well, you know what else is good and fine, and I'm happy about these changes because I'm actually I'm happy about these changes because I enjoyed the original series. Well, it's also tangential because I don't. They might not depends on who the writers are, but I talked about Aeon Flux coming back as a yeah. live action reboot in uh, MTV. Well, MTV is also rebooting Daria. La 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 la. Oh, Daria. La okay. la 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 la. Cool. So I'm excited about that because I'm a fan of the original series. I have the complete series on on DVD. So if they keep the same, you know, fresh or take, because it, it, it's, I think it's one of the, even though the animation looks very 90s, in terms of like the, the, the comedy and stuff like that, it's, it still holds up. It still apply probably. It's, it definitely still holds up. Okay. So we'll see. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited about that. Something else I'm excited about. So. Awe due dumbbella. Give me the power, I beg of you. Child's Play. Another one? Is getting a TV series. Another one. Yes. Uh, does it say what network? Why are you a series about Chucky? What? It doesn't say what network. Better says, be sci-fi. It says Channel Zero, but I don't know what that is. Channel Zero. It's so shitty. We put it on a non-existent channel. <laughs> non-existent channel. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Child's Play is coming to TV, and I mean, I guess you could do it. You could do a TV series about Chucky. Why would you want to? Because they did like a Friday the Thirteenth TV series. They did. Yeah. This is like on Sci Fi way back when. About Jason? I don't know if it was about Jason, but it's called Friday the Thirteenth. So I'm assuming, who else would it be about? How do you string that out for a whole season? If it's only like, obviously, if it's not 22 episodes. Maybe it's like eight episodes. Even that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna see. I'm I'm curious to see what they do with it. Okay, sure. <laughs> maybe maybe it'll re reinvigorate my old childhood dreams of getting a Chucky doll. I'll get another Chucky doll. That's I'll, fucking I'll, weird. I'll, I'll bring him on the podcast. Don't do that. <laughs> You've been I'm, saying and that. I don't want that the regular. Thing. I don't want the regular Chucky doll. I want the scarred up bride of Chucky doll. What the fuck? That's what I want. No, that scares me because you know that fucking that incant that incantation. Whatever. What that that'll be my homework for next week's episode. I'm incantation. Gonna learn, I'm gonna learn the whole fucking chant. Oh my god, he's gonna try and push my body. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in a Chucky doll, guys. He's gonna put my soul in Chucky doll. That'd be great. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be. I'm gonna be blurred, I'm gonna be blurred vision. <laughs> what the fuck? But anyway, so I'm moving on. So you know what else is getting uh, another reboot? We got Daria, Aeon Flux, Chucky. Well. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, another movie, is getting a reboot. 
What? And it's not it's not going to be part of the uh, first two movies that just came out. The Michael nope. Bay movies? Yeah, the Michael Bay movies. Those are scratched. And Good. they're starting over again. So it's going to be a new movie series? It's going to be a new movie series. Live action? Another live action movie series. Man, they just did that. Yeah, so why are you beating it into the ground? And you're not giving it... I can see if one, like, oh, okay, these movies didn't do as well as we thought. Let's give it some time. And let's yeah. rework it. You're not giving it any time. You're At just all. Like, all right, let's do it again. This is the world we live in now. Reboot, reboot, reboot. <laughs> reboot, reboot, reboot. I mean, if they tied it into the original trilogy, that'd be cool. Ninja. 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 Rap. Ninja. And by trilogy, I mean really the first two movies. Fuck the third movie. Yeah, <laughs> so, fuck, fuck that third movie. Yeah, so they just did the, like a continuation. If this was like the like the spiritual successors of the first two Ninja Turtle movies, that'd be kind of cool. It, have to, it could be a soft reboot kind of thing where it's just like you reintroduce them, but you have like allusions to them actually being the same turtles. That'd be cool. It won't happen, but that'd be cool. Because <laughs> Oliver Queen as Casey Jones did not work. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see. The, I didn't see the second one. I saw the oh, first one. Oh man, that was the thing where like they have all these elements from the cartoon, so you think it'd be better, but it's worse. <laughs> How is it worse? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Oliver Queen. I mean, I'm Stephen Amell. I wasn't even interested. They to killed see, it. I wasn't even interested to see the second one because I didn't like the way how I didn't like how the first one ended. In what way? With uh, I don't even remember what the I was Shredder battle? what I was upset about. The action in the first one was way better than the second one too. Like the action choreography, it was like I think it was like one of the turtles like crying and apologizing or whatever when they thought Raphael. Oh, Raphael, when he was that, crying. I didn't like that. Was, that pissed me off. I like that. Yeah, fuck that. It was but okay. Here's the thing. That moment, if the rest of the movie was good, that could have been a good payoff moment. But it was like, it came out of nowhere. Exactly. It came out of nowhere. <laughs> it was like, now that I remember, yeah, it came out of nowhere. It was like, where is I it? want you all to know that I love you guys and you're I'm, you're my brothers and I care. I know I'm hard on you, but like, I really care. Where is this coming from? It was like, who, if, who is this guy? It was like, like I said, like, it almost felt like if it was a continuation from the first two movies, that characterization might make sense, but not in that movie. And I was like, where the fuck is this plot coming from? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. But it doesn't matter. But this is something that might be cool because I mean I heard a lot of good things about the comic series <laughs> that we need to probably read. Maybe we should at least review like two two issues. Oh, you mean read a comic comic geek? Maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm saying it, but I'm okay. like, yeah, I'm giving myself more homework. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to read it at some point. All right, what is the it? Robert uh Kirkman Invincible series. Oh, people keep telling me that's good. And yeah, now it's getting so a series. It's getting an animated rated R series on Amazon. So I'm definitely so even with that, it's like you go. Eh, well, it's just wait. <laughs> yeah, if it's gonna get an animated series, eh, I don't know if I want to read it because now I might wanna, spoil oh, it. Yeah, I want to be surprised. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, now that it's rated R, they they have no reason not to be faithful. Yeah. To the comic series. Yeah, it might be a thing where I wait for the series and then people says say it sucks compared to the comic. Then I read the comic. Yeah, if that's the case, then I'll do it. Yeah, but I'm excited about that because I've heard. <laughs> Man, we're lazy. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard. I've heard good things about the series. So same, nothing but good things. We'll see. So anyway, winding down. So rapid fire. John Bernthal. They they're killing off. They're killing off Rick. So I guess with that, John Bernthal is coming back for season nine of The Walking Dead, probably for a flashback. Because you know Shane died uh, in season two. What was the daughter's name again? The daughter, Rose. No, the daughter of uh, Rick. It was really Shane's daughter. I don't know. I hope he, in this flashback he's like, 
You know she's my daughter, right, Rick? Ah, I fucked your wife. <laughs> I fucked Lori. <laughs> hey, you couldn't protect Carl. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, can't protect the Rick. Another quick thing. Good thing for Pixar. So, uh, Incredibles two had the biggest opening weekend of all their animated movies. Makes sense. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. It's a hell of a drug. So yeah. we'll see what Toy Stories four does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And finally, this is not what I wanted to end on, but. Whatever, Jordan killed my news section, so I'm, my pur- bad. <laughs> I'm purposely going to end on this. So, neither one of us really liked A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, fuck. We didn't really care for it, but it I mean... stupid. <laughs> yeah, I agree, but and still some good news. You know, I'm, I'm pro-black people, but A Wrinkle... I'm not. <laughs> you're, you're not. Uh, no, because I mean, I can it's, run the gamut. It's too black. It's too black. <laughs> black, black lightning is too black for me. <laughs> Uh, you know, rap music. Oh no, I'm Jordan, and I rap like a white. <laughs> this is what you do. <laughs> All right, no, whatever. I'm, I'm a great rap artist. What's the news? <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was a slow creep, a slow crawl. But a wrinkle in time finally hit the 100 million domestic mark, which makes Ava DuVernay the first black woman director to have a 100 million dollar movie. So that's good. Good for good for black women. I still didn't like the movie, but yay for black women. That's it? That's, that's the news? That's what I said. I, I said I wanted to end on that because you took my original ending news. <laughs> the silk drop. Yes, the silk the drop. Silk so instead of that, I'm going to end on another woman. Man, that's good for her, I guess. That's what I said. I mean, good for, <laughs> I wouldn't be happy, yeah, but it's like, it's man, good, good for stupid. Ava DuVernay. I like Ava DuVernay. Remember I just when didn't that like, chick became the big leaf monster and the big like, lettuce wrap? Yeah, I just didn't like the movie, but still, good for black power. I remember when Oprah was giant. Power. Power, power. It was like a weird acid trip of a movie. That was great. It was power, 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 power. Remember, remember when love? Remember when love was like the the solution for intergalactic space travel? Remember that? Remember it was a power source? Love. Power, power, power. <laughs> you didn't watch Power. <laughs> no, not the show Power. Black uh, Lightning. Okay. Wasn't yeah. that the song? That power. was. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, that fucking sucks. Okay. <laughs> and with that, I guess that's what we're for the week. Uh, Jacob and DC Comics Nerds, if you're out there and you're listening, next week, get ready. Because we're going to talk about Death of Superman. Dun, 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 and we're going to talk about comics. Dun, 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 dun. Right? Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Your face is totally dropped. Notice how I just faded out with you the You are music. a comic nerd. <laughs> your name is Black Gay Comic Geek. Yes, and I do read comics. Just not, not on, these. Just not on a timeline. Fuck, man. Don't put me in a box, Jordan. <laughs> this is Pride Month. We're talking about Death of Superman, which is a comic book animated series adaptation in the New 52 universe that the animated series has been making. Like I said, I'm going to try, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to stay up. Because like I said, I started a new job. Dark Knight's Metal. You got to talk about that. Started a new job. And then the moment I got home from work, I just went, I went straight to sleep. Wow. And I was out until it was time to wake up. Flash war. Went to work the next day and I went straight to sleep. Wow. <laughs> Flash war. We're going to talk about that. And then I'm going to do it the next week. I'm going to work and I'm going straight to sleep. Is that it? That was a big three. Flash war, Dark Knight's Metal, Death of Superman. Um, anything else? Other comics? Big series? I'm sure there's been more Doomsday Clocks, but I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> Uh, come on, comic geek. I, was gonna say, I mean, <laughs> I was gonna say, I mean, we could talk about the Bendis run on uh, Superman. Superman. Did that start? Yeah, it's like four issues in now. Oh, God, with that retcon bullshit. 
Yeah, it's like four issues in now. Guess who who destroyed Krypton? It was me! Who was that? Exactly. You want to do Korra? I'm giving myself more shit. I'm giving myself more shit. Yeah, what? I'm just thinking about the stuff that I eventually plan on getting to at some point. Korra. Like the Korra comics. Is that a continuation from the series? It's a continuation from the series. Oh, so after the show ended, it After the show ended, it kept going in the comics. What? Alright, I'm gonna put a maybe on that one because I don't even trust you to read that shit. <laughs> I'm gonna read it at but, some point. But for sure, Death of in, Superman. In the future. <laughs> in the future. <laughs> Death of, oh, and, and Luke Cage. We can talk about Luke Cage. So Death of Superman, Dark Knight's Metal, Flash War, and we're gonna talk about Luke Cage. So you gotta watch that series. It's too much work. That's 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 enough. I'm not gonna put anything else on it. That's all you gotta read and watch. And then the rest of the is just news and Mount Hero Academia. And we're good. No, there's no My Hero. Oh, and Col- oh sorry. There's, there's well, no- okay, well, Cloak and Dagger. Okay, yeah, there's no My Hero next week. No My Hero. Fuck. All right. <laughs> it's going to be the darkest of podcasts. No, Death of Superman, I think you'll like it. I think we'll have a good discussion about that. But uh, but yeah, I guess that's the it for the week. Jacob, DC Comics nerds, reach out. Don't be like Sylvia Costa. <laughs> don't, don't be like... Don't no. do it. Don't fail. The, like she's, I can, I, oh, You know what, Sylvia? I'm going to hit you with the arrow. Sylvia Costa. You have failed this podcast. No, no, comic geek. You better fucking read these comics. I swear to God. I will. Oh, you you promise? In the future. Next week is the future. No, not that future. That's the darkest future. Oh, my God. We're talking about the dark multiverse. That's all Dark Knight's Metal. Let's get it. I only got an issue and a half for Dark Knight's Metal, but it's just everything else. It's a pretty good ending. Very, very fucking exposition heavy though jesus the epilogue is fucking it's all just like yeah yeah that's over and now new stories but we'll talk about it next week but until then this has been blood version for the week and this has been jordan your host with i'm coming out i want the world to know gotta let him show it's michael <laughs> okay <laughs> and we will see you next week peace it's a new day on the shelf, and I'm a coming now. And yet, I'm coming and yet out. I can't, I can't ride. I want okay. the world to know. <laughs> Positive. I think this time around